was a food and it goes out by himself a lot. So I reached out to him and was like, man, post for food, drink culture, you know, like if you're going out spending this money and telling people, Hey, this place is awesome. Like spread your word, you know, like his, his personal page doesn't get that much attraction, but when we have a community of people looking for these places to go eat, it's just like a no brainer. Plus Milton, he's, to be honest with you, he's blown my mind since he's joined and it's only been a week, you know, he's gone out, he's gotten content, he's stacking content left and right. And it's, it's pretty neat. I never imagined him to be partnered up into this thing, but yeah, because I've always noticed that he does have a lot of um, posts on food or like a drink he's drinking or something like that. Yeah, and uh, when I do see it in my feed, and um, yeah, that just makes sense for you guys, especially since you guys need content constantly. Yeah, he. Um, I feel like he hits hits the nail on the head when it comes to it because. It's all about, like, the idea is if I go work hard for my money and I go out there and spend it, right, I want a quality experience. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's trash, you know, and I want to be able to share those places that are just, like, phenomenal. Like, if if you're going to go spend 150 bucks, you know, on a meal for one person, it better be worth it, right? That's what my buddy Polly says all the time. I mean— it is one of those things where somebody can't have a bad day or be an off day, but you are spending your money, so you expect quality. There's a lot of things that we don't just say, okay, that's how it is. But, like, with service, sometimes that's what we do. We just go, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, – I think that's – it's up to us to set the standard, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like the whole idea originally was if I'm working hard, I want to go out and enjoy myself. I don't want to go out there and, you know, take a two hour wait and have cold food and everything else. So I guess that's where the original idea came from. But, um, so how long have you been around for? Man, I think on record, like 2017, I'm pretty positive 2017, maybe 2016. I was traveling weed farms from like 2014 to 2016. And then, I ran into masters and things started kicking off. I threw my first art show in 2016 and then it was like, well, who are you? What are you? And I was like, food, drink culture, you know, drank with an A we're from the South, you know, and it's just kind of a joke, you know? Um, I think it really got pushed into a direction to actually become something I've been filling kegs since I was like 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. you know, just keg party, making money off that beer, high school times, field parties, everything else. And when I was coming, like settling down from traveling from farm to farm, it was, uh, I guess, yeah, 2016, all my friends were getting into art. They were making art, creating art, and had no way to sell it. And I was just like, I got this. I got this. I'm filling a keg. We're going to go to a, like a just a shithole building. I'm going to build these walls. We're going to throw a giant party, and I'm selling every piece of art. And then I started Food Drink Culture Art Nights, you know. Not because I'm the biggest art 
guru out there is because people needed a, a, an access point to sell their art and, and bring in a crowd of people that are willing to spend their money. And that's what I'm pretty good at, you know, throwing a party. So what kind of art do you do? Um, I guess for me, it would be photography. Okay. I've always held a camera and that's what's always got me around, but I'm not an artist. I'm not a photographer. You know, I don't claim nothing, but all my friends are, and they're great at it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was just when you have a bunch of talented people around you, they're really good at that one thing. But when it comes down to sales and marketing or creating a a, a, a venue for people to see your work in person and have an opportunity to purchase it, they suck at it. Yeah. You know, and a keg ain't nothing, man. I'm telling you, you put alcohol out there and our society flocks and it's just people love a good time. And whether it's they're going to drink beer and watch the sports game or whether they're going to get beer and talk and look at art, you know, people want to have that beer and they want to relax and they want to, you know, open up. I feel like uh, that's where I came in. Everybody talks to me about food, drink, culture is this. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I throw keg parties. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it is. You know, like it's fun. I don't see it as work or anything else. But, so what um, all have you done with masters? Man, tons of shit. Tons of shit. Um, I've done a series called Pain and Get Lit with David Yancey. David Yancey is an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. Man, he's somebody y'all should talk with. He's a he's For sure. a, he's a good dude. He's he's taking over the art scene. He's doing what I used to do. Okay. Throw the throw the art shows. I can, I kind of did one art show with him and and let him kind of grow into it. But back in the day with Masters, David Yancey and I did this thing called Paint and Get Lit on Thursdays. I remember that. And we would get trashed, man. <laughs> and we would just be like, we'd have 10, 15 people painting, and I'd just be drunk <laughs> trying to lighten up the mood. You know, it's kind of an awkward thing when you're not an artist and you're trying to paint. And, you know, I was there to kind of just be the drunk guy and make people laugh. But David, I did that with Masters with David. Um, bartender Throwdown. We pulled ten bartenders from around the city and raced them against each other. I guess for seven, like seven drinks or eight drinks, and the fastest uh, person gets a wrestling belt. Normally we have like a guy tattoo, and that was a that was a crazy event. And we're actually bringing it back. I think Cameo. Um, Paul from Cameo was talking to me last night and some of the folks that work at the Hugh hotel and stuff were saying, you know, talking about taking over their bar or something, but I think the bartender throwdowns coming back, but that was originally like originated with masters and Nick Manlavi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nick's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good dude. He moved off to Atlanta, but we, you know, we've talked about bringing it back and, Mm -hmm. Trying to think what else I've done with Masters. I've just done so much with that guy. Didn't you? Didn't you throw the pizza party? Oh yeah, the ch- pizza eating championship or whatever. Yeah, like, and it, it, I mean, just silly one offs. He'd be like, "Coop, 
I have nothing going on. I need something to happen. And I'm like, pizza party. Like, you make pizza. You make some of the best pizza in town. At it is really good. Dude, it is phenomenal. Yeah. I, there's very few places that I can compare to it. There is a new place I haven't been. Rotolo's. Oh, or right. You're on White Station. Yeah. But they're like, I think they're going to be known for deep dish. I haven't been there, so I really don't know. But So, yeah, they got a deep dish. They're from Louisiana. Our friend Colin that owns Ounce of Hope is friends with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I know Colin. Um, yeah, he was telling me about it. He's like, man, they, they have really good pizza. Go try it. I just haven't got a chance yet. But, like, yeah, so they have a deep dish, and then they have, like, regular pies, and they have, like, a bunch of other things that you don't really see at a pizzeria, you know, yeah. call it that. But like, it's crazy how many different pizza joints are right there in East Memphis, right there in the little block. You got, yeah. you got Hog and Hominy, them, um, Mellow Mushroom, M- Mellow Mushroom, X Line, not X Lines, but, um, oh, yeah, that Garibaldi's. is over there. And then, um, Broadway Pizza, Broadway, Broadway Pizza, pizza, yeah. pizza yep. Pizza Cafe. That's like seven or eight in like a two mile yeah. circle, you know, like not even a circle, man. I swear. You you ever notice like in our town, like the food places, how they are? It's like everything's just stacked on top of each other, just like what you're describing. But it's so spaced out. I've always wondered, like, I just felt like there should be more food options spread throughout the city. Not just stacked on top of each other. If you go somewhere, like say you go downtown, you're you're crammed into South Main, you know, pretty much, um, or Bill Street. It's like these these just certain areas you have to go to to, I guess, just to experience like life, like a bunch of food options and everything else. I guess. I've seen in Vermont and a couple other places when I was doing all the weed farm stuff, it was, you know, it'd be a a fucking house, Mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of the neighborhood, and it'd be serving the best food ever, you know? I feel like you had to travel to to go get different foods, right? Back when I was in Vermont, it was like I walked three houses down, which is really like a mile and a half because... We're in the middle of nowhere, but mm-hmm. they they have like giant line of people, food being served. Um and you see this in like Hispanic communities around town. Like there are places like this. Like you don't have to like go out into public and have these like you know, I'm gonna go to East Memphis and I'm gonna go have seven pizza options, right? You're right. But where's everything else at? You know, like Summer Avenue. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you got like Four things right next to each other of Mexican restaurants, uh, La Guida Papania, Los Camoles. Uh, there's a food truck. The food truck, um, they just have a brick and mortar now. Uh, damn, what's the name of it? It's the place is Uncle Gallo's or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I, their, I food tr- th- their food truck, right? Yeah, they got, yeah, they yeah. got four food trucks. Actually, they got six food trucks in the one brick and mortar in Germantown. And, um, like, no matter what time I drive by that food truck, yeah. there's a lot of people. Yeah. Every day. Well, summer's so like spread out too with different types of food. Yeah. Like Bane Barbecue was it wasn't on summer, but it was originally broad in North Hollywood. And that I enjoyed it. That whole area, there's such a variety of food, you know? Um 
I'm sad that Bain ended up over at like Cooper Young area. I was hoping that Summer Avenue was going to take mm. over them, but um, man, they came in and crushed it with Texas style barbecue. Have you had them? Oh no, I saw there's there there were busy. There was a there were people waiting outside the other day when I drove by. Dude, it is it is something worth trying. Like they have really come in and changed. I mean, we're so used to barbecue, like. Come on now. I mean, if you live in Memphis, you just eat barbecue. If if you eat meat, you're going to eat the standard barbecue. You can go to any place and get the same exact thing. They came in with a different flavor and a different style, and it it was refreshing, I think, to be a Memphian and actually have something different other than our standard barbecue. So you're putting your seal of approval on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Have and, you been there, and, No, my buddy Matthew was telling me about it yesterday, though. Because I keep seeing people post about it. I it's, didn't realize it, that Stone Soup Place had closed down. That's where he said. Oh, that that's now. the building. Yeah, yeah. It's right I was like, behind. I wonder if that soup place is still there. No, yeah, it's right behind um, Cafe Ole mm-hmm. and, and Young Ave Young Ave and all that. That's a neat spot. I mean, there's variety there. Um, I enjoy I enjoy Cooper Young. Yeah, I feel like it's starting to thrive again. I, what was the latest news on? Um, What's the Asian place? Mulan. Mulan. They were having some. So apparently, a a group from Nashville has bought the leases or something like that to three of the corner spots right there of Cooper Young. And I think Mulan is one. Um, Cafe LA is the other one. And I think that little bank thing that's right there or that ATM machine that. Nobody knows what that building is. Whatever that's supposed to be, right? And uh, I think that's the other one because Margaret, because oh, I know it's not Margaritas because Margaritas just opened. Yeah, they just brand, brand so, new. Like we went there a couple months ago and they were super packed, right? Could, we had to wait like 20 minutes. I feel, I feel bad because, you know, Sandy and them owned Cafe OLA and there was not a single person in Cafe OLA. Really? Yeah. I was like, damn. I've never seen that. Damn, I'm, really? I'm, Cafe OLA is always seen. Their patio is like, always packed. Yeah. I'm, well, maybe you know, this is when it was a little cold then. I don't know. Maybe it was a little colder. I walk every time I walk up, that's the defi- deciding factor. I'm like, all right, what does it look like? Cafe Ole or Young Ave? I don't care which one I go to. I'm going to end up at the other one right after it. You know, yeah. I'm going to drink three <laughs> beers, four beers, and move over. Which is less busy? Which can I get beers faster? You know? Young Avenue was ridiculously busy last night. I can only. Like we went to DKDC. Yeah. And um, we were walking by. I mean, they were just, it just looked like, it was like a seven people deep line, seven deep at the bar. You know, like how people stand and it goes kind of like come really close to the door. Like yeah. when they're so busy, the band's playing. Like, that's how busy they were. Was it, was it like a good crowd, like our crowd, or was it, it like it, a young college it, crowd? It was a young college crowd. It was a young college crowd. A lot of, I didn't see many beers. I didn't see many drinks. I saw a bunch of like, you know, just people hanging out kind of thing, you know, more yeah. than like drinking, drinking. Because when I go somewhere, we you know usually drink. Yeah. If, if you don't want to already eat somewhere and then go somewhere, and you know the next place is the drink place, right? Yeah. More than likely. But I think it's becoming like people are just hanging out more. Like you know, they'll drink because younger people. You said you're 33, right? Yeah. Younger people are drinking liquor more than anything else now. Oh yeah, for sure. So beers are out. Well, I'm drinking well, twisted teas well, right now, but stuff like, like that, yeah. like twisted tea and, and sel- like so the only seltzers that are doing anything are White Claw and Truly. That's it. Yep. Everything else flatlined, right? 
Um, I'm a fan of Topo. Have you ever had the oh, Topo? I tried that the other day. It's actually really good, man. Less alcohol, but quality taste. Yeah. Say, you know, like, um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, I gotta try that. So then I saw a damaged can on the side was damaged and I asked the store, can, can I have it? He was like, yeah, I got it cold at another store and I swapped it. And I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So the younger people aren't drinking beer. Yeah, and beer is dying. Like every every sales meeting, it's like this. But like the F and Bs, which is that kind of stuff, and Trulies and stuff, they're they're on the rise. Yeah, because they're drinking that and liquor. Look at like the YouTube community has really influenced everything. Like look at Happy Dad and like Steve will do it, and and all them guys, the Nelt guys. They they are influencing. All of college right now. Every every single college 100%. kid. 100%. And they dropped that seltzer company. I mean, beer just makes you feel like shit. You know, I love it, dude. I've sold keg beer since like 13 or 14 years old. Natty Light? A Natty Light, Bud Light, Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. like I've gone through my Budweiser stages. There's no fucking way in hell I'm going to drink Budweiser ever again. I woke I just, up. I just can't, man. I woke up in the Gulf Coast. In a hotel, not knowing where I was because of Budweiser and the sun, you know? And it was like, couldn't open my eyes, had to walk across the street to Waffle House to figure out who I was with and where I was, you know? It was just kind of... But back to it, beer just fills you up, makes you bloated, makes you feel like shit. Like, we can drink these all day and go, you know, all night. Um, I want to go back real fast. We're talking about uh, Young Av. Yeah. Let's give a big round of applause to Anne Elizabeth. You know who I'm talking about? Mm. The blonde girl that works behind the bar. She's been there for a very long time. I mean, four or five years maybe. She's taken over and is doing all their marketing and everything else, all the the flyers you see. See, I think I, I know who all of you of who you're talking about yeah. because my buddy Curtis has that account, and um, I think I've seen her. But I see Keenan's girlfriend Marie a lot. Oh yeah, I see and her up there. She's amazing. But her and Anne Elizabeth and a couple of the old uh, the folks that've been there for a while, they've I really feel like they've turned it around. Their marketing. You talking about having a lot of young kids there, like college kids. I don't feel like that was happening a year ago. Probably you know, not, I man. felt like it was an old, older crowd, like 30 to 40. And now I feel like she is just, she does, uh, performs, and please forgive me, Louise Page, you know, the band, uh, the girl that, that does the music, uh, Louise Page, I think. She I plays think so. at DKDC and several places like that. I figured y'all would have heard of them but she and elizabeth has really i feel like just done an outstanding job like promoting young avenue how much is a how much is like a vodka tonic tony anybody i've from young ave or where yeah like young avenue is like what seven bucks man i would say more than that now probably like eight to well, ten thing, bucks my point is like because you, if you get a beer, it's like four or five bucks. Yeah. If you get one of those, it's that's three dollar profit. I mean, three dollars yeah. more per every time you get it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about earlier, the young people are fucking murdering tequila, yeah, vodka, and gin right now. You know, 
I don't want to stay on Young Al forever, but they just posted, you know, they're doing things for like Bourbon Day. And I saw I think, that. That was like, pretty cool. It, it is. It's a, like I said, they're doing different things. They're bringing in a new talent. They're, they're creating these different days. And it's neat. Like, dude, I did an art show with Anna. She was going to do one. I walked up, never met her a day in my life. And I go, yo, I'm here. What do you need? And we did an art show on a Tuesday night. And it, I want to say it was, it was in the back room of the old high town. And I think she sold like $3,500 in the matter of like an hour and a half, two hours. And she just crushed it. We've been friends ever since, but I've always just kind of watched her. And dude, I'm in awe with what she's done to the deli. I'm, I'm, I want to be able to do that with food, drink, culture, but with every single business. Like I want to, and I'm not even trying to like bring profit to myself or anything. I just want to be able to go, Hey, if you're going to go spend your money, these are the people you need to go see. They're going to take really good care of you. And then not only that, you're going to have the most amazing food ever. Um, and so I look at her and see see how she's affecting, like, she's affecting Cooper Young big time, you know. And it's real intriguing to me, but that's all I wanted to add to the, the Young Ad thing. Because Anne Elizabeth is, she, she's growing Memphis, I feel like. And that's and that's what Memphis needs, is people like her then. Yeah. Like, you know, people that can bring positive things and change, that's going to be great for everybody. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, dude, how long has Young Ad been around? Forever. And I feel like it's fresh now. Like I feel like it's a new, a whole new bar. I know it's kind of silly, but when you walk in there, I don't have the same old vibes. Like I would almost get like crusty vibes from like the old young guy. Like, all right, I'm going to go get blacked out drunk. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to end up with going home with some girl I don't want to go home with. You know, I, that was just like how I felt about the place. And now it's like, I even go there for lunch now. Like, so it was more like a dive bar? I guess. Feeling uh, before? Yeah, way like a crusty dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't even call it a dive bar. I've been to dive bars that I love. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, it was just kind of, I guess too many bad college nights there, you know? Well, <laughs> my, one of my new favorite bars in town is um, Cameo. Oh, wonderful. I went there last night for a second before we went downtown and then came back to... to I felt like I was there. I was there for like 45 minutes, I think. I think we were there around like 9.30 or something like that. Dude, yeah, we were... uh, We probably were right there. Yeah. But like, I just like what... I mean, their drink names are funny as shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, Paul and Mackenzie and all them, they have... They've been doing it for a very long time. And I feel like they're they're some of the most passionate. I will, I can't give them. They're the best drink makers in Memphis. Like I'm not gonna give them that because there's always somebody out there that's better, right? I just haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. But as far as passion goes, like their drinks are phenomenal, ten out of ten, right? But their passion towards it, like they sit up there and they make drinks, like hours. You know, they just like go what about this and what about this what about this you know mix it all up are they local people yes local they've been around for a while did they work at other bars or something before they did um they've been all over um 
I know I know Salt and Soil and a couple other places beforehand, but I really couldn't call out their their resume right now. But they've been all over Memphis and watching them grow into being able to run their own place mm-hmm. and and have full control. Yeah, you know, um, the guy in the kitchen I've met a handful of times. I think his name's Cody or Corey. Cody, I think Cody. Cody. And he's whipping up crazy good food in there, and they're not even a food place, you know? Have you mm, tried any of their no, food? No, I haven't tried. I will try some food next time I go, but we had already eaten. Yeah. But, like, like, the kitchen is, like, the size of this room. Oh, yeah. And they're whipping, like you just said, some really badass shit. Dude, it's, it's like, silly goose, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a broom. Like, before they have, like, before what they have now, Silly Goose was literally the smallest kitchen I've ever stepped foot in. Yeah, it was small. And, and Cameo's right behind it. You know, they, they ain't got much room, and he's doing incredible things. Milton and I ate there last Sunday for brunch. Dude, how was that? I Because you had the burlesque thing, right? Dude, we missed it. So oh, we're like, we're, we had no clue burlesque was going on. We're like, <laughs> what? We could have experienced this, too, you know? But, yeah, um... I feel like Cameo, you're always going to see something outside the norm. Mm. Like, they're not going to let it just sit there and and just be like every other bar. They're going to create new events, new drinks with crazy names. When I went in there the first time, I was like, this is me. This is like a granddad's house, right? Like, I don't know why. Please don't take that as a negative term you know but there's all these dead animals hanging from the ceiling and it's just like it just like i walked into grandparents house you know and they're about to make some some sausage gravy or something you know i just got that vibe from it but walking into that and then having like this hilarious high class bougie drink it's just i don't know it's a good feeling when you walk in there uh it's refreshing. Like, what other bars like it? I've never been. I need to check it out. It is a weird place to park, though. That's the thing. So one of our buddies, Nick, was going to try to do something there, like a restaurant or a bar, but there was no way to park. And now so now people are parking in the little parking lot next to it where, like, the Methodist something is, yeah. you know? And, like, what's going to happen when the Methodist people put a parking cop there or something? No, you can't park here. At nighttime, unless they have like an arrangement, hey, you know, we'll make sure to clean the parking lot every night. Yeah, the census back way back in the day, the neighborhood was like, you, you you're gonna trash our neighborhood, but people leaving, they're gonna throw trash bottles, whatever. Yeah, and like no, we'll have we'll have a team go out every single night, and this was like a contract, like they had to like sign off on this stuff that they would send bouncers or a cleaning crew every night after they shut down. And had cars left to sweep and stuff like that. Man, I'm a Walgreens guy. Like I park at Walgreens and walk over there. Man, that Walgreens is hilarious. You see the it's a perfect place to people watch. Park, see some crazies. That walk walk across the street. That's also a bunch of crazies right there in front, right there, man. Man, I'm talking about, you know, crack. Like real crackheads, you know. I, I've seen the craziest thing on that corner, you know, like people walking backwards with pants on their head and shirts on their, on their bottoms, you know, like, but it's not a real bad area, but 
you see that late at night over in that area, you know. But I'm a Walgreens guy. I suggest Walgreens. I, I always feel like I'm never going to find a spot where you're talking about on the other side. So see, I, just, I never thought about parking it right at the Walgreens. It's so much more space. Just park on the corner and then walk mm-hmm. straight across the street. It's right there. Uh, but then again, you're leaving your car right there. And, you know, when you pass the couple of crackheads, you know, going to the bar, you're like, is my car safe? But to be honest, I haven't had no issues, you know. And Walgreens generally has a security guard out there. But other than that, I, I'd suggest parking there. But Cameo, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that's popping for them. Paul and McKenzie and can't remember. I'm brain farting right now. There's a third party on it. Uh, Mary, Mary, she was partners with McKenzie and they, they've done several drink things, but, um, I'm happy to see that growing. What other places do you like? Me? Yeah. I like going to the goose barware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Laughlin. So barware is popping again. I don't know what happened or anything. I went to Barware first time like couple, like two years ago or something like that. Yeah. It was, no, or wait, yeah, something like, whenever it was. And it wasn't like busy the way it is now. Yeah. And every time you go to Barware now, it's three or four deep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the pandemic is what happened. Because they were, they were the right place that were still running, you know, while our bus was kind of like shuttered down. Yeah. And so I guess that kind of built some loyalty with their people, you know, so they're still going now because of that. Yeah. Well, I feel like, and, and I'm going to sound lame for saying this, but like the cool kids go there now, like the, the popular people downtown, you know, the, there's people that have a bunch of following and every now and then they go to that one place and they make it cool for a little while. And I feel like barware has really done that in the past like two three months well, that's, just it's memphis taking- in, that's just memphis in general because even like when i was like 21 you would either have alfred's or 152 and then it would like switch back and forth yeah no so nobody was like because like if you go like to nashville and other big cities all those places are packed out regardless if they're right next to each other or not memphis is different like it's you people just go where the herd is going that, that was always what i was trying to say earlier it was like man it's so spaced out, like all these different places. Like you got to go to East Memphis to this one little area to hit food, or you got to go to this one little area and hit food here. But I think also maybe the Hyatt has helped Barware because a lot of people are trafficking from South Main to the Hyatt mm. to go to that roof. Oh, yeah, and Barware is just like right on that path. Yeah. Um. So, kind of like, so when the party's ending, here you guys want to go? The rooftop party, you know? Yeah. Let's go barware. It's right. It's literally right there. Dude, that's okay. the folks we were talking about last night, Donnie and all them. They, oh, yeah. They left and went to barware. And it was like they shut down the Hugh Hotel roof, whatever time that was. I can't even remember a timeline last night, but it was like 11 or 12 or whenever it got shut down. Everybody goes barware, 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 which is normally like goose, 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 goose. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even, um, uh, Ernestine's or eighth and sands, you know, you don't normally hear barware, but I'm, gl- I'm glad it's popping. It's a small place. It's who's behind it. Do you know? I don't know the guy's name that owns it or anything like that, yeah. but I'm, I'm, me and Tony are friends with Alex, the bartender. 
And he's just yeah. really nice with everybody. Yeah. So I think that's what people like going there too. You know, like yeah. everyone's really nice that works there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's key. You know, you, you get treated right that one time. It's just like what FTC is. It's like, you want to go spend your money there. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I, I might know Alex if I, I seen a face or got a last name, but you like, you go to that guy. And when you, when you get up and you go, I'm going to go get some drinks. Where do I want to go? Man, I had that good conversation with Alex the other day. I think I'm I'm gonna go there. Right. You know? Exactly. It's like immediately I wanna go give this dude my money. Mm-hmm. Like and I, I wanna also like not just give ten percent or fifteen percent. Like I'm gonna if this guy takes good care of me, makes my drinks phenomenal, I, you know, thirty, forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent, you know. That's where we, you know, I want to get the word out about those people. That's where, you know, this is how we build society. It's like when you put money in the hands of the workers that are actually passionate, you know, there's just too much money going to like Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, I get it. We should be more conscious of like our, like, the folks that are really trying to feed us, really trying to give us a quality product, you know, and w- people wasting their money on all this fast food. And it's like, you're killing yourself slowly. You're not even enjoying it. Like you can't. En- do you let me ask you this? Do you really enjoy McDonald's? No. Do you all enjoy any of that? <laughs> I only get it when I'm drunk. <laughs> you see, it's like, why? Why is Alex and all them hurting or whoever at these places. And, and to what extent, because like you're out here not enjoying your food, you're paying way too much for it. It's like, we need to teach, Hey, take an extra 10, 15 minutes, go to that favorite spot, get pampered, get treated and spend your money where like it's voting with your dollars, you know, if we keep on putting money into McDonald's and everything, like that's all we're going to have, you know, as a society, small businesses, you know, with the pandemic and everything else, you know, masters and all these small little local places, they were hit hard and they're still hit hard. And we're as a society, we still choose to vote with our dollars into the, the corporations like Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and stuff like that. I, I really want to bring a light to say, hey, Alex is passionate. He needs some money. He has to pay rent. He's going to give you the best product. He's going to make you feel at home. You know, I, if we can, anybody can do it. You just did it. Yeah. Talking about this one guy or whatever, you know, it's bring light to it. That's all it is. Could you like maybe like on your, on your um, page, could you do like a, a Bartender of the month, venue, uh, uh, bar of the month, or kind of thing like that, and then spotlight those people like that. Yes. So actually, to be honest with you, we're we're gonna move forward. We're we're doing the basics right now, which is just sharing food. We're about to bring artists in and start sharing artists, but we're gonna do takeovers. I want. I don't. This is an Instagram page. It ain't nothing. I mean, like it's it's fun, but. It's only been like my word and the few people that work behind it. I want 
people to witness these folks that are passionate. We're going to start doing Instagram takeovers and just letting restaurants and even not only restaurants take over our stories, but random people that just go out and spend a bunch of money on food that enjoy it. And they go, these are some of my favorite places and just start letting voices be heard all over. Um, we are going to highlight people though, like, you know, uh, employees and, and different restaurants and things like that. But I think it's best heard from those people, you yeah. know, like I can say stuff all day long. 50% of people are going to agree with me. The other 50% is going to hate it mm-hmm. and they're going to go against it because they don't like me. This person is making that chimichanga every fucking day. You know, like hear from him, you know, see if you like him. You don't have to like me to like him, you know, like I feel like giving those people a voice to to actually just, I guess, become friends with people, you know, like you, you, you speak on if you have a quality time and people come in and they they say, hey, um. Alex said that one thing and I go, all right, now I want to go give him my money. I want to go back and I want to go experience this. It's like, let people hear it without even having to go in and pay anything. You know, I, that's, I think that's where we're going with that to, to allow people to have a voice and try to draw people in without even having them go there originally, you know? So what all socials do y'all have? Man, to be honest, just Instagram. Um, Stoy, one of the women that has helped me bring it back to light, uh, she's starting to do some Facebook stuff. We're sharing all our Instagram posts to Facebook. Um, I think there's possibility of a TikTok coming up. I've got a buddy that's really good with video, and we're we're discussing, you know, trying to – have him go out and shoot these 4K food porn videos. Oh, and, nice. And he's filming on his iPhone 13. Got a $10,000 camera, $5,000 camera with a bunch of gear, you know, another $5,000 worth of gear, and he films with his iPhone 13. And it it's food porn. Like, yeah. it, it's crisp. It's clean. It's just, when you look at it, it's just like, even if you just ate, your stomach starts rumbling, right? Just because it looks so clean, you know. They yeah. have y'all ever seen like the four? What they talk about getting caught in four K or whatever? Have y'all heard that? Mm-mm. Just so clean and clear. Oh, uh, all right. If I took a photo of you, like uh, with an iPhone ten or something, like you, nobody's gonna like it. But you take it with this new camera and you get it all like clean and crisp and blurred backgrounds and everything. Uh, I've heard it being called getting caught in four K or 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 selling in four K or something. I saw somebody take a picture yesterday and looked like it was taking like a razor. Yeah. And oh, so like, it's like a potato. Even, why would you even post that picture? Who is yeah. the person? Is the person in the room? Is the person in the room? Let me show you the picture. Is the person in the room? I mean, it's not my fucking fault. I mean, it's, it's my it's fault. me at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> I mean, when I'm fucking falling down the stairs. It looks different on my phone. I was like, God damn, man. We go back in time. Oh, fuck this guy. I fucking I shot that with a potato. Yeah, it is me because he's on my Dude. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right, look at that. 
Look how grainy that is. Dude, wipe your camera off. <laughs> it's, the not the, it's iPhone 7 Plus, man. What? It I don't well, need your shit, too. Man. It might as well be a razor, in my opinion. <laughs> Look at this. I'm in a professional studio right now, and you got an iPhone 7. Well, he's got 13. Oh, is that 13? Right? 12. A 12? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still on I'm 12. getting phone shamed right now. Thank you. Yeah. This is going to push me to get my phone tomorrow. <laughs> like, I mean, why'd you buy a case if you're not going to buy a phone? A case for a new yeah, one? Yeah, he bought a case for a new phone, but doesn't have a phone. An iPhone 13 or 12? 13. All right. So at least he's working on it. Like, fuck. <laughs> thank God you. damn it. He's going to have to sell a fucking kidney off to fucking pay for the thing anyways. Oh, man. Like, well, I, told, I didn't. I didn't know that you could. I put, told them you could just get on the payment plan. There's no point of paying for the phone outright. No, it's stupid. Not that, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Because they're going to come out with a new one every single year. I wonder what your fucking trade is. Your <laughs> seven. You know it's what? Like, it's like one dollar and fifty cents. <laughs> no, you owe us. Take them you owe yeah, us. Yeah. You owe oh us. God. Well, I noticed uh, when I took the picture yesterday when I made the hoodie. You know, I took the picture and I was like, okay, I, I can see the graininess. Yeah. Fuck it. I just want people to see that yeah. we made a hoodie now, you know, like. Well, I think, to be honest with you, and this is where people disagree with me, it doesn't fucking matter if it's the cleanest shit or not. Being out there, and I've seen stuff sell that was like, like it looked like it got shot. The photo was taken with a potato, you know, like mm-hmm. it. people just want to see it. Yeah. You know, things like that. It doesn't really matter. Um when you're trying to get in there and be bougie and stuff, like that's what we attempt to do. But at the end of the day, man, fucking a blurry ass picture of a pizza that's just on point, like that Rotolo's pizza. No, oh, yeah. that could have been like a photo like that, and people are gonna go, "Damn, man, that looks good." Yeah, but that's hilarious. iPhone seven, man. You know what? Oh, you gotta go. Okay, see. <laughs> hey, when when did you get that? When he first came out. Really? Yeah. What year was that? Man, like oh, shit. Tw- uh, what were we, twenty twenty? Like what's like seventeen or something like that? Maybe. Man. No, you really? had it. You had it when we lived at Saatchi John's. Has it been that long? So twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen, something like that. Dude, Whoa. how in the fuck did you? I've had like three phones since he's had that one. I don't know. I mean, man. I don't even break my phones. Look, this is my, I got this iPhone 12, but this case is just fucking ruined, man. See, Tony's got a Pelican on his, on his case is called a Pelican. That's what I bought. I'm, I'm throwing the dice every single day with this phone, man. I, I throw this phone. I don't have one of those little screen protectors on it or anything. This case don't protect it or nothing. I'll just be like, well, just it's like it, the, you know? new, the, the new phone cases, they don't have like the little plastic right here to cover no, the screen. No. I didn't know that. No. It, so they're doing these little these little sheets now that you. Like, oh, OK. And, and they're supposed to protect from the, the glass from like shattering or something. But they're like 20 bucks. I don't know. Well, something about if you have that case that Tony has and then I've bought him. Yeah. You can drop your phone, because I saw it in the box. It says you can drop your phone from like 17 feet with no, there'll be no issues with the screen or anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust I, it. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do that. It's kind of like uh, Elon Musk with the Tesla truck or the Cybertruck when you're oh, yeah. with the sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. and the window breaks. Yeah. Like, damn. He's like, <laughs> I can't believe that happened. That's, that's I, thought it was so like, I thought it was supposed to happen. And like, like, a like a playoff, you know? Yeah. And then like, Nope. Oh, like a digital video of the screen cracking or yeah, something? Yeah, like, like... Just goof. 
But no, it was it was real. So what are your favorite places currently? Man, oh god. Everywhere, fuck. I float around, dude. I I like atmosphere. Right now, good fortune. Good fortune is fucking crushing it, dude. I've never been there, but I heard it's good. Sarah and Arturo. I hope I said that right. Art Artur, Arturo. I can never say shit. Um, those two have really crushed it. They have come down to South Maine. The food is just out of this world, and it's fresh. Where in South Maine is it? I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, you're S-O-B. fine. Yeah, old SOB. SOB moved next door. Yeah. Which is silly. That was silly to me, which I'm glad Good Fortune's in there. But, like, fuck, dude. You see SOB's, like, patio? I feel like you're just a dog sitting out in a hot, open parking lot getting cooked by the sun. Yeah. And they left one of the most badass patios mm-hmm. off South Main to go into that. I guess yeah. they needed more space inside, but I don't know. I'm whatever. I'm so thankful that. That good fortune's right there. Um, Salt soy is Nick Scott is crushing it um, with Brad over there. Uh, I've always enjoyed Salt Soy. Um, I've been watching them do things for a while now, and it's like, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like Brad. Brad's been he took over four hundred nine when. The owners, it was just a giant mess. Nothing was really working out at 409. He really put in time and effort trying to make that place pop. I think at the end of the day, it was like building owners kind of like it it just never worked out. But, you know, what what were we talking before? It's like the universe just lined him up. It was like practice, practice, practice. Join Nick Scott, Salt Soy. It's like. And they've crushed it. Everything that comes out of there is quality. Um, the drinks are amazing, and the staff is phenomenal. They, my experience of how they treat the staff and what they allow them to do, like how they dress and everything else coming to work, it's like family, you know. And when you when you have that atmosphere with back of house and front of house, like. You just can't fail. Like you, like any customer that comes in is gonna have a good experience. I feel like, or the majority, um, even when things go south, right? When you got a team that like actually is having fun and enjoys going into work, they'll make anything that you know is negative into a positive. And I've, I've watched them just crush so many nights. Uh, Good fortune, salt soy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, have you been to Dory yet? I have not, but I have. I have worked. Um, Dave Krogh. I have worked with him once. Uh, I did an art show, and he came in and did smash burgers and and potato chips. And to be honest with you, it was the best smash burger I've ever had in my life. Um, I did get to eat some other stuff from him. Y'all remember when, uh, there was a restaurant out in Collierville off the Collierville square. It was, uh, I can't remember. Who oh, I know. He's like, it's Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy and Aaliyah. Yeah. 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 
uh, uh, Nick used to work there. I never went. Well, I went there for like a for like an after hours dinner one night. It was Let's like a private a dinner. P.O. Press. Yeah, P.O. Press. Dude, I would have never got that. I don't go you to Collierville. Party out there one year. I got pulled over. I went to go shoot the Collierville Square one time, mm-hmm. and it was Christmas lights. Right, it's like one or two a.m. Get out of my car, roll up a doobie, spark, walk around, shoot all the whole entire town square, just all Christmas lights, right? I did it in the middle of the night because there's cars everywhere any other time, oh, right? Yeah. The cops fucking pulled me over. They wrote me for a, a license plate bulb uh, <laughs> ticket and then took took my sack of weed and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and, I just don't go to Collierville. After yeah, that. Like, no. I was like, I don't, I, they, they were like literally about to take me to jail. They were mad. And then I was like, they're like, I kept on saying I was shooting photos and I was like, look at my camera, like go hit, turn my camera on, hit play. I'll sell that photo to your wife. You know, t- just, that's what I say, you know? And they started scrolling through my camera and they're like, Oh, this guy's not being a piece of shit. You know? Like, yeah. Give us your weed and we're, you know. They, they probably smoked it when you left. Oh, they probably gave it to their wives. That's <laughs> yeah. what Memphis police do. I have, this is, I've had police friends everywhere, man. Drugs go to the wives. Yep. Drugs go to the wives. Like one of our buddies, he, he's a cop and um, he was like, man, I never, I never arrested anybody for drug charges. Like I only arrested like. Well, he's fucking, let's. Round of applause yeah. for that guy. Like he's dude. like, you know, like now if you have a warrant for like murder or something, yeah, I'm taking you in for yeah. sure. You know, I'm gonna arrest you and <clears throat> call back up and we you're you know you're done or whatever. But like he's like, man, for like simple shit like that, I never ever arrested anybody. Dude, man, it is I feel like we're getting I was actually at the courthouse and filmed live when they decriminalized weed. <laughs> they decriminalized it. In Memphis, it was like a half ounce was, uh, uh, it wasn't federal at that point, or or it, it could be a misdemeanor. It wasn't a federal charge or whatever. I guess over a half ounce, you know. And mm. I was filming it on Facebook Live, you know. Going, yes, you know, like thank God Memphis is moving forward. And like six months later, they. Took it all away, you know. They go, you get caught with a half ounce. It's it's federal. Well, so I'm trying to figure out, like, why did they go backwards after they, you know, dude, no clue. It's just and in, it's insane. I really feel like our country is gonna fuck up so bad. Like our government's gonna fuck up so bad, and it's gonna be one of those things that's like, I'm sorry, y'all can have, you know, we're gonna decriminalize it federally and. You know, each state gets to make up their own laws and everything. But I I really feel like that's how that switch is going to happen. We're so close to that switch. It's ridiculous. Like, do you ever, like, let me ask you all this. Y'all ever just sit there and think our country is so fucking weird? Like, dude, I had to, you know why I was... Five, ten minutes late. Mm. I went to three gas stations trying to buy Twisted Teas before noon. That's right. It's Sunday. Dude, where in the fuck did that law come out? Like, who, who, who created that? Like, and look at other laws. I don't, it's just silly to me. That is a dumb law. Who, 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 like, 
comes up with this shit. <laughs> well, you know, in Colleyville, I think you can't buy beer on Sundays at all. At all. Or something no, like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and then there's several places going. I think there's several places from here to Nashville that's like that. No no liquor on Sundays or no, no beers on Sunday type stuff. And it's like, who came up with that law and why? why? And why does it matter? Like, a time frame? Like, literally, I try to buy beer at 11.50. And then I got to buy it at like twelve. What's the difference? Like, yeah. I'm gonna be drunk like ten minutes early. It's <laughs> like they need to like. I honestly think they need to get rid of some dumb laws that are on the book. Like, yeah. like that's one of them. Like, you know. But I think it's because we live in the Bible Belt. Oh yeah, that's why I probably will never go away. It's just kind of a silly one to me. Like the weed, it's just kind of all silly. Yeah, it's like Memphis will be the last place in the country, probably, which is them. fucking outrageous. It's like the most known place for weed. We've We've been blessed. I'm going to be honest with you. We've been blessed, like, to have good weed since, like, the early 90s. Like, I was born 89, but, like, late 90s, I realized what it was, and we've been blessed. Like, this is a hub. Like, we, for some odd reason, you go a couple hours different directions, and you're going to be smoking, like, some brown shit, you know? Like, some, oh, yeah. some cooked up brown tumbleweed you know like yeah our buddy's in thailand right now he sends a picture of some weed they're trying to sell on the street and it looks like dirt dude and and you'll probably die if they if they find you with it they'll probably kill you you know like you'll be in jail and then hung the next day you know places there's several different places that it's it's crazy to think that this one little plant will fucking like get you in so much trouble and just bury you Bury you alive. Yeah, we had some people on here um, from Cooked and uh, oh, Tennessee yeah. Root. Tennessee Root. Yeah. They're like a CBD or Delta 9 couple I've, or what have you. I've heard of them. Um, and I know that, that show Cooked that he has, you should probably go on that show. That'd be a cool <laughs> show. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That'd be good. That was so my intro. Like, I'm not a chef whatsoever. People think I'm a chef. People ask me if I'm a chef. I'm not a fucking chef. I will, I'm fat and I love cooking. <laughs> oh, that's not what I was saying. Dude, I'm fat and I love cooking. And I, I will say this, like during, during wintertime, like I spend my, my about two months pretty much out in the woods chasing ducks and we'll have like 10 guys in the blind and I'll cook for them. And, and then, but also, like, that's all led from cooking for people at deer camp. And then 2014 through 2016, I was cooking a lot of, like, five-course medicated meals for people. And I, I was living in Oregon and, and Vermont and California. I was flying back Colorado everywhere, you know, just all over. And I was making money by just cooking these, these weed course meals. Like, before it was even, like... I think Action Bronson and all them dudes were already doing it, like or becoming famous for it. Yeah. Like around that time. And it was just kind of they kind of sparked the interest. It was like, oh, you can get high off dumplings. Hmm. Yeah, you'd definitely be a good fit for that show. Because that's what they do. They like take a meal and they show you how to cook it and then they use like their oils. Cause they gave us some oil, like some cooking oil. Oh yeah. And uh, I think they gave us two ver- versions of cooking oil actually. But um yeah, I think you do well on that because you got a good personality too. Well, I appreciate that, um, man. One of my favorite dishes, uh, and then we can get back to food, drink, culture. It would be uh, 
I medicated bacon fat, and then I cooked Brussels in it. And so I was getting people high off Brussels out in uh, Oregon about 2015, right when it went legal out there. That was probably my favorite dish I've ever cooked. Simple, stupid, easy. And I've done things way more wild than that. But one of my favorite dishes you know, who who puts weed in bacon fat for real? Right? Yeah. You're like the weed version of meat eater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, he told me about some of his favorite places. What are some of your favorite places? Restaurants? Restaurants, bars, or any, to be honest, anything. Like if you were to leave out and go do something today, what would it be? He's going to the pumping station after this, I heard. Is it? Is that? Wait. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. No. Is that not a place? It, it is, is a place. And in, in what, Mississippi, right? No, it's a gay bar downtown, like <laughs> midtown area. He's really? A, he's an asshole. For some reason, I keep thinking that's like a popular like college bar. And, and uh, I've heard that the pumping station like several times. And I just feel like it's a North Mississippi, Ole Miss type bar. For some, I don't know why, but that's that's what I was thinking, but. Go ahead. I think uh, I'd probably pick like River Oaks. Yeah. They're really good. Um, trying to think some other places I like. It's weird because like sometimes I like, oh, let's go to this place. And I end up going to the same places all the time. Uh, Magnolia May. I like that. I think that's what it's called. It's right over here. May and Magnolia. I think it's Magnolia May. One or the other. Um, what What's that like? It's... Kind of like home cooked type food. Yeah, they do so like southern and like yeah, uh, like they like ch- oh chicken and waffle type stuff. Oh hell yeah! Um, fuck, let me think of something like in Midtown. Oh, uh, what's that place? Acre, not Acre. Uh, shit, it's it's over in the squ- like behind the square. Belly Acres? No. Yeah, that's uh fuck. Do you remember where, like, Skinny of them had that tiki bar? Yeah, Echo. Yeah, Echo. Yeah, Echo. Echo. That's it. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. I like that place. Dude, the tiki bar, man. I never went. We tried to go one time. It was closed. Every time we go, it was uh, odd I, hours. Uh, I went a handful of times. I wish it could have been something. But it was kind of sketch. Like, mm. I just felt like, I don't know. <sighs> It was closed a lot of times. They were supposed to be open. Yeah. Um, this is before the pandemic. I couldn't even see the fucking menu. Like, every time I went in there, I just couldn't see the menu. And I'm not blind. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, can read, but it's so dark in there and just no lighting. And it kind of felt like, I don't know, you're stuck in like this rainforest or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let me think. Um, I think some downtown. Man, all them big. Re- I actually went to Catherine and Mary's the other night. I've never been. I heard it's good. God, it's something you need to go. And it's one of those places where it, the majority of the time, the server knows everything, mm. and they have they're able to explain the menu and break it down for you and and walk you through it and help you pick out what you want. Yeah. Um. I went to Catherine and Mary's the other day. Um, Bishop has always been a fan fave. Like, yeah, that uh, place is good too. Man, before pandemic, 
Oh my God, we fucked that place up. I'm telling you, dude. And they used to serve like I would go in there, and Bishop's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. And I don't mean to disrespect any restaurant when I do this kind of shit, but like I'm just a goofy dude. I'm gonna walk in there with overalls and no shirt on Mm -hmm. to this high end restaurant. Probably gonna drop like three or four hundred dollars. And fifty percent tip to the server. Like this was pre pandemic. I was making good money and I was just wild. They served bone marrow, one of the only places that served bone marrow in the bone in Memphis at the time. Everybody would be like, oh, that's gross. And then after just bringing people out, letting them try it, it became popular with all my friends. Mm -hmm. And then we start doing races. We order shots and we start doing races down the bone like the <laughs> and we're in the middle of this fancy restaurant nice ass restaurant and, and dude there's like a it's like me and a buddy and a group of women and everybody's just loud and we did not belong there but they loved us every single employee loved us every single manager loved us we never stepped outside I mean we we provoked you know the rich folks there but like we were we were good i mean we were semi behaved you know <laughs> but pre pandemic bishop was like my number one spot you know um, i've never had bone marrow but speaking of doesn't southern social have it too right or they did i think they did and i could be wrong do not quote me on this but i believe there was a change in laws with food and beverage oh uh, okay during the pandemic that prevented serving it in a bone. Mm-hmm. That could be a lie. Okay. But I think that's what I remember somebody telling so this me. Is this on the side now or something or on a plate? Right now, Bishop serves it with fresh croissants and it's like in a t- in, mixed into a whipped butter. Mm. And it's so good. Their croissants are phenomenal. Bishop just every time a plate of food comes out, it's you're not missing. Like yeah. it, you're going to have the full experience, you know. Um I enjoy going there. Dude, Paramount. Have you been to Paramount? Mm-mm. I've heard about it, but I've never been. And I don't normally like speaking bad, but I speak honest. Yeah. You know, I want to eat their food. I've walked in there several times when they're supposed to be open and the kitchen's closed. Mm. I've heard rumor that they've had trouble with kitchen staff and keeping people employed. I, everybody's having that. So I'm not bashing them or anything, but I've walked in there three times and I'm not eating once. I haven't even had to drink there. Oh, sure. The people I was with last night, yeah, they went there and they had the same issue. Yeah. They're like, Oh, it's eight o'clock. Let's go there. We haven't been there in a while or a couple, you know, since they reopened or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the kitchen's not open. Dude, and, like, and it's supposed to be open until 10. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to keep a following if you're not consistent. Dude, man. I, and I, I like, I want to back that place because Backlots is phenomenal. But, is that the sandwich place? Yeah, on okay. the side. But it's like, you can sit into Paramount, like, from Backlots when you're eating it during lunch, but they rope off a little back section of, of Paramount. But, mm. dude. Again, I don't know what it is. Every time I go there, I'll go order a sandwich. There'll be like three, four people there, and I'm at an hour wait, you know? And, but I will say this about back lots. I've fucking gone back several times. 
expensive sandwich, hour wait. I've gone back. It's great. Mm. Like it's it's a bougie sandwich, you know. Um, I lied to y'all, man. One of the best places that I've been hanging out with, Sam's Deli, right off Highland. And if y'all haven't tried it, never heard of it. You should try it. Man, um the it's two sisters and their mother, Indian background, uh Every Friday, Indian dish special on Saturday and Sunday. They do brunch, but they also have brunch specials that are Indian dishes. Oh, nice. And then um, they sell, like, pizza and and sandwiches and everything else and a bunch of Indian curries and stuff. But, What's it by? Man, it's... Is this where the Elegant Farmer used to be? Dude, on Highland, it's if you know where the uh, Family Dollar. Oh, down there by by the university. Yeah, right yeah. across from the Family Dollar. Oh, okay, um, on that side talking. of the railroad tracks, you know, close to that uh, cooked out or cookout or whatever. It's called. Well, it's bef- yeah, it's before that, but it's just a house that's freestanding. It, it hmm. looks like a, somebody like lives there. A house would be there, you know, and. And it's called what now? Sam's Deli. Sam's Deli. Dude, the Cubano. It's one of the best in, in the cities, I feel like. Um, so are y'all going to start doing stuff kind of like uh, like you mentioned Action Bronson or Eddie Wong type thing where you actually film cook, a show? Cooking? and Or, or like just or going, going around? To, yeah, just highlighting these places so we, through video. I tried this a long time ago, and we did uh, – y'all remember Sushi Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, we went – so we were, man, that was a fucking party. Oh, my God. That was a fucking party year, dude. When he was moving out of the food truck and into that building, I can't tell you how many times I woke up on that floor. Like, real talk. And Jimmy's a, f- a great dude. But shots. He loves shots. Mm. And, or back then, especially, man, when we we get to drinking. But I did a show there. And I filmed it, and it, it. I had it filmed, and it was clean, and it was nice. I I don't know why we didn't push forward with doing shows, but I I feel like that's the direction we're gonna go with. Like that's the idea behind TikTok and everything else. Is like we're gonna do this 4K food porn, and then like also kind of me going into these places and just getting drunk and living life. You know, it's uh. It's pretty cool because I don't like sitting up front in the restaurant. I like going in the back and hanging out with the staff and mm-hmm. eating back there and stuff. So it's yeah. like, I feel like people need to see that. Again, yeah. with like the restaurant takeover, it ain't about me. What it is, it's about Jimmy or or whoever else is in the back cooking. Like, they need to be known. Yeah, Their product is the one that's being sold. Food drink culture is nothing. We're just highlighting this stuff, you know? We're not selling anything. But they need to know who Jimmy is and how he acts. And if you hear a couple of funny, dumb jokes from Sushi Jimmy, you're going to fall in love with him. And he's going to be like a family member. Like, he's just a goofy character. And if you witness that, you're like, all that high-end bullshit on social yeah. media gets thrown out the window he's immediately brought down to like our level right like 
people, you know, get this high high head from social media and things, and they think, like, they're so popular and everything. They're fucking human, you know? I think bringing that atmosphere to people is going to help businesses, like, out in the long run. Like, people are going to go, damn, Sushi Jimmy's goofy as shit. I love that. I'm going to go there and spend my money. But Yeah, I mean, it's just like... Um how like I, everybody always shit on the guy. I didn't understand it, but they always shit on uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah, and I didn't realize like I had never watched <laughs> his content before, and I always saw like memes of him and like the way his hair looks and glasses yeah. and all that shit. The flame shirts. Yeah. Flame. yeah. Then I then I started watching the show, and I'm like, this guy's lovable as fuck. He's helping all these people out, like giving people that would never have the commercial. Essentially, it's a show's a commercial for these people's restaurants and businesses and stuff like. You talking about guys' grocery game show? No, it's like a. Uh, Dines, 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 Dines. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They got the book. triple D, yeah. yeah. Like that show is just a commercial for all these people, yeah. and so like what you guys could be doing the same thing just on a local level of, and then eventually it could take off to who knows what, yeah. You know, especially with TikTok, the way their algorithm works. So, yeah, that's. I mean, I, I would like to get into that again. We have tested the waters back in the day. Like I said, I finally feel like the universe, like. This has been going on for a very long time. I've been mm-hmm. throwing parties for a very long time. I've been bringing uh, value to businesses. I've been bringing value to employees. I've been bringing value to business owners for a very long time now. And I will say, I th- I think the the I would love to push it in that direction. Being able to, even if it if if it's not me, have somebody that's lovable go in there and, and, and share the knowledge of these places. You mm-hmm. know, I don't, I'm, I'm a horrible speaker. I've drink way too much. I party way too hard. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think it all goes down to like, I want my friends to succeed, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, is nothing more, nothing less. You know, I just, they can't do it if they don't have people pushing them and saying, you got this. We're going to spread the knowledge about you. And um, But I feel like what you're saying, like that guy, the, the God, I'm going to brain fart about trying to figure out that name of that show, Diners. Oh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives or something yeah, like that? Something yeah, Triple D, that. like he said. But, yeah. I mean, like I said, people always show that guy, and I didn't know. And then I watched it, and I'm like, no, man, this guy is really fucking nice. He did a lot for people during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, didn't, he, didn't his company, like, raise, like, oh, like, $40 million or something like that? I know they raised millions of dollars. It was yeah. a lot of money. I, I, and even, like, Dave Portnoy, he did stuff for people during that time. The guy from Barstool Sports. Yeah. So, like... That guy. <laughs> and he's got another thing, like that one by thing. I mean, that's just Dude, people that's watch that. You genius. Know? That yeah. is so genius. And now he has his own fucking pizza. Dude, you know what I've always wanted to do? And, and like, I guess I don't do this because, like, I just want to promote the places I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I want to do, like, fucking competitions, like, who has the best what in town, like, gas station pizza or, like, best gas station food, like, or just silly, stupid things that. We all eat, or most of society will eat. And you know, I, that's a great idea. You should definitely, like, who has the best regular burger in Memphis? Dude, I, I'm telling you, you know those Hunt Brother pizzas? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're I, dude, fire. During during duck season, 
I like live off those. I eat one a day. I am just like, I cook for 10 dudes. We kill limits of ducks. We're out in the swamp standing. I don't want to cook when I get, you know, Mm -hmm. out of there. So gas station pizza, right? I stopped at, I go to this marathon off of park and I'll get one every now and then. And it's a hit or miss. It's either dried and all nasty or it's fresh, right? Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, coming back from downtown off Lamar, the freshest pizzas. Like, I'm dead serious. They're like, this gas station was like pumping out Hunt Brothers like it was nothing. And there was like a line for them. It was just so good. And I feel like that needs to be taken notice. If you're if you're leaving downtown after a drunk night, yeah. this is a gas station to pull into, you know? But, Have you like uh, tried to collab with like other popular pages on Instagram, like Memphis ones? I have not. Um, I know there's like unapologetically Memphis is really booming right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they have done so much. He's that group has done a couple of my art shows back in the day. Yeah. And I'm tied to a couple of the people that work for unapologetic Mm -hmm. and man, they have come a very long ways, a very long ways. Um, because like I said, I think like what you're talking about, what you want to do for restaurants, your friends, and promote them. I think you should be doing the same thing with other content creators here. Yeah. To like get the word out there for whatever you're doing. I mean, because what you're trying to do would go well with what they're doing. Yeah. All they got to do is reshare your content. We were talking about that the other night. Like, all right, again, I'm not this genius or anything. Like, I'm just this fucking goofy dude that parties a lot. So figuring out social media is like, that's all I'm trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Have you seen where they're, um, the collaborator, um, Oh, you can share the post with somebody. So it was on both of your pages. Yeah. So yeah. it's like two names. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about that the other day and yeah. it's kind of along the lines of what you're talking about. Right. Like, yeah. It's just cross promotion. Yeah. And so we, we have brought that up, but that's all new to me, man. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure that yeah. out, but it's what you're saying is like, I know I need to be doing it. Yeah. Like I know I need to be doing it. Yeah. Especially for food. Cause it's so visual. Yeah. You know, like, and if you can see a video and have the personality of the person, like you're talking like sushi, Jimmy, or, yeah. you know, one of these other people. And then they, you know, then they can see the food along with it and see the building. And I mean, cause I see a lot of people on TikTok that are doing that. Now they're doing a mashup of like, Walking into the building, their food coming to them, the server showing the server. You know, you can even have like a snippet of the bartender talking or something. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be editing and all that involved. Oh, yeah. But let me ask you, would you want it like raw and uncut? Like, oh, well, it'd be edited, but like cussing and the whole nine, like just being raw and real, like what I thought or I think PG. I think with TikTok and all these other platforms, Cursing for some reason is like taboo. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it's going backwards because I see even like big meme pages now are like blanking stuff out they wouldn't have blanked before. Really? Yeah, because I guess they don't want to get flagged. But you can go on fucking YouTube and do it all day long and just oh, yeah. have a whole full show yeah. without no edits if you don't want to do any edits on it. Well, I've, I've you know, and I've, you can even take that same video that you put full on YouTube and just segment it down into videos for it. Instagram reels yeah. and TikTok. Yeah. So it's not, you're like, you're filming something completely different. You're just taking that 
bits of that content that are PG oriented, you know, and interesting because, you know, that's been a question on my mind, like for the longest, it's like, I'm out here promoting all these companies and doing everything, but like, I'm real. I'm going to say fuck probably like a hundred times a day. And I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, just, I have these quirks about me and, you know, I've always wondered if it hurt like anybody that I've ever promoted. But at the end of the day, again, food drink culture was built off my money. Mm. I take my money and I go buy food. I'm a, I'm a customer. I'm I'm a client. And all, all I'm doing at the end of the day is sharing what I enjoy spending my money on. So I'm not partnered with these people, but I've always wondered, like, is me saying fuck a billion times a day going to ruin something? I don't think so. I think I, it, hope I, think, not. I think it's if that's who you are. Like, if you're the person, like, perfect example. I don't know if you watch MMA, but there's a guy named John Jones. Oh, yeah. John, John Jones. Jones, he's an amazing fighter, shitty person. But he would do all this stuff, like acting like he was godlike. Yeah. And then it starts slipping out that he wasn't this person that he was trying to portray. And so that's when people are like, you're fake as fuck. Yeah. So if you're always who you are, you're authentic as fuck, yeah. then people are going to accept it or not. Well, you know, that's kind of how I felt about it. But, I mean, look at y'all. Y'all are out here putting your voice out there. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to different people. Has this been a conversation that's been brought up with y'all? Like... Oh, I've had people tell me like that I'm close to like why would you say stuff that you say and it's like I said it. You know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to put anything out there that I wouldn't say to somebody's face or like yeah. in public. So anything I talk about on here I would talk like I'm having a normal conversation. Yeah. Now there's you know, there's always different palettes, you know. Some people like certain things, some people don't. We're not everybody's for everybody. Yeah. So you can choose to tune in or not. You know, I'm not forcing somebody to listen to me. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear that because it, it it is refreshing hearing it from somebody else, like another content creator, because, yeah. you know, fuck, <laughs> you, you might say that and it might be the end of your career now. Like, it just be, you might say that one wrong thing or whatever, and it, it might just be a cuss word. That's all it is, you know? And so. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be people turned off by it. Yeah. Like, I love Gary Vee, and he's known for saying fuck oh, yeah. all the time. And he's one of the biggest influencers, technically. I mean, he's a business person, but influencers out there. I, yeah, I would definitely say influencer. And, and he says, like, he's probably missed out on deals because people want a more PG version. But these same people are probably watching R-rated movies, porn, yeah. in their personal life. But, like, when you say it in public, it's... You know, deviant type shit. Yeah, go fuck off. Like, I, I, really hate, I really hate when people say, "Why are you cursing?" Like, who the fuck says cursing? Still? We're we're in twenty twenty two. Let's let be for real. We just went through two years of pandemic. Why, yeah, why not like, say fuck? Yeah. You know, like it's. I mean, I don't know. People are going to have their opinions, and they're entitled to their opinions. But it doesn't mean you have to listen to them. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're using your own money to put your shit out there. I mean, you're not owned by some company. That's the number one thing. I love it. Yeah. Nobody's telling me what to say. Exactly. And that's what I enjoy. I, you know, I was blessed. Um, I had to work 
sixth grade through like freshman year when like not much pay, uh, my family started a business. My dad instilled that into me. Mm-hmm. And it's Father's Day, right? So let's give my dad some round of applause, you know, like he taught me this one thing. Working for people suck. Mm-hmm. Listening to other people sucks. When you work hard, it sucks. But when you get to say, I don't listen to nobody, that's where it all yep. matters. And I've chased, like, literally, I have chased the dream. I have not taken a paycheck from any other soul for the last decade. That's impressive. Man. I've I've fought for it, man. I, I mean, again, I, I, I am running a family business, something my father and I worked from day one to now. But it's like nobody tells us what to do. Yeah. He didn't even tell me what to do back in sixth grade. Like, he was just like... Do you want food on your plate? Right. Like, I quit my job, and we're going to do this. And there's no option. We just have to do it. So, you know, having that instilled into me, I feel like it gives me more power when I say something. You know, like, not not like my words are better than yours or whatever else, but the fact that you look at me and you go, damn, that guy works hard. And it just ain't handout money. I ain't no trust fund baby or nothing. Like, shit. I didn't even have central air and heat or nothing till after high school. We burned wood fires at my parents' house. And it was like, we didn't have AC. We had one one window unit that didn't even work half the time. Like, this was all the way through 2007, you know? Like, I ain't come for money. So when I go spend it, you know, yeah, I think when you don't come from something, it makes you appreciate it. more. Yeah. Too. I'm not saying like I've just dead poor. Like, I mean, we ate and we had a roof over our head and stuff, but yeah. like, like we didn't have the luxuries that other people were having. I saw a clip today. Let me find it. But this guy was kind of talking about the same thing. Like, you know, you need struggle. Oh, yeah. Because the best parts of life. Would suck if there was no struggle. Yeah. I I don't know what it all right, I'm a couple of twisted T's in and but what what is yin uh yin to the yang or whatever. Yeah. Like you have to have that balance. Like it can't just all be good. One of the latest things I've been doing in life really trying to appreciate the shittiest parts. I just got out of a five-year relationship. I just sold my coffee company I've worked on for two and a half plus years. And it's been a nightmare. Like, the past few months have been kind of sucky, right? But, like, I've, I've forced myself to enjoy every single moment of it. And, like, what? Like nothing's going to suck. Yeah. Like, nothing's going to suck at all to me. Like, well, it's like they say you don't appreciate your health till you're sick. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, so being on podcast with y'all, like this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Like in just being able to talk about something I've done for so long, it's it's a hype moment for me. Yeah, and it's even more hype because, like, real talk, I just went through the shittiest part I've had in the past like few years, right? Past few months, and I appreciated it. And I 
me appreciating this, I really don't think y'all understand like how much I appreciate y'all inviting me on. It really makes me feel like, you know, we food drink culture is doing something in this city. It definitely is, man. You guys are definitely doing something. You're trying to spotlight great things happening in the city, whether it's this one drink at this one particular venue or an event going on, you know? So like, you know, and I was like, man, this is a perfect fit. Like, you know, like I need to get this guy on here. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. But it's like having those, having those sucky times and then also just appreciating it. Like, you know, there's this old man. So I grew up hanging out in Nutbush, like fucking Vivia Avenue, one street over from the graveyard, you know, off Jackson Avenue. I was cooking. We were having BMX bike nights in the backyard, and I was cooking deer every single week. And this old man that, like, let us all fucking party at his house and stuff. He was He's not much older. He's a couple of years older than us, but big BMX dude in the scene. And he he told me. When, when, you know, I was going through this breakup, he said, man, you can't dwell on the past. You have to be thankful for every single fucking moment that you're given on this planet. And it's like, we don't view life like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. And now, like, fighting for stuff during the suckiest time going, you have to appreciate this. You have to appreciate this. It has made today, talking with y'all, like, this is a highlight, you know, like I feel great and it, it's interesting. That's well, a good outlet to have man. or outlook. I'm sorry. What were you about to read off? Let me see. I think this is the clip right here. As a man, you can build your character from the ground up. You can decide, do I want to be a hard ass UFC fighter? Do I want to be a rock star? Just like a video game. You can build your character. Who do I want to be? And you can build it from the ground up. And this is what's so amazing is that every single man is born with disability, but most of them are too fucking lazy to do it. They, they sit there and go, you know what, Tate, man, you know, you, you're fighting and you're driving a Lambo and blah, blah, blah. I was like, why didn't you fight? Oh, right. I never had the time. Shut up. You might have beaten me. Right. Never, but still. You might have beaten <laughs> me, but you didn't even train. You didn't even try. You're going to sit there on your video game and, and level up your character, but you won't level up your real life self. And this is the truth. And people sit there and go, yeah, but it's hard. You wouldn't want it if it wasn't hard. A man. And this is another one. This might be a good man. Isn't a man who's had an easy life. You find a man who had an easy life and and talk to him about security. Nothing. The only man who's a good man is a man who's been through it. We need to suffer. Look at any superhero movie. What happens to the superhero? He he suffers. Batman's dad got killed. Like you badge. Then you become a superhero. You need to suffer first. So all the young boys out here who are obsessed with money, you haven't been through enough suffering. You're not important enough. You're not man enough to be rich. Because you're going to buy a Lambo and you're just going to look like a fucking target. You're going to get shot. But, yeah, I think it is true. You have to have some adversity in life, man. Like, I don't think if if it, anything just comes easy, you just don't appreciate it. Man. Like I said, go back to me and sick. Like, how often do you, you quote yourself, man, I hate being sick. Oh, I feel like shit. But you, we're, we're fine right now, at least on the surface. Yeah, no, and nobody's out here going... Thank, I'm thankful. thankful I'm so healthy right yeah, now. Like yeah, like I'm able to get up, drive here, talk with y'all, have a great conversation, not feel like shit. Well, I'm a little hungover, but well, I'm, 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 starting, I'm starting, starting to drink again. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm starting to feel better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, starting to feel better. But um, that's hilarious. You playing Tate, man. Uh, I don't agree with everything he says, but I like a lot of stuff. He dude, says. he's a cot strong mentality. Like, yeah, I've. Uh, 
I've been listening to some of the stuff. He's just flooded. To be honest with you, he's flooded social media. That one human is being like the algorithm grabbed him and chunked him out to the universe. Yeah, like, he's he's new Kevin Samuels, even though Kevin Samuels is dead now, but he's a new version of that kind of male. I never used to see anything of Tate until Tony used to send it to me and my buddy Polly in the group message yeah. and stuff, or to me. And now I see that like all over YouTube, like when I get on YouTube, Instagram, I see it all over the place, man. Yeah, he's he's really done it up. Um, and yeah, he does say a lot of good stuff to pool. And that, I mean, you know what? When food drink, I I say not. It's not if it's when. When food drink culture really hits a point where I can literally help others, and yeah. I'm helping people now. But like when I can like really fucking help. When I say something and. A restaurant gets sold out, you know. That's what I want to be able to do to help these places. But when when that happens, it's like every single thing I've ever gone, dude. You just don't even. I can't even begin to tell you. Like, you know how shitty it was dealing with thirty fucking artists every single month for one show, and that was not including the single shows. Dealing with artists is a nightmare. There's, it's, it's not flowers by any means. Like mm. it is, it is a nightmare. You give them opportunity. You don't charge them money. You don't. You give them a space to be seen. You create flyers. You do all this work. Say, I need your artwork the day before the show, and they show up thirty minutes before the fucking show. Like real talk, mm. and you're giving this to them. Um, I ran a series called Food Drink Culture Nights, and it was out of four. Well, it was originally out of the old CrossFit gym on South Main. Uh, Justin Lamance let me do three or four shows, and then it started getting big. And so 409 gave me the building, and I started doing the trolley nights. And it was every trolley night for like 12 months. We documented like seven of them. I think we sold like sixty to eighty thousand dollars worth of art oh, for wow. for yeah. like small. It was declared like small business and art because it would be about twelve to thirteen artists, and then like twelve to thirteen um, small business vendors. Like uh, we had like a local Honey Girl and a couple other different places like that. And I always always switch it up, but you do that many creatives. And it's free, and it's out of your own pocket. You lose your mind. Yeah, that's why. Like, have y'all heard of Art Bazaar? So David Yancey, I put him in his first art show, and he crushed, and he was passionate, and he fought for everything. Like he's he's a he was. We did podcasts together. We were podcasting off the top of the Hugh Hugh roof. Like we did probably like ten episodes. We we attempted this. Yeah. It just wasn't up our alley. It wasn't. To, it was. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. If we knew now, we'd probably do it. But, anyways, he wanted to do art shows. I did. I teamed up with him, and I took my whole entire layout of how I did art shows, and I allowed him. I did one with him, and then he took it over, and we named it Art Bazaar. Now it's all him, and I, I gave my hands up, you know, like 
he's crushed it. But, you know, dealing with that, like when I'm able to help those people and say, hey, this restaurant here and it sells out. All them fucking nights of dealing with artists and dealing with restaurants and oh my god, you know how many times I've been in a restaurant and and like literally taken off my my nice shirt, put on a shitty shirt and went back and washed dishes for somebody because the dishwasher didn't show up. Like I've done that so many times. Yeah. Those aren't the best moments. They suck. They do suck. They're not the best moments, but dude, that when I'm able to say, pull up to Rotolo's, buy out their their deep dish pizza because they're a brand new place and it's worth it and they deserve it. And it gives them that one shot in the arm, you know, like, yeah. dude, all you need is one good day. You need one good day and your month can be turned around. You can pay rent with one good day in the restaurant industry, you know. Places don't have that now, you know, I feel like. They don't, they don't have, and they rely on, you know, everybody else to go say, Hey, go out there, try this place. You know, um, I just hope that, you know, all these days out of just my mind running and running and running and running and no sleep, Daniel masters calling me going, Hey, we got to do this. Oh, well, we have an event already on this day. Well, you got to do an event the next day. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and it's all those days of doing it and fuck parking. Dude, let's just say even the stress of just parking downtown. Yeah. I mean, it's it all builds up to one thing, but I know it all is going to lead to my voice having enough value to where when I walk out and say something, people look at it and go, damn, he's worked for it. There's no trust fund baby spending money or anything like that, you know, but fuck, we're going to go do this because 90% of the time is going to be just like what he said, you know? Yeah, like I said, I really think like when y'all start doing the video or hopefully you do the videos like that, I think that's going to really take it off, man. Because uh, like with TikTok, the algorithm, man, they just send it to every fucking person. Oh, yeah. It's Instagram's kind of I've always wondered what the next move is going to be. Have y'all heard of anything like, dude, wasn't it weird how like. MySpace, Facebook, and Instagram kind of popped up mm-hmm. and did their thing. It's just like in a blink of an eye, this the social media thing was the coolest thing in the world, and everybody mm-hmm. had it. What's next? Yeah, I don't know. I you think it's gonna be metaverse, dude? Fuck that. I think that's I think that's a long ways. Yeah, I feel like to get as many people that are on like social media platforms into the metaverse. I don't know. Plus, Metaverse is really fucking weird. Like, have you done any of that stuff? I have some NFTs, but, like, looking into... Are you a multimillionaire now? No, I wish. (laughs) Dude, I feel like if you own an NFT, you're a multimillionaire, no matter what. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to start telling people that. Hey, it's gospel. I own NFTs. (laughs) I drive a Toyota Corolla. (laughs) All my money's in the market. Yeah. Dude, um... There's got to be something coming up that's refreshing for us because, like, 
Facebook and Instagram have run its course, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Facebook is like going back in time with their censorship yeah. and stuff. Obviously, they want to keep their advertisers happy, but you don't have advertisers without a customer. Yeah. And we're the con- customer. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're going to keep the older generation. Mm-hmm. But man, I feel like in a blink of an eye, something's going to get dropped. And it's, I mean, TikTok's kind of taken away from them. Yeah, but that's video only. Like, yeah. there has to be some sort of platform for word and photo. Um, I guess Twitter. Yeah, but Elon just bought that. What to. To get that kid kicked off or whatever. <laughs> oh, the, the one tracking his plane. Oh, uh, I saw that Mark Cuban's working with that kid now. Dude, pr- he's probably should be. I mean, like, it's kind of crazy that Elon didn't just pick that kid up and goes, hey, like, he offered him money. Yeah, like, grand uh, or something like that. Yeah, and that's kind of silly. He's like, he should have offered him a job with six figures, you know? If he's bored on a fucking Friday night tracking planes, like... <laughs> Yeah. Who does that? The potential is unlimited with oh, that kid. Oh man. Probably. Man. That's yeah. But what what's the future of tick I mean um Twitter? Like I'm I'm not a Twitter dude at all. Twitter is like the wild wild west though, man. They show everything. Everything. It's yeah, I've, I've been on there. Is oh, on yeah. Twitter. Hell and yeah. And then you can't even show like a nipple on Instagram. No, you fucking spreading cheeks on Twitter. <laughs> I know for sure. I've seen it. Yeah. But I, I like it, what's going to come of it? Because it's traded hands, yeah, and it's about censorship. And w- what's going to come? What's going to come? Is it going to be even wilder and way more open, or are we going to see a giant change where there's laws on Twitter now? Well, see, I like how Twitter has it, where you can choose to accept the content that yeah. may be graphic or not. Like Instagram doesn't even give you that option. Yeah. You know, I keep getting shit now, like not flag, but delete it because some other person says they own the content of it. And it's just like, one, if somebody's sharing it on their page and they're not getting paid for it, that's just free promotion for you. Why would you flag it? You know, it's I don't know. I don't understand it. Social media. It's so new, though, man. It's only been around since what? Like Instagram. No, let's go. MySpace. MySpace, like 2004, 2003, maybe? Yeah, I I was going into high school 2003, 2004, and it was about my freshman year, maybe even eighth grade year, MySpace was popping. Yeah. And and that was like the new thing, but. Because the only reason I got on MySpace was because this buddy of mine hooked up with his chick, and then he told me, he sent me a link. And I couldn't click on her picture until I signed up for it. And that's how I was able to sign up for it. Dude, and then, like, you didn't do it because you could put videos and, and music on your page? Like, oh, this is that's pretty bad. bad. Yeah. It was so new. I did. I had never. Well, I mean, there was other kind of sites, like uh, Hot or Not, I guess, is kind of like a social media site. But but they all failed. Yeah. Like, but MySpace was the shit back in the day, man. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was super fun. It, you, it made you feel like you had some kind of like intelligence towards like computer technology. Oh, like like, coding, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were all coders in high school, yeah. but like now we don't know shit. I saw a meme the other day. I shared it. It said, this person said, wouldn't it be so cool if we could upload our favorite songs to our page on Facebook? And then the person's response was, we now know a generation that doesn't know what MySpace is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. 
That's it's insane that we're in that position. Guess we're old. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, you know, the future of social media it's it's a uh, it's goofy. Uh, I can only imagine that there's going to be a new platform drop probably in the next year or two. I would imagine. You know, we're due for something new. What was Until the, Facebook tries to buy it up. What was I the mean, latest was new thing? Dude, they've been buying everything up. Though. They have WhatsApp. They have. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Forgot about they that. They have uh, Oculus, which is their metaverse, part of the metaverse now. Um, yeah. That is, they tried to buy don't... Snapchat. And then if they can't but buy it, it, they'll start stealing the IP. Doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like so whatever they're like, using. Yeah. And they'll create their own thing. Now I saw they're doing uh, like sims, uh, subscription stuff. So kind of like OnlyFans. Who? So like, Ins- Instagram. So like a couple really? of people, yeah. It's Maybe not, I'm blind. I haven't seen I, that. I don't think it's straight up porn like only. Well, OnlyFans apparently is not just for porn, but that's what's predominantly taken over. But there's a subscription thing on Instagram now. You can pay like four ninety nine to see like people's extra content, which Man. is to me sounds like an OnlyFans based model. Yeah, spicy, I would. I just rather see content. I just rather go to OnlyFans. Only I just go to Pornhub. You know. Yeah. yeah what? But know. I think these people are like, say you have like a course you want to teach people. Because oh, a lot yeah, of people that sell courses, sense. you know, so I think. Well, that's I don't think for. OnlyFans was even original. Like, I don't even think it was intended for porn. I feel like it was a thing that was created for what you're talking about, people to teach yeah. and whatever else and have courses and things like that. And somebody just decided to spread their cheeks, you know, like, well, fucking, you saw- hey, five ninety nine, I'll fucking do this twice a day. There was so much <laughs> outrage when they were going to take away the porn off the, the platform because that's what everybody knows it for. I, rem- I remember that. It, was, like, it just happened like a few, what? It was like last year, I think, they were threatening to take it away. It was supposed to be gone like around like October of yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for like, gotta pull it. And then they're like, nah, we're, yep. they're going to lose too much money. Oh, yeah, there was... That would have been the dumbest thing I mean, for only fans that, at the time. Yeah, because I think it's like 80-20, so they give 20 or 80% of the profits to the content creator, and then they get 20% of just hosting the shit. Yeah. It's like when Tumblr got rid of porn, all the all the X-rated videos and pictures and stuff. Yeah. And when was the last time you heard of Tumblr? I've never. Exactly. Like, it's n- it doesn't get brought up in conversation at no, all. No, it's something that everyone's forgotten about, because once they pass that rule for their site... No more pornography. People, everybody that was using it left. Like everybody. Um, I mean, we're all here because people fucked. So I don't know why people act so. Weird. I know. And what? I, give me a little feedback. I got this pussy staring at my face right now on your table. Like His I'm sorry for Raul. saying that. <laughs> that was a good one. That's, That's funny. A, that That's was funny. good. See, that one hit home. My <laughs> pumping station joke didn't hit home. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I thought he was a, a fucking Oxford fucking college kid. <laughs> Maybe there is something called pumping the pump or something like that in Oxford. I we think, need to look it up. I I'll, think I'll look it up when we get off thing here. because... But, nah, I got that for him for his birthday. Because I figured but he needed some pussy. But then there's this pussy book and the butt book. So I saw the butt book. I'm on, in the big uh, penis book. <laughs> You're in I'm the big... In there. Yeah. I saw the butt book like on somebody's social media. I can't remember what it was. And I ordered on Amazon. I thought it was a big version. The little dinky versions came. And then those are like the 3D, the bigger ones over there. But in the living room, I have the real full-size ones. So like I found them everywhere like on eBay. And I'm obsessive. Like when I get fixated on something, I yeah. have to have it. So I what, So what drew, like, 
drew you to this, like these books. Oh, I just saw that the butt book, and I thought it looked cool the way the cover was. Yeah. And then um, and it's got like you can look in them, but it's got like stories. It's Alexis and, Texas's butt. Alexis but. Texas. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I know you're it talking took you a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is awesome. But yeah, you can buy those on Amazon. Oh, so it goes through the different ages mm-hmm. or years. Yeah, it's more art, I guess you wouldn't call it than porn. But yeah, this this is more like Playboy style. Yeah, like not not fucking it's not hustler <laughs> or like penthouse <laughs> yeah. or some shit. Yeah, not fucking X videos. Yeah. Man, um, that's hilarious. I noticed that you had a bunch of crazy shit on this table, skulls and everything else. Man, I love skulls. Like, uh, I don't even know how I got fixated on them, but. It's like all these little things. I just felt like it was fitting to be on this table, you know. Yeah. Is this a hodgepodge of bullshit? Well, I think this is great because it's like, look, you got a fucking grenade right next to the pussy book. (laughs) And then there's this butthole staring at my face. Like, (laughs) you're not going to have a boring conversation at this table for sure. No, it's it's trying to be interesting, man. What a, so tell me, like, y'all been podcasting for a little bit of time. Like, what's your favorite one y'all have released so far? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite one. I mean, they're all been fun. Like I said, they're, I think it's just getting better because we're branching out to different lives and different walks of life and different, yeah. different people. And you're learning about stuff that you don't think about. Yeah. You know, so oh, um, the, the mountain lions with David or yeah, oh, David Martinez. Yeah. Yes. He's like a wildlife photographer that, Focuses mainly on bighorn sheep. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking. To him. Yeah, he was very interesting, and he was a marine too, so he has that aspect going for him. And he like lost half his fucking foot and still walking up mountains and doing stuff that most people don't do that are able, fully able bodied. I like learning yeah. like about a, all the different things. Like he just said, uh, different people's stories. You know, like yeah. how, how they lost weight, how they decided they wanted to do this as their career, how they became an OnlyFans couple. You know, stuff like that. Man. I love conversation and I suck at it, but or I, I, I feel like that. I feel like I suck at conversation. But one thing it does for me, it's like, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, I felt like I, growing up, I was like this. I had this short sighted mind, I guess. Like, I was just how I was raised was that that was it. And this is life and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But, dude, hearing other people's stories, fuck, it will bring you down to life. Like, this planet. Yeah. This journey. And it and you, the way you react to people and the way that you talk to people and the way you move forward with relationships and friendships mm-hmm. through those conversations and hearing stuff, it just reminds you that. This fucking life sucks. Like, I, I'm I'm not trying to be negative, but, like, this life sucks. If you break down what life is, like, you have this house, you have this skull, you have these pussy books, you have beer, you have all this stuff, right? You don't eat it. Yeah. If you do the very basics, if you go, what do I have to do in life? You're born. You need to put food in your stomach. You need a shelter from the storm. Find it, whether it's a house or whatever else. Just the basics to make it to death, right? Mm-hmm. 
All this other stuff is nonsense, I feel like. Knowing that and having that conversation with another human, knowing that they've been through stuff or hearing their story, it brings you down to go, instead of going like this new age mentality where, fuck you, I hate you, and there's a lot of hate and stuff, it goes, damn, man, that motherfucker is really fucking, you know, like I'm thankful for my life. Like I'm, it makes me thankful for my life. Mm -hmm. And then also it goes, before I say fuck you to that dude, I'm going to go, damn, like he just lost his mom. He just, he just fucking got fired. Like he ain't, he's on food stamps or he ain't even got food stamps to get food. There's people out there going through hard times. Oh, absolutely. Having those conversations and knowing, and then seeing if they're not going through the hard time hearing that they survived the hard time that helps you move forward in this life. I don't know. It's just kind of goofy, but conversation with that's what conversation means for me. Like I look forward to it. I want to hear how Milton goofed up and made a bad mistake, you know, because like I've done it Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel okay that we're out here trying together yeah. to walk this journey, you know, like, uh, but conversation is so valuable to me, even though I feel like I could, I'm so scatterbrained and everything else. It's just like, that's, I appreciate people like you bringing stuff because like podcasts and hearing these people's journeys makes me go, wow, I'm thankful for my journey. I'm thankful to hear that this yeah. life sucks and it's hard, but look at what this person's doing now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's people like y'all that are bringing that knowledge to us. You know, it, it might not be how you lose weight or it might not be how you take the photo. Like I, at the beginning of that episode, he was real like on talking about camera gear and stuff. That might not be what people get from it, you know? But just the fact that there's another human out there with a half, like, what was the deal with his foot? Oh, he got blown off. Part of his foot got blown off in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah, that's, man, I just didn't want to say that and be wrong about it. But like that, like that guy's going through it. One of my best friends, and it's crazy. He's in the same position as that guy. Mm -hmm. No legs. No chance of prosthetics. Like he's, he's just nothing. Yeah. Afghanistan. One of the happiest dudes I've ever met. Mm. Like, you know, dude, just thankful to be alive, you know? It's all all about perspective, man. Yeah. Hearing those conversations, those stories, though, they're important. And, you know, I'm thankful for y'all for bringing it to light, you know, all these different stories. Thankful for having conversation with y'all now. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, everybody is different because everyone has a different story to tell. Oh, yeah. Dude, this, the fact that, like, I grew up for the longest thinking everybody was like the same and Mm. this is how life is and everything. Fucking stupid. Well, I think that's just part of life, though. I mean, hopefully we should all evolve and grow. And, you know, you are kind of molded by the people that had you. But yeah. once you start talking to other people and getting other experiences, then you start seeing other shit. 
That's why I always talk about traveling too. I think traveling is one of the best things because you can see how somebody else like in another state or another city lives or if you're fortunate enough to go to another country and see how they live over there. And it's like you were talking about like your buddy that lost his legs. He's happy. And most of the people in other countries that are poor than most people here don't act like they're poor. Yeah. You know, the, the, that it's, it's a, I feel like, I don't know. I better think on my words for a minute. Um, I, I am blessed though. And I, I am blessed to hear these stories and move forward with my own path. Um, I feel like y'all are doing our society like a favor. Like, I think you're bringing us all like we talked about social media a lot, right? Mm-hmm. There's too many high horses out there. And I feel like y'all are the folks that bring us down all on the same level. Like you, it doesn't matter who you are, or what you do or whatever. Like we could all, you could be a multimillionaire. You could be a gazillionaire or billionaire or whatever <laughs> you want to say. And I could be a poor guy. And if we all got shot in the head, we're all dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like nothing matters at that point. Don't matter how much money you got. Don't matter. Nothing. And I feel like y'all are the bullet that like kind of goes, Hey, you're all exactly human. No better, no worse. We're figuring out this life. And and y'all have done that. Podcasters have done that. You know, not just y'all, but anybody who podcasts and really in, interviews people. Um, I've listened to a lot of y'all's podcasts lately. We need y'all, more of y'all in Memphis. I feel that because social media and the way we live life, especially in these small southern places, it just creates so, so many high horses. People, like, feel they're better than, you know, everybody else because they're driving a Porsche or, you know, I got this Lambo rented or whatever else it may be. It's like none of that fucking matters. Like. And y'all are the ones that are pointing that out. I don't know if y'all notice that, but like y'all are the ones pointing that out. Like each individual brings something to this table, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you dissect it. And at the end of the day, we find out they're human. That's all it is. It is not a Lamborghini picture on Instagram, you know, like, you really find like I, I want to do what y'all are doing, and bring light to these people that are doing it in the food world, you know, and in mm. the art world. I don't know. Like I said, I'm. This has all been. I've been figuring this out every every day. I wake up and I go, "What in the fuck am I doing? Why is food drink culture a thing? Why? What? What's the next move? What?" How do I do this? And people think it's like this business and everything else. And it's like, all it is, is an experiment, you know, like it's nothing like, well, I've had an idea that I wanted to do like a podcast where you interview somebody that owns like a restaurant or 
or is known in a certain place. And then either A, you travel to where they're at and then you interview them and then they take you out afterwards. Or B, like they come here, like say they're local, they come here to a podcast and we go to their place. And then they talk or you can film it and then do like an experience type thing. Yeah. Yeah, de- definitely. They, they, I think we've hit this several different times on just this conversation, but like bringing light to the people. Allow it, like like I was saying, restaurant takeovers and people taking yeah. over the stories and stuff. You ain't got to fucking like me. You can go to my page, though, and go, I'm hungry. Where do I go? Yeah. And you can go, say, say at that point, we have a bunch of video and it's like a bunch of takeovers. It's like, all right, well, I want to go experience that guy. I want to mm-hmm. go experience that person, you know, like. This food or that food or whatever else, but it's like you know what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. You know what you're about to go support, and I feel like we've hit that topic several times. And it's important, you know. Yeah. Like people want personality. Like the raw and uncut stuff is what really people want. You know, look at vlogs. You ever watch vlogs? No, sometimes. There's humans out there that just intrigue me, you know, like just it's so interesting. And it's, you know, all these people talk about all these shows like Shameless and all these high end, you know, paid shows that are like been created and and millions of dollars put into and stuff. And like, I'd rather go watch a dude fucking take a shoestring and a twig and try to make a fire mm. for like an hour yeah. with failing. For some reason, that's like the the mental state of I feel like most people. It's like you don't want this highly edited shit. Yeah. Nobody wants highly edited shit no more. They want like Joe Bob fucking cooking a steak over a fire and fucking dropping the steak in the middle of the fucking fire and pulling it out, going, pouring some beer on top of it, go, oops, you know, like just silly stuff. But no, I think um, so. As far as your hunting goes, do you like process the food, too? Oh, yeah. All day. How long have you been hunting? A long fucking time. Um, I started when I was young and I would say the past like. Two years, I'm like every day out in the woods. Mm. I'm probably like 60 days of duck season. I'm between 40 and 50 days out in the woods. And if I'm not duck hunting, I'm running behind dogs, squirrel hunting or coon hunting or rabbit hunting. Um, Deer season's before that. I normally bow hunt and then leave deer season to go small game hunt for the rest of the year. But I don't know. We killed a shit ton of ducks this past year. Yeah. And the group of dudes I chase ducks with, like we're everywhere, everywhere. Just miss middle of Mississippi river. I'm cooking fucking sausage gravy and eggs and biscuits and shit. And, uh, all the way to Arkansas, Real Foot, Mississippi, at Tunica Cutoff, just, just all over the place. You know, the ducks are there that day. We're going. And um, I process everything. And when we have like 10 guys killing like six ducks a piece, and like we have those good days, which we had a lot of those good days, 
we're blessed to have had those days. Um, duck hunting is not the same as what it was when I was in high school or, or even in middle school. But, uh, I mean, six ducks times 10, you know, 60 ducks. And then you're the guy that's like the camp chef or, or, mm-hmm. or, the, or, the, or the group chef. I wouldn't say camp because we're not at just one place. But like, so you bring 60 ducks home and you're, you know, fucking cleaning 60 ducks. And then you vacuum seal them all up. You, you store them up and then go shop for the next day worth of food. And it it's a it's a lot. I mean, I mean, it took a toll. I mean, I was in a five year relationship. And it killed my relationship. She was chasing God, and I was chasing ducks, dude. Mm. Like I was, I'm addicted to the outdoors. Like I don't, I don't want to do nothing else in my life but go to high end. Oh, I say high end, like <laughs> quality food places, and get wasted over there, and then go to the woods. One day, I feel like that's gonna be it. You know, I'll, I'll be half my time in the woods, half my time, you know, in a city. Well, in the back of a kitchen in the city, you know, like <laughs> taking shots with the chef, you know, yeah. like, but yeah, I process everything and my, the amount of money I spend on meat is hardly anything now. Like, so you're like, have like a deep freezer just full of wild game. I have a deep freezer and I have my normal freezers, just nothing but packed meat. Wow. And, um, duck, deer. Coon, rabbit, squirrel. Um, what do all those taste like? Do they have like a distinct taste? Yeah, everything has different tastes. Duck is kind of the harder one to to cook for most people. There are certain types of ducks that taste good, mm-hmm. like just meaty, and there's fishy types of ducks, and depends on what you're cooking, but. Um, it it has this like if you get a good duck like a mallard drake or a mallard hen or a wood duck or um till any kind of till like those are good clean eating ducks you know you could put them in anything and you're not gonna be just like oh this is wild game you know um squirrel chicken um Dude, coon is like fucking greasy as shit, and really? they and they have fucking uh, glands, and if you don't cut out the glands, the meat gets ruined. Mm. And uh, greasy roast beef type, like roast oh, okay. pot roast type yeah. style. Rabbits all always good and clean, you know. But and then deer is just, I don't know. To me, deer. Has like a little bit of flavor, I guess. Most people taste it. I don't. It's just like cow to me, I guess. You know, a way leaner, not not so much fat, but like it's lean, just a clean cut. You know, most of the meat that you get from cattle nowadays is just so high fatty, mm-hmm. and it's like grain fed cows and everything else. It's just kind of trashy meat not really good for the body um deer so do you do salt with bow or obviously no, not the ducks no I, I i bow hunt i rifle hunt for deer i also 
I shotgun hunt for all the small game. I'll I'll also squirrel hunt with the twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I mean, to be honest, oh, you're a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. All right. What are your thoughts on this? I, like, we're having this conversation about like harvesting meat and stuff. Oh what no, are your thoughts? I mean, it's great that you guys do it because without y'all and the limits on ducks and stuff like that, there'd be too many animals and stuff. Yeah. So you have to have the yeah population kind of, control. Yeah. You know, so that's I've you know. To me personally, I, I feel like coming from the farms, like I, I know I said weed farms, but like, have y'all ever heard of a uh, Spartan race? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Jody Senna, who founded Spartan race, I think he grossed like 66 million in 2014. I got put on his property and I was just living with him and his family, like these Fucking filthy rich, dude. Filthy huh. rich. The number one health and fitness podcast at the time, Barbell Shrug, they came out of Memphis. And they moved to California because of health and fitness. Oh, okay. So I watched their house while they were out in California. And they flew me all over to these farms to film stuff. And, man, uh, they put me on that farm and just filming and growing so much food. It was like, I always grew up hunting just for fun, and it was just like a hobby. And Yeah, we did get benefits. We got meat and stuff. But, like, since then, hunting has really taken over my life because it's like, this is my food. This is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. I grow my food. You know, I've you can go through my Instagram and stuff way back in the days, and you'll see, like, Food plots everywhere, like food, like personal gardens everywhere. I've helped so many people. I used to grow like two, three thousand plants and give them out, like to everybody. I'd post on social media, be like, "Pull up, I got everything you need." Yeah, damn. And it's since doing all of that, I guess the quality of meat. You know, I'm not health and fitness. Look at me. I'm four twisted teas in. I'm fucking <laughs> drink this whole twelve pack. You know, like I don't care about health and fitness, but I do. I do care about quality of food. When you have the cleanest meat that you harvested yourself, and you have the cleanest veggies that you grew yourself, like there's no meal better, dude. There's no meal better. It's just like. All this hard work comes out to every single entire bite off your plate. Yeah. And we don't we don't have that as humans in this society. We don't have that in our brain anymore. McDonald's is a 99 cent well, more like 250 double cheeseburger now, but like you go there and you go get a double cheeseburger and you're just like, "Oh, feed myself. I'm hungry." Yeah. Oh, where'd this come from? Yeah. And there's there's no People don't take the time to go, where did this come from? Is this even real? Is this worth putting in my body? Mm-hmm. And I say that for the health and fitness side, but and I don't care about that. So like you get what I'm saying? But like there's a total disregard towards where food's like at now. You know, it's that's why I think it's also important that like when I sit there and say, go eat at this place, this place is also buying from, like, 
Marmalou Farms or, or these local places or any any kind of like close sustainable type farm or 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 garden yeah so i I feel that's in value that's a valuable thing as well it's it's picking and choosing where you go for the freshest Mm. stuff you know and i think the idea of killing my own meat and growing my own food has led me into going i really like going out and partying (laughs) <laughs> and when I do that, I need to I need to vote with my dollars and and pick the right spots. There's too mu- like we're in the fucking south, dude. There's so much good food around. Go up to New York. Like they they got good food. Like don't get me wrong, they got good food. They don't have fresh food. Like they have some fresh food, but the amount of people living in New York compared to the farmland just ain't there, man. Like. Not the sustainable, organic, fresh, mm. clean farms, you know. Everything's mass-produced and, and mass-grown and quality's down. Is um, there any places here locally you can get, like, wild game? No. So, I think there's – you can order deer. There's one wild deer, and it's, like, off some island or something. And I could be wrong about this. Mm. It, it might be different variables, but it's, like – there's this one like deer you can you can order, but wild game, the government has completely shut it down. You're not allowed to sell it. You're not allowed to do anything with it. Mm. You know, in fact, it's it's like they do surveys on how much you kill and everything else when you when you're a hunter. You, you get surveyed at the end of season or or at the not at the end of the season, at the beginning of the next one, they'll ask you, like, how many ducks you killed last year and all this stuff. And it's, they don't, they try to regulate it so much. Um, there's places you can get, like, farm raised duck that's wild. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll clip the wings and let the ducks roam free like chickens. And But as for deer, you're not allowed to. We, we have a big thing right now in our area. Um, chronic wasting disease cwd um it's like god i hate being on a fucking podcast because i feel like (laughs) i'm I'm gonna get called out for all of this but chronic wasting disease it's kind of like mad cow except it can't get transferred from deer to human and what it does it eats the brain and Mm. you'll see deer just like going in circles you know or like running into a fence because their brain's like eaten by this bacteria. And uh, I think I could be wrong, but I think it's like something to do with a spinal cord as well. And then it leads to the brain. But you're not allowed to like cross state lines with deer right now. Okay. So there's, it's, it's goofy, but um, I think that's going to prevent us ever seeing deer hit the market. Like, which is kind of crazy because we have enough deer to feed, you know, <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. I think the future of meat in America is going to be goat and alpaca. Um, goat and alpaca both, the, the, the amount of land you need is not like a cow. Mm. The meat's amazing on alpaca. Have you ever, like, looked at a fucking commercial where it's like... That perfect red steak or that perfect red ground chuck. Yeah. 
That's alpaca all day. And it's not dyed. Like, oh, shit. So it's like, it's the real deal. And the amount of land they need is very little. Um, same as goats. I think people will be more willing to eat alpaca than goat, though. I think, I've had goat before. It's not bad. If it's done right, and if they're grown, if they're like grown right, too. Yeah. If they're, it depends on what they eat, you know. Again, like cattle is mostly grain fed nowadays and it's like it ain't lean what was the thing with those cows that just died somewhere i can't remember where it was at it was like oh i'm interested they um they die from heat excessive heat (laughs) heat just like heat stroke yeah uh somewhere they got the temperature went super high yeah and like a couple hundred cows just died no way dude somebody's saying it's more than heat some people are saying that the government killed them. Well, I don't know what that is. Because I was talking about it. He said that people, so they can create a food shortage. Yeah. And that's that's one of the theories going around. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, it was in Kansas. At least 2,000 2, cattle dead amid high heat. Holy fuck. That, you understand how detrimental that is to our society? Like, 2,000 cattle, that's a yeah. lot of fucking food. Like, that's a lot of food. And man, that's wild. Two thousand cattle just dropped. I didn't. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, I saw it the other day on like Instagram or something. I see. I need to. I, need, I probably need to follow like more political style fucking pages that that post stories like that. Yeah, I'm like fucking dudes farting and <laughs> on my personal. It's like the goofiest shit. Yeah. You know the. The weirdest shotgun beers and life's more simple that way. Man. I, know. I mean, there's just there's so much negativity and bullshit out there. I don't think it's good to see all that kind of stuff. You watch the news? No, Never. I used to. Never? Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. I don't watch anything. I like literally if I turn my TV on, it's because I'm leaving my dog in the living room. Mm. You know, it's background noise. Yeah, I can't. Like I said, the cell phone, I throw that thing and. I throw uh, throw the TV remote away, and it's just, I just don't get into it no more. I, there's too much life out there to live. Like, why would I watch TV when I could go fucking get drunk with you, or yeah. or go down the street and eat a new slice of pizza or whatever? You know, it's like just doesn't make sense to watch TV to me. No, I completely agree with you. So, how much meat can you get from like a full size deer? Like, how long will that last you? Oh man. I would say a full-size deer, man, a year. Mm, wow. And, and that's that's for two people, you know, like, and that's not every meal being yeah. deer, but that's like, it'll last you a year. You might need two deer, you know, like, but we're, we're fucking crazy numbers. It's like, they've done it where you're allowed more bucks lately mm-hmm. and they do like earn a buck where it's like you're you're given you can kill two male deer bucks with horns and then you're allowed that's for the whole season and then you're allowed three doe a day oh shit because of uh with cwd the amount of deer we have breeding is just outrageous mm. I, you know what we're probably gonna before at God, I'm going to get called out. Uh, At some point, we're going to be like the North, and it's coming soon. 
the North insurance companies pays hunters to go out and harvest deer because the amount of wrecks that happen mm-hmm. from deer yeah. is outrageous. You see all these big uh, four-lane roads coming – or sorry. You, you see all these big four-lane roads coming from, like, Tipton County and all that mess? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. It's nothing but farmland and trees. There's deer everywhere. Insurance companies are going to get so pissed off around here at the amount of deer that are fucking up cars Mm -hmm. that they're going to do something about it. Like they do up north. People bow hunt subdivisions. Like people get in a tree in a fucking playhouse and they'll shoot deer all day in people's yards because of insurance companies. It's, It's wild. But we're... We're looking at getting to that point. The amount of hunters is slowly decreasing. Mm-hmm. It's sad, you know. Like you talked about management, like there's not management if there's no hunters, you know. Yeah. But uh, it'll always come back. Like companies that make money and pay money, they'll they'll figure out a way to 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 get their hands on the situation, you know. But I will say the insurance companies have really done it big up north. And then again, like, fucking pay out how many cars a year, you know, totaled out by deer. Yeah, they'll fuck something up, man. But two, I would say, to the original question, two deer would probably be good for, like, a household, mm-hmm. you know, two, three people. How long does it take to process a deer? Man, there's people. I've got the Hispanic guy that I I hang out with, and he's like fucking, like, no time. Yeah. Then me, I'm like fucking drinking at least two 12-packs while I'm doing it. (laughs) I just killed my deer. I got my my meat for the year. You know, I'm fucking, I'm relaxed. I'm taking my time. And like a couple hours, you know, and, you know, vacuum seal everything up. That's not including like mixing your stuff though. That's just like cutting the deer up and having meat. Like if you want to make sausage and put the the seasoning in there, or if you want to do like ground and put seasoning in there, or cut your steaks up or anything like that, it's more time. But I'd say like three four hours maybe. That definitely would make you appreciate it more than oh hell yeah. If you ever had to rip out guts of an animal, yeah, and not puke your guts up while doing it because it's so gross like does it smell bad yeah hell yeah and if you do things wrong like you gut shot a deer or if you've stabbed the wrong spot it's just a nightmare like it's it's not (laughs) like i said americans have their their I feel like we have no real connection to food anymore. And, you know, making light to, of it, like, you go get that double cheeseburger from McDonald's, is it or even beef? Like, how much of it is actually beef? And then second off, can you imagine a cow getting slaughtered for that burger? Yeah. Can you, Could you imagine, like, going and doing that yourself? No. You do that once. I mean, I feel like... The kids in Vermont, when I was living in Vermont, they were so far ahead of our time, dude. 
They were so far ahead of our time. Like the 10 year olds there are like 15 to 16 year olds here. Mm. And the reason why is because they have a connection to their food. They have a connection to their meat. Like the, when I say food, like vegetables, yeah. like they understand how long it takes to grow a plant. They understand how long it takes to do all this stuff. They're hands on. And then same with like meat. They've killed stuff. They've harvested stuff. Um, that concept is gone. Mm-hmm. Like we just, okay, do you, you eat meat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever killed anything or butchered anything or outside of fish? No, it's, but you've, you've I done like fish. fish. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've done that. That, I mean, that's right there. It shows you like when you have to do it, you become way more thankful for what you have. Mm-hmm. That 99 cent or two fifty double cheeseburger at McDonald's, you're never going to be thankful for that thing. Yeah. You know, just kind of silly things. And like I said, I think it's all, I'm not, we're all fucked in the head and my mind runs everywhere else. But I think the correlation between growing food, harvesting food has led me into this idea of why I support what I do when I go out to mm-hmm. eat, you know, like I don't have to go out and eat. Yeah. I can provide for myself, but I do enjoy going out. I do enjoy eating great food, tasting food, different foods from different nationalities, you know, like, again, Sam's Deli, Indian, like, best fucking Indian dishes ever. Um, There's probably other better Indian places, but, like, I just haven't been there, but when I go there, it's... I'm comparing it to, like, some of the freshest, cleanest food. You know, and I won't take experience that, but it's it's goofy. The the whole growing food and harvesting food is just I feel like it's a lost trade. It's dying out slowly. People just want things to be handed to them. And yeah, like I said, I think a lot of people would appreciate shit more if they actually had to work for it, or like you said, process it. If you had to go out hunt, not only hunt for it. Like stake it out, then you got to take it back, break it down, then put it, and then cook it, and like freeze it, and all those shit. There's a lot of work to it. Oh yeah. And like you said, when you just click a button or go to a drive-through and just order, you don't think about what you're actually putting into your mouth. And yeah. Like you said, you don't know where it all came from, and you don't know what the people are doing that are making for you. you said, oh, dude, <laughs> you know? spitting in. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's that aspect of the it all. Patties down. On, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's it's. I don't know. Uh, there's some correlation there, and I, I'm thankful that my eyes have been open to it, you yeah. know, and I try to experience that or let other people experience that. Um, but, yeah, it's that whole hunting thing is, I don't know. I think it's just in me for the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever not not hunt. You know, even in the years when I was like trying real busy and stuff, I at least got out like seven, ten times, you know. Yeah. Like I said, the past few years, I've been slowly moving my life towards the woods. I want to be out there just 
living a naturalist life, you know. Probably more peaceful. Tony, have you caught hunting before? Mm-mm. He's no. a fisherman. Yeah. Do you fish much? I used to do a lot. Not as much anymore. What, what kind of fish? Bass. Bass. Yeah. Yeah? Man, y'all yeah. are like best friends now. Dude, what about crappie or catfish? I have did that when I was younger. Yeah? Yeah. Man, that's the best eating fish, I think, crappie. That's the best eating fish. Is that the little one? They're, I mean, they're a little bit bigger. Than, you're thinking of brim, I think. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah brim. Yeah. They're like brim, but like a little bit bigger, you know. Um, yeah, my, oh my God, trout, you ever trout fish? Mm-mm. Dude. No. So. Can you go to Arkansas and do that? Yeah. That's what I thought You I need to go. That's a fun, I got a guy I can set you up with, too. He, uh, his name's Jeremy. I guess he used to guide in Colorado, and his wife worked in Colorado at a testing facility for cannabis. And mm. they, when Arkansas went legal, they f- moved her down there to open up a lab. Yeah. And so he moved with her to and just brought his whole entire guiding service down oh, there. Shit. So he guides out of, like, Norfolk and White River and stuff. And you'd be sitting out there smoking doobies and <laughs> Fly and he. The cool thing is, like, have you ever fly fished before, Mm-mm. dude? I thought about wearing a reel when I was really big into fishing again. You need to you need to go Wait, with somebody like that because he'll force you to fly fish, and like you will be like, I can't do this, I can't do this. The first ten minutes is going to be a nightmare, but he'll yeah. stick with you, and then you'll never want to fish like for trout with like a normal spinning reel. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. It's fun. Mm. Like, it's a, it's a hoot. But he'll have you out there smoking doobies and fly, <laughs> fly fishing. And, you know, it's, it's neat. He's yeah. a, he's a cool dude. But trout fishing, if you've never given it a go, you should try it. You know? When's the best time to do that? Actually, to be honest with you, I would not be the guy to answer that. Mm. There's certain different times of the years where like insects, mate mm. and then they lay bugs on the water and it, i don't know enough about it yeah like i said i got this this guy i got this dope <laughs> no no not really his wife's the dope dealer no uh yeah he and the crazy thing is he's like this weed came from this farm and this weed came from this farm because he's like you know he just like he has access, you know, it, he's just chill as shit. But like I said, go learn how to fly fish. If you want to do that, I'll set you up with him. Would you like that for your birthday present? No, <laughs> <laughs> but I will do it. But that's not a birthday present. That is a great birthday. You think it's going to be cheap? No, it, I'm it, not talking about money wise. That'd be not fun. About that'd be fun for you. I don't want. It's my birthday. Don't you think I was shoes? He wants strippers and cocaine. Like no, that's him. Ooh, baby, baby. Now you're talking. That's not. Now you're talking about stuff I like and know uh, about. We're we're in a, a silly goose mode right now. <laughs> beep beep. We gotta beep that name out, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Like hmm. I woke up, dude. I'll tell a funny story because we're all humans and we all suck and this life is weird. Um, I woke up. I DM'd a stripper. And I, she had been a part of my art show. Like, mm-hmm. she was like part of one of these art shows I was, I did. I deemed her, and I said, "You in Memphis?" Question mark. 
I woke up to this. Like, that's how blacky I was, man. I was blacked out. Like, we sat out in the sun and drank vodka all day. Like, who does that? I'm an idiot. You do. <laughs> I know. But I text, I message her and I go, you in Memphis? And she goes, I am. I said, well, let's party. I've never met this girl a day in my life. This happened like three days ago. I don't know why I brought that up, but the stripper thing was, you're going to hear like in the next like three days, like Cooper and stripper sets Memphis on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be uh, a local dancer or something. To be honest, I have no fucking clue. I've never hung out with this girl a day in my life. Mm. She's, she looks like a party. Oh, really? Yeah. She looks like a party. And I was just like, she li- she literally messaged me. She, uh, she's like, you were the guy that did Art Bazaar, and we smoked that joint out front or some stupid shit. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Whatever. Dude. I think I think she like got in on a circle in front of the art show for a uh-huh. second, and I've never met this girl. I was just like, I don't even know why in the hell I was even on Instagram that night. You know, like, you ever have those nights? <laughs> Head like, nod. What happened? What, what? Dude, I love those nights. Like I, I used to hate, like fully, re- like I'd regret everything I did when I was drunk. And now it's just I'm so honest and open that it's like, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I wake up the next day and I'm like, ten people got texts for me. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like uh, shooters got to shoot, man. Yeah. Well, it's not even just that. It's like. I'll be texting my friends about stupid ass shit, you know, like alcohol is a weird thing. It can trigger certain things you normally wouldn't think about when you're sober. Dude, my thing is texting recipes. I fucking text recipes to people when I get fucking wasted. Mm. Like, I don't know why. Just like you, you like that. You'll love this. <laughs> Cook this. <laughs> Goofy. But. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's interesting, man. What's your go to when you get fucking wasted like that? When to beat him up. Yeah? Yeah. I can see y'all dude What the fuck, man? Dude, why don't we do this at fucking Why don't we fight? (laughs) Let's sell tickets. Do you see the difference there? We'll give fucking we'll, it'll be like I mean, a cage match where we throw in we'll throw in shit every uh, every thirty seconds. Well we could get with Dustin Starr from uh Memphis wrestling, like, oh, hey, we're gonna, me and Tony are gonna get in there and wrestle each other, like, dude. No, it's not gonna be any fun for. It's gonna be fun for all y'all. <laughs> it's not gonna be any fun for me, dude. We could sell tickets. It'd be great, oh, silly man. goose. That's my next event, silly goose. Come on down. Ten dollars to get in. Uh, five dollar beers and three dollar fucking shooters. Yeah, no shit. Um, what events do you have coming up? Really, to be honest with you. Everybody's been talking to me about doing something, and I'm just like getting everything organized. And I'm I'm about to come out swinging, but I'm pretty positive it's going to be bartender throwdown either at Cameo or Hugh Roof, most likely Cameo. I talked to Paul and them yesterday, and they were pretty adamant. They were like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it." It, it the the quick draw was that originally it was at Silly Goose first, right? Silly Goose. Pontotoc. No, wasn't the first one at uh, Rail Garden, right? 
No, no. Sets. That, that was the second or third because we went third to that or one. fourth. I think. Yeah, I did four of them because I the think. one I remember, I remember vividly going to. Oh wait, the first one was at Goose. Then it went to Rail Garden. Because Becky won. To, Becky won that one. They yeah, recently had one yeah. at Pontotoc, right? Like last year. No, the, yeah, last year we did one at Pontotoc. And they had like tattoo and oh yeah, every yeah. single one we have tattoo. Dude, the first one, see this FDC pizza tattoo. This I had Paula. Dude, this fucking tattoo means so much to me, dude. Like it fucking does, and it's like you know nothing's fancy about it. It's just some cheap tattoo. But David Yancey is like my fucking brother. Like, dude. We don't even see each other that much anymore, and we don't talk as much as we used to, but, like, in a blink of an eye, we'd do anything for e- either one of us. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there tattooing me in the middle of Silly Goose floor, and Paula Rayford, while this is being tattooed on me, like, supposed to be still and everything, Paula Rayford gets on top of me and, like, lap dances and <laughs> twerks on me, and David's tattooing me, and he's, oh, like, stabbing awesome. me because my arm's going like this, and Paul yeah. Rayford's ass is in my face, and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? And there's a bartender competition. Like, I'm racing bartenders from all around the city 10 feet away. Yeah, those you're, you're, that event of yours gets wild, man. Another, they're a lot of fun. Dude, the Pontotoc, the Pontotoc one, dude, you hear about? All of that mess? I don't think I went to that one. Dude, I fucking pulled five bottles off the fucking shelf, and I was pouring them down everybody's throat. <laughs> it was such a shit show. Like At the end of the night, it was just like, picture Goose times 10 at 3 a.m. on a Friday. Like, Friday. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that was the vibes that were happening at Pontotoc, and... Those vibes don't need to happen at Pontotoc. No. Well, <laughs> no. like the pizza party night, I know it's not the quick, it wasn't a quick drop, but it's a good uh, event. But after the pizza contest ended, there was like probably 150 people in there, you know? Oh, yeah. Like 200 or something like that. It's like 8 30, 9 o'clock. And then they started playing music, and, you know, the DJ was banging, the bang started coming on. And then they started playing 3 6, Lob on My Knob. That place went crazy because I started recording it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sent it to one of my work buddies when I worked at Miller. And he was like, dude, it's 11 at night. How the fuck are you going to wake up in the morning and go to work? I said, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Dude, I really really can't believe, like, people people come up to me and talk to me. And I'm like, they tell me about events I threw that I forgot about. And I'm like, fuck, I did that. God, I did that. Who let me do that? Who let me do this? You like like Krill's. Assholes of forever, guys. Yeah, you, like, yeah, you dude. probably don't remember half the things you've done. Dude, I'm telling you, I get people approach me in Memphis all the fucking time. And this is not me trying to be cocky. This is just me yeah. telling you straight up. And it it's not even how can I be cocky? I don't it's like I'm fucking telling you I'm stupid. Like I don't remember half the shit I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm not bragging that I'm an alcoholic or anything like that, but like, man, when you party, you fucking party and you just my idea is do one thing, it's over with, let's do the next. That's over with, let's do let's do something else. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the party going. Let's And like I said, Daniel during those years that I was like event, 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 he helped me find myself. Daniel Masters of all people. I want to give the biggest shout out to because he backed me when nobody else would. 
Like he really backed me. And he said, Cooper, I have these businesses, like off South Maine, popular spots, businesses that cost fucking expensive to rent those buildings. And he literally let me do whatever I want. And just those few times I did those things, like you're talking about the pizza party and all that shit. Like, you know, I got so many other buildings because of him, because they saw he took a chance on me and they saw me pull it off. I mean, when you're a business and you need money, you're willing to do anything. Mm -hmm. And when you see something working and see somebody bringing somebody in, it's just like, it's a no brainer. Let's call Coop. I'm like, and I have it all, it's all thanks to Masters because at that point, like, and, and I will say, I want to give the big shout out to um, Justin Lamance. He's the very first one that gave me an opportunity. Y'all remember where the CrossFit hit and run was off South Main? By yeah. Arcade? By the, right. next to the arcade. Yeah. yeah. Well, one street over from there. Down further, like down Central south. Station Hotel. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Across from there. He let me start art shows there, and then it got it got out of hand. Like it got real fucking out of hand, <laughs> like really out of hand. And I'm blessed that he gave me the few times that he did, and you know, uh, it was time to move it to a bigger building. Mm. And I was just, you know, when you do stuff, people see it; they want you. If you're willing to work hard, people will give you everything. Like I go from this shitty gym. When I, I say shitty, it, it's a lovely gym. Yeah. But it's a sh- like it's just an old gym though. Yeah. Like it ain't an art fucking gallery or nothing. To like this big old fancy four oh nine place. Like I don't even know those building owners that had it back then. They, man, I don't know what they were thinking. Like they just like let's let this guy come in and do this. <laughs> <laughs> And all I'm good at is throwing keg parties, you know, like, but it's a, it's been interesting, you know, I I wish I could remember more of the events to tell y'all, but they'll come up in future stories. Yeah. Definitely have you back on for sure, man. Man. For sure. It's a, the future though of FDC, I think bartender throwdown at Cameo. Don't quote me on that just yet, but I, I'm pretty positive it'll be a cameo. And we're looking for bartenders. So if you made it this far in the podcast, hit me up, Food Drink Culture, and say I'm a bartender and I want to race for a wrestling belt. <laughs> fastest, the title of fastest bartender in Memphis. We, we breed them. Um, other than that, I really don't know of any other events. I would like to do more food things like the pizza party. What do we do at that pizza party? What do you mean? Didn't we? Did, didn't challenge. you race? Didn't I, you? Won. I won. Oh, you. <laughs> I'm an ET. <laughs> See, this is what and I'm talking the, you about. Should look, look, the best was the after part when we were going home. I'm sitting in the back of Tony's car. I, I can't even fucking talk. I'm like, oh, I can't even fucking move my shirts like up here like rotting up like a fucking crop top like i'm like dude i'm miserable back here did you have the the sweats i did <laughs> like so when, so me so it was me alex element was next to me right and she and we we're eating 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 
Well, remember actually who actually technically won was Dylan, the cook. Yeah, yeah. Remember he ate in like fucking three seconds and he was done, but he couldn't win because he was an employee. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I came second, but um, I was talking to, like me and her were like laughing the whole time. We were, <laughs> you won, and I don't even remember that. Me, me and him, I mean, me and her were just laughing most of the time. But there's a picture of me, man. Like I look like fucking Shrek. Like I'm like the, my my Kansas City hats on backwards. I'm just like mouth, like dude. I could have was like. Yeah, you know, like I was like, oh my god, I can't eat. I'm trying to like try to remember how they ate the food, like on the hot dog thing uh, at Fourth of July. You know, like they soaked the bread in the water. I'm doing all kinds of shit. I'm no, like, dude, I could never do that. That's bro, water I'll, shit I'll, is I'll do it again. You you do it again. I'll enter it again. All right, so we need a pizza party. So that's another future thing coming <laughs> yeah. up. Goddamn, call Daniel right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call him when I leave. I'm telling him I'm gonna do a pizza party. And he was like. Go ahead. Yeah, he'll just say, "All right, Coop. What day? What day? Let me know." Yeah. What? Well, you know, maybe we can do it. Or, sorry, you can do it when he's in town. That way, I, I wouldn't want. Yeah, I would want him there. Yeah, like he needs to be there. I'm. You know why it sucks not having him around. Like he, you know, I frequent everywhere, all over town. But coming down to South Main and just fucking running into Masters and just like going like that two minutes of bullshit talk. Yeah. I miss that, you know? It used to be great. Like he would text Tony and I. Um, um, where's the place that Kevin works? Texas to Brazil. Uh, Texas to Brazil, yeah. 12 o'clock. Come on. Like, you yeah. know, we'll meet up. Then we'll just have like a Sunday fun day with him and like everybody. And like, yeah. just next thing you know, it's. Two in the morning. Oh, yeah. I have to be at work at six. I'm like, fuck. I lived that last night. Man. With Milton of all people. Dude, I know. So, did you hear that? <laughs> I got fucking. Oh, no. He was, out, he was over I there. I fucking wasted with Milton Siler last night. Everywhere. Mm. Well, first, God, I went to Cameo downtown to a couple of different places. I know I was at the Hugh Roof at one point. And then we did some house parties. I think we ended up at Samantha Wallace's house. And but man, I don't know. One of our other buddies, he lost his wallet at like three AM. <laughs> and I was driving here and Milton calls me and he goes, Yo, we just passed you. We're still looking for the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was telling uh, Cooper earlier. I was like now you have you had a decent chance of like a server finding it at a restaurant, but at a house yeah. party, everything's gone. It's in the trash, dude. <laughs> it, it could. Li- what I think the kid did was throw it on his roof. Mm. Like we were drunk at his house at like four thirty this morning, and we were looking in his car. Well, they were looking in his car. I was sitting in the yard, fucking drinking beers at four thirty in the morning, and the first thing he did was take his key fob. And whatever else he had him in his hand and tossed it on the roof. I was like, fuck. It's in the roof. That's in the road. It's probably dude. like it's probably like slid down. It's like in the gutter now. <laughs> like in the little Dude, he's just like he's just to the point now where But last night was really funny that Milton But Milton bringing him on to food drink culture, I've been able to hang out with him more. Which so means more blackouts. Did you know him before? Oh yeah, dude. I've known Milton. You know the whole group, right? The whole the whole group? I know it, yeah. Mm. I've hung out with... I was blessed to ha- kind of have them closer 
because I hang out with so many different groups. My mother taught me, she was like, when I was growing up, it was like, don't date, have lots of friends. And I think it's what set me up for all of this. This is like how I'm able to have all these different groups of friends and everything. But I was blessed to know Milton and them. They're a good group of dudes. Like, But it just seemed like he's the perfect fit. And plus, like I said, we end up fucking drinking till sunrise. You yeah. know, like we probably wouldn't have drank till sunrise if he wasn't part of FDC, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. So where do you see the brand going? I think we're actually right now, we're in such a, like a state of limbo that it's like, we're building structure mm-hmm. and we're actually going to make it a brand. Like it's, it's a brand and it's a known thing. But we're we're gonna make it a brand, like a real brand, and um, generate more structure to social media. Um, try to be able to bring a better value than like me just going out and making up some caption or something like and mm-hmm. taking a food pick. Like I want to bring better value to people. Um, I'd like it to make money. For the other people, I like I would like Milton and all them to like benefit from it, whether it's free meals or whether it's being paid or whatever. But with me, I don't want money from it. Like, I want to be able to have that. Like, I want value to the words that come out of my mouth. Right. So, I don't really care about the money. I just rather be able to have. Words that when I say them, people look at me and they go, damn, I need to go fucking eat there or I need to go support this mm-hmm. or this this restaurant got broken into and they're having a shitty week. Let's go f- help them out. You know, like that's what I'm in it for. I make money elsewhere, you know. Yeah. And I feel like creating value for my friends and then also for customers and but just with a little bit more structure, but that's about it. I mean, look at this. I've been doing this for how long? Like since 2017, it's still around. I still throw parties. I still hang out. We still post food. We still post booze. We post artists. Like it's been fun. And what? Five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's good, like, the way you're doing it, to try to build a community, because it's not trying to get a customer. Dude, you talking about building community reminded me of something real quick. So I did a I did a series for, like, a year and a half, and it was called Grind Shop. Mm-hmm. And every Thursday, we'd meet. We'd meet up at the—well, uh, eventually, like, the last half year, businesses were inviting us in— and saying, I want you to hold Grind Shop at my business. And they'd open up after hours and let us come in. But uh, we started meeting at the uh, Crosstown Concourse on the seventh floor. That's the private floor, but it's the only floor that had Wi-Fi, right? So I'd get like 15, 20, 25 people together. I'd just post up a flyer, say, Grind Shop, if you got something to work on, bring it. And man... The first time, it was like 15 people. And then it was like 15 to 30 people every single time. 
and we just get together and it was a, a point f- during the week that creatives could get together. The idea being, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, somebody else at that table has been through that mm. and they can help you out. It wasn't me trying to guide people or nothing. It's just saying, hey, show up because when you show up and work and there's other people showing up and working, you're going to get through whatever you're working on. And I did that series. I would like to bring that back as well because I saw so much growth in Memphis. Like you're talking about artists like blowing up. Like that was where they really blew up. Like have y'all heard of Tunky? Tunky Berry? Man, just fucking amazing, dude. He used to come to some of those and man, he's so fucking popular now, dude. He has fucking done it, but he was kind of like one of the teachers, I would say. Like, the times he showed up, I know he answered questions for kids that were younger, that mm. didn't know what they were doing. And I'd like to generate that again. Memphis Memphis really did grow when, when we were having these workshops where everybody's working on something that's being dropped into Memphis, you know, whether it's art or food or whether it was an event or whatever else it may be fashion. Yeah. When do I had like one girl show up all the time with her iPad. And all she did was draw clothes and then she go home and sew them, you know? Like, wow. Yeah. But just random shit like that. People well, need it. You're definitely doing a lot, man, for people in Memphis. Um, you're definitely a positive thing that people need. I appreciate it. I mean, that's a, Great thing you just told us about. Yeah. It, it, I would like to bring that that one back. That, and, you know, when we find structure on the social media, I feel like the events are just going to drop and fall into place. The events ain't the issue. I can do that all day. I could, I could do it 12 beers in all day. Yeah. When it comes to social, like, I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. And the algorithm's changing daily and everything else is. And then these young kids are coming up and things are changing daily. And I'm like, well, how do I get good at this? Because, like, this is literally what people see. And this is what influences people to go spend money. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure that one out. That's a hard one. If I threw events, that'd be you know, I mean, you've been to them. Yeah. They're not fancy, but they, they get they're the job fun. done. They're, they they're serve exactly the purpose intended for the restaurant or bar. Yeah. Bring bring people that may not come normally on a Sunday yep. or whatever day you choose and generate business. Yeah, it's a shot in the fun. arm. Exactly. Yeah, it's a shot in the arm. That's all, all of restaurant needs is one good shot in the arm a month. And then they can pay rent. You know, no, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I think the thing with like social is it's just being consistent, yeah, you know, just always posting, yeah, like they always talk about like posting a couple times a day on TikTok or you yeah. know, Instagram because there are so many people on there, so it is hard to get lost in the weeds. Or it's easy to get lost in the weeds. You know, there's so yeah. much content. So to stick out, it's like hashtags. What time do you post today? You know, <laughs> how quickly like the thumbnail somebody sees is engaged yeah. enough. You know, there's a science behind it for sure. Well, you, you were absolutely right. Because when I post like the episode 
from like on Friday's episode, I posted around like 11 or 12 in the afternoon. I get more people reacting to it and stuff than if I posted it at 6 or 5.30 a.m. Because not as many people is up. But I think, I don't know what it is. So the later I post the post, make the post, the more engagement it gets. Are you are you checking your, your man, I'm analytics? Your, yeah, analytics. Tony does all that for us. I really don't care about that as much on Instagram. Um, but I do post the stuff. But as far as like how many people follow and all that stuff, it's. Well, I was not more really so. Because like, all this is more audio. If yeah. I was a video podcast, yeah, I'd be more concerned about Instagram. Well, it's like for you, I bet, I'll, and it's also for us, a lot of people listen or go to your page for where to go to Yeah, that don't follow you. Yeah. Right? We, so our page gets hits at all different random times. But when I was talking about the analytics, I was more so saying like picking out the right time to post. Like – what what time of the week is your highest engagement and that's when you should post, right? That would be it. But yeah. it's changed up so much that that's, there's too many other variables that fit in. But That's why I think like with that, since they changed it so much, the best thing to do is just kind of flood your timeline. Yeah. So like do three or four posts a day. And like I said, if you're doing it from content that you already have, you can just piece it out from yeah. that so it's not like brand new content you have to do every single day yeah do a whole podcast take snippets and mm-hmm. yeah like i love like uh i listen to this podcast not all the time but it's i follow them on instagram it's called stiff socks oh and, like, hell yeah they're, yeah. they're always dude, taking uh, little clips and trevor, trevor wallace. wallace yeah dude, he's funny as fuck fucking great dude that kid he's a talent man he, he go ahead dude he just that guy is is uh a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Like he just, you know, going through all the, like everything that I just went through that was kind of depressing and stuff and, and trying to find, you know, enjoying it, trying to tell myself I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really gotten into stand up comedy. Like mm-hmm. I, I suck at it and I'll probably never do it, but I love watching it. And like, I'm talking about, Back to Richard Pryor, mm. like sunset. Uh, what is it? The sunset. Uh, oh, live in the sunset. Strip, yeah, yeah, live on the sunset strip. I got that vinyl, dude. I went out and bought that motherfucker. Ooh, easily one of my favorite fucking vinyls I got. It's it's just like, but Trevor Wallace is a good thing. You were about to say something. I'm sorry, I went. <clears> no, off. you're good. You good? Were you at Cameo last night? Where the guy from the Daily Show was there? You know the guy from the Daily Show that follows the Trump rallies and the Trumpers. I don't, I, so, I don't watch TV. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jordan, it. So. Yeah, Jordan. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said Bill. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was there. So the one of the guys I was with, uh, Zev, he goes, "Oh, that's so and so." Because all of a sudden we see people taking pictures with him, right? And I was like, I didn't even think anything about it. So everyone was friends taking like phone pictures together, like normal. And he goes like, oh, that's the guy from The Daily Show. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? And then um, he finally th- remembered it, and that was the guy. Because the bartender goes, yeah, that's the guy from The Daily Show. And he said his name. And uh, I was like, man, that's why I asked that when he said his, the other guy's name. I was like, maybe you were there then. I'm going to be honest with you. I had to have been. Because I picked up some girl from, like, 
Lakeland area at like nine thirty, and then we went to Cameo. So it was like right at. It's got to be the same. We had to be in at the same time. Yeah, because we were sitting at the bar, and there were tables behind us, and he was sitting like at the table on this side of us. Yeah, with like a couple people from like. I th- all right. Either we sat down right when they were leaving, or we were there during it. Probably. I wasn't paying attention. I had a good-looking woman in front of me, and I was already <laughs> fucking drunk. <Yeah. laughs> like we we're we were about to catch Uber status, you know. Uh, but yeah, you weren't fixing to chase no Jordan round. <laughs> no, hell no. Oh, I, to be honest with you, like I have no clue who you're talking about. But I also don't want like when I literally tell you the, the only the only reason I know who it is. Is because he said something. Oh, somebody else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I had no. I, I would have known the difference. <laughs> but that's not even a guy that you want to fucking like. Really, just go get an autograph or a picture with. Yeah. Really, I think is your so the guy that this is the guy right here. Let me see. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. But, that's but he's done other things. Yeah, yeah. Like he's. I know what you're talking. He's done other gigs before that but uh, like um what's the owner of, of cameo's name shaved head paul yeah he, he was like hey what's up they were all sitting together at a yeah. table him and another lady yeah all right so yeah because when i walked in he came up to me and was talking to me yeah about, yeah i saw him talking so yeah i remember some talking to somebody and it was you yeah, yeah all right man <laughs> dude i'm telling his connections dude, hey baby <laughs> he is he is uh like I said, dude, I grew up with Paul. The first time I ever met Paul, we were at uh, we were at Dark Side, and that became Collision. But that's like you know where uh, Wiseacre Brewing is. Yeah. So we were like fifth, sixth grade, right? And our parents would drop us off in the warehouses back there because <laughs> there was a bike park back there, and like that's our childhood, dude. Like. We were dropped off in the fucking hood. Like that was hood back then, dude. Oh yeah. You remember um remember those apartments at <laughs> uh Sam Cooper and uh Tillman. Tillman. Yeah. Tillman Cove. Dude, those apartments yeah. were fucking rough. Yeah, they were. They were real rough. I got beat up outside those apartments. We were, I tried to ride my bike. I used to have to ride my bike down North Hollywood to go to, from that place to go to Sonic. Oh, yeah, on Poplar, yeah. And my parents would drop me off at, like, fucking opening of the skate park, 11 o'clock, and wouldn't come get me till like, 11 or midnight. And I'd be there for, like, 12 hours. Damn. And I would... Be in this hot fucking like warehouse riding BMX bikes, and I'd go around ride around town, you know. And but I got beat up outside them apartments. They tried to take my bike, they ain't get it. But I fucking dude, them apartments were scary, dude. I don't know even how we got on that, but it's funny. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm trying to remember how we got there, dude. Oh, oh, uh, Paul. That's the like that's yeah. the, that's like the area I grew up in, and Paul was around, you know. Like he he's always been a good Memphis dude. He's been showing his face around the scene, and you know he did all this music stuff too. Like in the back in the day, like he put on for the music scene in Memphis for a while. And he so, owns the cameo place. Cameo yeah. part owner of cameo. Yeah. Because it's three owners, right? Him and two ladies. Yeah, Mary and Mackenzie. 
and Mary McKenzie, they were doing something. Man, they were doing something before Cameo on the side. It was like a side hustle thing. It was like mixers or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. Uh but it, it had to do with booze. It was it was like mixers or something. Mm-hmm. But um if anybody's if anybody was to build out a place that's gonna last and I I don't wanna jinx them or nothing, but I feel like that place is gonna last. Like I need to check the place out. It's cool. Go look at a bunch of dead animals hanging on the wall. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. It it makes you feel like you're at granddad's house, mm. man. Like and like that fucking old southern granddad, you know? Like yeah. got a bunch of brass shit everywhere. <laughs> but how long have they been around for? Like two a month now. Two like two months now? Two Maybe months? two months. Mm. Maybe two months. I don't even think that long though, right? Yeah, month to two months. Something like that. Are they open today? Yeah, they, yeah, they're doing brunch, and then, dude, I don't know if they're doing that burlesque shit every Sunday. I didn't see any posts from them on about the burlesque. Dude, day. I, I met the uh, I met the guy that ran the sound for that show, and what's uh, Hernando's Hideaway? I've never been there, but I heard it's fun, dude. He is a legendary place, and the the guy that ran sound for the burlesque show, like, I never met him. His name's Zane, I believe. I'm pretty positive of Zane. And this was me fucking drunk, drunk, fucking meeting him. Mm-hmm. I met him. He was sitting next to us and goes, hey, man, let me go show you this real quick. And we go outside, and dude has a Cadillac limo, and fucking painted with like little cactuses all over it, and the fucking the back of it had like spurs. Like this is last night. No, this was last Sunday, right after. But I brought that up because I think they're gonna do that more the burlesque shit there. Mm. But to bring up Hernando's Hideaway, I think that needs to be brought up. Like, y'all should go there. You should go enjoy music. I feel like it's one of the like, last places doing this kind of stuff. That's the guy. <laughs> Why didn't you get a picture with him? I didn't realize who he was. I don't want to <laughs> Welcome to that guy. <laughs> now, uh, last, uh, I, Hernando's Hideaway is a... Really fucking dope spot for music, and I feel like it's one of the last like underground music scene areas. Like, weren't they doing like chicken shit bingo there? Oh yeah, they do all sorts of stuff there. If it's if it's fucking trashy, yeah, they're doing it, it's classy. <laughs> yeah. So where like, exactly is it located? Is it by Graceland? Man, don't give me fucking line on you. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly. Mm. I've been there five times, and every single time, it's just one of those. I'm not going to remember tomorrow. Yeah, or I'm not going to remember today, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I met that guy, and that was last Sunday, and I'm going to start making that like a a stop. You know, it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be like a goose. You know, like yeah. Not, not, nothing's ever going to be like a goose, but 
chill, relaxed vibes. There's it's just a good place to go in, get a couple of beers, but actually get to see live music and quality live music too. Mm. So, yeah, I've had a couple of our friends talk about going down there, but I've just never been. You, uh, where do y'all go for live music? Shit, it used to go to Minglewood. <sighs> I hate that place, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I hate that place. They got new owners now, apparently. Yeah. It's just a room, dude. It's like... B-side's good. B-side. That's that's one place that keeps getting brought up to me. I've never been. I want to go back to Minglewood. I feel like that room's too big. It, 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 there's a lot going on in that room, for sure. It, even the bigger bands, like, the room does not fill up. And then you get, like, half this empty room and the vibe just ain't right. Like, I've seen Three Six Mafia play there. Oh, or, really? Like, um, Juicy J and a couple other big names that should have filled up that room. Didn't. And it was bad vibes. I think the last place I saw live outside of Memphis and May was uh, Carolina Watershed. No, the last, little white. Yeah, I went show last was year really and saw good. a little white for my birthday. Yeah. That was good, but I don't know. It's just weird now with COVID and all that shit. Like, it's just kind of now getting back to. Dude, I can't stuff. wait. When Before COVID, when and food drink culture was like full on, man, I was going to every fucking underground rap show that I could. Like, all the way. Like, just. There was like a. Forget what it was called. It was like the Bat Cave or something. It was like a house. It was just like a trashy house that, <laughs> that people did fucking rap shows. And, and then really? there was like the High Tone. The High Tone was always great. Yeah. And and it would pack out. And then I'd be like, take my shirt off, light joints, and climb up on stage with the rappers <laughs> and start passing joints out. Like it was fun, man. Like I I can't wait till. That's why I w- wanted to ask you that because like I think. People come to me and ask me questions about food all the time mm. and ask me about entertainment and everything else. When it comes down to music, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, I really don't. Like, growlers. I don't ever want to badmouth a place, but that place isn't good for music. It's just, I don't. Is that the place how popular? Yeah, across right across. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's old just, high tone, original high tone? The original high tone, but how they have things set up, it's just like, Music, the sound ain't there, you know. Like yeah. I'm not bashing the place. Like I like the yeah. food, I like the booze. Like they do a good job, but the sound it just ain't there. Mm. Like the high tone off Cleveland, not the new spot where it was or where it's at now, but like number old, two, yeah, number two. That was I think that was probably fucking it, you know. That or the rally point. Y'all remember the rally point? Mm-hmm. Man, name sounds familiar. It was in Holland. Man, they tore that motherfucker down, and it's sad. It's the McDonald's now, dude. Do you remember? Like, hey, did you go in there? Yeah, I went in there a bunch with my buddy John. Dude, there was like the holes day. in the wall. People would piss and like through <laughs> holes, and like, dude, it was re- it was it was it was, it was a dirty place. Yeah, it was always like an after 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 hours place. Oh yeah, and we had uh, slime time. Slime time. Um, well, oh, that pool hall. I forget what the real name of it is. Prime time, wasn't it? Prime time, yeah. 
Where is it? Off Nine Arc. Went Nine Arc. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know where I hung out at? That my parents would have beat. Like, my parents didn't give a shit, really. They left me at that place, that dark side place, you know, back in the day when it was trashy over there. But when I first got my license, man, I was going to this place called The Dregs, and it was off Lamar. And, it, and this is like 04, maybe. Like, Lamar, you should, like, and this isn't, I shouldn't have been there. Were you, like, 14, 15 at the time? I was, no, 04, I was a sophomore in high school, so I was 15, 16. So I just got, like, a learner's permit or some mm. shit and or some license or whatever. But I was going down Lamar, and I was going to this place, and it was, like, the craziest fucking thing, like, hardcore scene. It was just hardcore music. Mm -hmm. And it was a shithole building and none of us should have survived. <laughs> like, dude, we literally watched guys pull up and shoot out of the grocery store. It's not a grocery store, but like a quick stop store. Yeah. Shoot the whole fucking front end out while we're sitting out front smoking cigarettes at this hardcore show, right? And we're like, None of us did nothing. Like we talked to the cops and stuff, but it was like, "What do you do?" Like, and we were all like suburban boys, like <laughs> fucking Cordova and Bartlett, and you know, I I was luckily blessed to grow up in Nutbush and and like hang out most of my time in Nutbush and like downtown Memphis and shit. But I had seen stuff, but not like that. Yeah, that's know? crazy. <laughs> but that yeah, was that's a lot for a kid to see, dude. Well, I mean, and go to school the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, we should not have been anywhere around Lamar at that time. 2004, like 2000 to 2005. That was a real rough area. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It wasn't, it was, it was not gentrified like it <laughs> is now, man. Like, you go down and they're doing like, you got Karen or, uh, um, Go, uh, I can't, I forget her name. She does a paint Memphis, but they're like all painting oh, all, yeah. and all that stuff. Lamar ain't what it used to be, you know? yeah. But, uh, I don't know, just goofy. <laughs> I can't think of any other music spots, so we just really don't have it. No, because it used to be like New Daisy, um, that's dead, newbies back in the day. I guess there's a oh, bluff. Bl bluff is bluff is a good spot for uh, live music. It's a really young crowd though. Yeah, uh, they do country. It's more country. Live Man, music. I don't know. I just. <laughs> yeah. I live down the street from there, and like I'd be leaving at like two a.m. to go duck hunt, and there'd be a fucking crowd of college kids, and and you know they're doing all that work over there. Yeah. On that street, six million dollars for a fucking median, and you know why. Because college kids are too stupid to fucking look up across the street. Yep. Real talk. They did it because college kids kept on getting hit. And you know why? Literally, $6 million on a median. We could have got fucking fluorescent signs and put them on the ground that says, look up, idiot. Yeah. Like, get off your phone for two seconds and cross the street. I, I'm I'm serious. Like I've tried past there at two a.m. in the in the winter like months, and kids are out there. I just don't. I couldn't go to the bluff. I guess 
I couldn't go to the blah. <laughs> yeah, it's really young. I feel like I would, I don't know, get made fun of. <laughs> get asked if I need depends or something. You Are know? you here for your son, sir, or daughter? Yeah, no, Are you here, yeah. here to pick pick somebody up? You an Uber? Yeah. I, sorry, Uber line's over there. <laughs> your people will come out there. I, I did... Uh, I have been there though for lunch. I I do eat their lunch every once in a blue moon, and don't don't knock them down. They got a good lunch special, eleven bucks. It's Southern style home oh, home nice. cooking, but uh, I don't think I could go past like two p.m. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel I, like I might get like I don't know. I'll probably get roofied or something. You know, like, <laughs> let's get this old guy out that roofied me yeah, and put me in the back alley. Del, Del think he died. <laughs> so, was, so. Dude, to be honest with you, that place has always been a nightmare for like the worst shit too. Like you hear about the kid that got kidnapped. Mm. Like, yeah. dude, multiple kids have been kidnapped in the back of the bluff. Like, <laughs> real talk. Like, and before then, like my dad tells me a story, like in the seventies, somebody like, called in a bomb threat. There used to be a movie theater there and he oh, yeah. went into the movie theater and when he was coming out, like nobody was there. Like it was a packed out place. Right. And when he came out of the movie theater, everybody had evacuated because of a bomb threat. It's like, Jesus, but that's Highland strip for you. People are wild, man. Yeah, so. That's another place. That's not what it used to be. Dude. It used to be fucking buck wild. I know it's, it's, uh, you were along the days of Liquid Lounge. Yeah. Man, I was fucking 14 years old walking in that place. I had no business being in there. Yeah, Liquid Lounge was amazing. It was like Gabriel Adams and Scott Cavesa and all mm-hmm. that fucking crazy I saw Scott Cavesa, and I, I saw Scott Cavesa not too long ago. Yeah. I haven't, man, I haven't seen that guy in a while. I see Gabe every now and then and, and a couple of other people, but man, Liquid Lounge, I was so un, like when I was saying, when I say I like started filling kegs at 13, 14, yeah. I was walking in bars. I had a full beard. Like I know it's all cut <laughs> off. I had yeah, a full yeah. beard. I know my voice is like real weird and like high pitched and stuff. It doesn't like match the, the fat bearded mm-hmm. guy look, but like, especially back then. I don't know how the hell I got away with like being served alcohol everywhere I went, <laughs> dude. Oh man, good times, living a good life. Yeah, you got experiences though. Yeah, and I stories. Am. Just here living, man. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. We're not here very long, so you got to live the most of this life that we're given. Yeah, because like I said, a lot of people complain about going to turn thirty or getting older, and it's like. No, man, you should appreciate there's a lot of people that didn't get to get to that. Point. Yeah. Amen. I will say this all day long. Like, I'm thankful for every single second I get. Yeah. And I'm, I'm you know, it's a hard mindset to have, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. But it's the mindset you have to have if you're going to go through this life. Like, Yeah, you can always look for the negative in something or you can look for the positive. And if you're always around people or, you know, you just have that mindset of everything is doom and gloom or, you know, nothing's good. It's going to happen. That's you're going to be your life. But if yeah. you think positively and hang out with positive people and try to do good shit, good shit generally does happen to you. Oh, yeah. All day. I mean, look at me. Like, 
I'm dead serious. I'm a prime example. Look at how many businesses people give me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't pay nothing. They go, oh, you want to do something fancy at this fancy place? Let's do it. Here you go. You don't pay nothing. And you can have this, everything that I paid money for. Mm-hmm. You can have that and yeah. use it. It's like, only because I chose to go, hey, all my art friends, y'all are fucking talented, and I love you, and I want you to be successful. Come on. Let's do this. Yeah. You know what? When I said that to them, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. That's when the business owner just steps in and says, hey, Coop, here you go. Just a universe, man. It's silly. It's kind of really weird. You know, you do good, and generally good shit will happen. Yep. It's like the butterfly effect. If you take care of one person, then that might spark their brain to do something nice for somebody else. Oh, yeah, all day. You know. Dude, holding the door. Yeah, it's little things. Do you hold? Can, uh, do y'all hold doors? 100%. I challenge y'all, dude. I challenge y'all. Man, you know how much that can affect somebody's day and say, have a good day, have a nice day, you know, j- just holding the door and saying that. Dude, it is a game changer for people. And you wouldn't think that. Yeah. Like when you hold a door for somebody and they're appreciative, it's like that's a small thing that you think everybody should do. But apparently, obviously, everybody's not doing it. No. You know, it's just like you would want somebody to do that for you. So why would you not do it for somebody else? Yeah. Right. Just and and it's just like small saying, acts of kindness, you, you, shit, know? you know, like just small acts of kindness is like where it's at nowadays. We miss out on society as that. Like, again, Go back to the basics. And and this isn't the best way to view it, I know, but, like, this life sucks. Like, we're not promised anything good. Mm-hmm. Like, right? You're promised death. You're promised ailments. You're promised a tough, a tough journey of finding food and shelter and paying for all that and, like, and then death, mm-hmm. right? And we have forgot about, like, you got to go through that. Yeah. You got to go through that. And when we look at other people, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. It's like opening the door for that one person. It could be just like, God damn, man, this, maybe this world isn't just so shitty. There are good people out there, you know, like that one act of, of something silly as like opening a door could do that for somebody. What's well, like they say generally when somebody is having a bad day, you don't always know what was the reason for them having that bad day. So, like, if you're just kind to them, it may brighten their day up a little bit better. Yeah. And it's just like if you have been a dickhead to them, then they're just be like, I knew my day was going to be shit. Oh, dude, it could it could push somebody over the edge to suicide. Like, dude, we live in a day and age where life is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And we just the pandemic. Let's just throw that one out there. So much uncertainty. Nobody knew what was going on. People lost jobs, weren't able to pay rent, got kicked out of their houses. Like, fuck, it's a tough time to be alive on this planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's also an easy time to be alive if you do things right, but it's also a really tough time, you know? And I feel like... The more, as I grow older, I've just realized more and more, like, why would I put some more shit onto somebody else's shoulders? You know, like, 
I get that not everything is going to be like perfect and happy all the time, but like, do I really need to put extra fucking shit on your shoulders? You know, like, there's no need for it. Like, even if it's, if it's something so silly and so stupid, why even fucking begin? If there's a reason and, and anger and everything else involved, like, uh, behind a real reason to be upset, it can still be done in a different manner, you know? It doesn't have to be screaming and fighting, you know? I just, like I said, I've lost too many people to suicide and fucking drug overdose all because... This life is tough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I don't need to lose any more people. <laughs> when yeah. you, and when you when you treat people like shit, that's what you get. You yeah, know? absolutely. Most conflicts are not resolved with violence or with angry words. Yeah, it's usually like a peaceful talk. Yeah, an understanding of people. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We all piss and shit. We all die, like you said. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you have a conversation with somebody and you understand where they're coming from or they can understand where you're coming from. And if you're always just being aggressive or like a dickhead about it, it's never going to resolve anything because people are going to be closed off to anything else you have to say. Yeah. Mm. It, and at that point, everything gets stopped. There's no growth mm-hmm. for any human at that point. There's yeah. just no growth, you know. Like my buddy, he said the other day, he's like, some people are always the fucking antagonist in every story yeah they don't know how to be the protagonist and if they're always the aggressive and and that's in their head it's just like your life's going to be complete shit and no one's going to want to be around you well that goes into like listening to y'all interview other humans Mm -hmm. and hearing their stories and understanding and being humbled you know by it like i said i didn't get to this place Right now, in my mindset, like, I wish I had a way more open mind than what I do now. But I didn't get to this spot now where I'm open-minded without a bunch of hard work. Mm -hmm. And reforming what I I knew or what I thought to know as what the earth is and what being a human on this planet is. And it's, it's, uh, it's taken a lot of hard work, but... When you shut people down like that, again, there's no growth and and it you know it hurts people. It doesn't it doesn't allow anything positive to happen. Um society needs, you know, I get I don't know. You think it's all like due to like the violence and everything else that's been just pumped into our system? No, I think there's always been violence. I mean, we as people could take each other out completely if we wanted to. Yeah. Like I said, small pockets of people are doing heinous shit. Yeah. So I don't think it even is the violence thing. I just think it's uh, it's just more of a just learning to understand people, more about communication. Because communication is key for everything. Friendships, relationships, work. Absolutely. You know, so like without that and you're if you're always just bulldozing down a certain way and not seeing anybody else's point of view. I mean, yeah. no, it's not going to lead to anything good. Yeah. It's, um, like I said, man, I'm glad I was able to kind of jump over that, that wall mm-hmm. of where like, I thought this is how life was and, and being able to listen to conversation and, and grow and, and 
it's taunt. I mean, dude, I was a piece of shit. I've been a piece of shit. Like, I am a piece of shit. Like, I'm not going to lie. We're, as humans, we're all pieces of shit at some point in life. Yeah, we're a villain in somebody's story. Yeah. And so it's really, though, at, at now, I know how I've made other people feel in the past. Mm-hmm. And those experiences have made me learn. I don't want to feel like that. I don't want anybody to feel like that around me. Right. Just kind of weird, you know. It just took a long time, man. But do you think that just comes with age, though? Because men definitely don't mature as fast as women do. Holy fuck, we don't. We're I know idiots. I'm forty. I'll be forty three <laughs> this year, and I don't think the same way I think now that I did at thirty three and when I was twenty three. You know, and it's just like you know, you should be as a person maturing constantly and always moving forward. Yeah, the only thing constant in this universe is change. Yeah, and. Yeah, if you're not willing to accept that and you want to stay in that same mindset that you thought... You're going to end up alone. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, like, I was blessed because the the kid I was raised up to be would not be on this podcast right Mm. now. Like, it just... I wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, it's... Having that narrow-minded, just I don't even know what to say. Narrow-minded, maybe, uh, or or one-sided thought process. You can only fault people to so much because if that's the environment you're brought up in, that's all you're going to know until you get outside and see other things. So you have to, even if you're brought up in that way, you have to have like a mindset that says, "Okay, I want to see other things." Yeah, it's like trying new food. Like people are always like, "Oh, sushi's gross." Have you tried it? Yeah. And, no. and, and and their mindset goes raw fish, yeah. raw fish, raw fish, and you're yeah. like, all right, cooked rolls, uh, <laughs> anything else? Like, like there's so many different options. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I get you. Like, yeah, it's it's funny, man. Like, I I I'm real big on like, like if people around me are not as far as the way I feel like they should be progressing, I don't want to be around them because it's yeah. my time. Like, I'm not here very long, so I don't want to waste time with people that make me not enjoy being around them. Oh yeah. You know? I, I'm I'm right there with you. And it's I've always said this. It's like you realize how many fucking people are on this earth? Mm-hmm. Do I really have to spend and waste my time on you? Exactly. Like Exactly. Like the anger thing. I used to I wanted I just I'm a fucking angry dude mm-hmm. or, or like in the past, I've still got anger issues, but yeah. like I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I'm able to control it a lot more now, but it's taken me failing a lot of different things getting upset and feeling so shitty for getting upset and angry and mad and, and hate be, being hateful towards mm-hmm. others Yeah, to understand that like, that's not the fucking path I want, you know? It took me practice. Like, it, it took me those shitty experiences, my gut hurting the next day because I fucking hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And then going, man, it's uh, it's about time I, I, I slow my roll with that, you know? And it, it's a. Uh, but, dude, it's just taken. I feel like it's taken so long for me. And I'm, I'm like 33 and I'm going. 
I regret my twenties because I was fucking angry and violent. You know, I'd rather fucking fight you than sit down and have a conversation with you. You know, like, or at least my twenty to twenty five. But you know? you're not there now, oh, so that's the not. most important thing. You know, we all have chances for like a redemption story. Yeah, and oh, it's just you if you want to do the work. Yeah, all day. It's like I said. Getting out of that one side in mind, mm-hmm. it took a lot of work. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I the said, brain I think, is the brain's crazy. Yeah, I think that just comes with maturity. Like I said, maturity and having an open mind and your environment. Oh, you know, because like I said, I mean, if you're always around people in like some echo chamber where they're just like you and only have one opinion, you're not going to want to change because everybody thinks like you. So why would you think anything is different? Yeah. I think this world's too vast to to be closed minded small. I feel like we're it's easier it's easier to conform to like the norm mm-hmm. than actually stand out and say, Hey, like you know, this is this is really like and we've allowed the norm to become like hate and anger and all that other shit. Like it's those emotions, that's become the norm now. Well, I mean, we're here because people Decided they didn't want to be where they're at and they wanted to try something new. Yeah. And I think America is so, I don't think we think about it enough, but America is so new. That's why a lot of his stuff is still kind of fucked up. Dude. All right. Yeah. Um, God, please don't, please don't shoot me and throw me in the ditch. <laughs> but Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan talked about that. And it was like, dude, everything is so fucking new. Everything is so new. Mm-hmm. And we don't look at it like that. Like, like, look how many years, like, you know, the United States has been around compared to everywhere else, yeah. you know, or thousands of years or compared to like electronics. Like, what did y'all have when you were in high school? Pagers? Yeah. Yeah. Pagers were around then. Yeah. High schoolers now, and what year did you all graduate? I graduated in 97. 97. Let's just round up, say 2000, right? 20 years later, 25 years later, let's say 25, we have everything at the fucking end of our fingertips. Mm, yeah. Everything at the end of our fingertips. Our brains can't fucking comprehend that. We don't even know the long-term effects of this shit. Yeah. Because... It's so fucking new, and nobody's willing. Just like you said, nobody's willing to look at it like that. Like nobody's willing to go. Everybody wants it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're free. We're this. We're that. We're this. We're that. Dude, this is an experiment. Like this fucking country is an experiment right now. We're at the ver- like we're in the experimental stages. So nobody looks at it like that. I wonder why though. Well, well, I wonder even, why like nobody looks at it. Like you that. have to look at it like how many people from places that have been developed a long fucking time ago want to come here. Man, I mean that's that tells you something that you know. Even though we're all we have our issues, there is something greater than a lot of people have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, this is another thing that kills me about people is like people will marvel about like the pyramids and you know, uh, Stonehenge and shit like that. I'm sorry. And then, and then like you just said, we have, no, you're right. we have this, this right here. That's yeah. a fucking amazing, like a phone or airplanes and shit. And people are like, Oh, how are they do bitch? How are we fucking flying in the fucking air? Dude. And yeah. Now, now, how does the plane go up? Wait, you know, first was... off, 
How in the fuck did they move those goddamn stones Man, to make them pyramids? It's the aliens. Dude, it is. I love okay. hey, first off. What is what is more uh impressive? The fucking uh, rock in fucking Egypt or a fucking phone? Phone. All that. <laughs> yeah, phone. All that. But it's true though, like and we have dude, the fact that you can go to any website and have titties on your phone <laughs> and a blink of an eye. Yeah. Fuck boop, like goddamn we there are fucking blessed. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what kills me when people are like, they're trying to figure out how like the pyramids were there. And I'm like, fuck you, man. You have a fucking phone, dude. Yeah. Like, why is this stuff here? Like, man, who cares? Like, so the guy that I was talking about got blown up and lost his legs. Good buddy of mine, man. He good dude. That motherfucker will eat a handful. Like, he eats mushrooms like it's nobody's business. He's blasting off. Dude. And it's like he's a normal human. It's not like he's tripping or nothing. Yeah. But he'll start talking about aliens. And I used to fucking not believe in any of that shit. There has been more alien shit pop up on social media and YouTube, not for me searching it or mm-hmm. talking about it on my phone and my phone listening in. There's been content being generated left and right. I feel like something's going to happen. Like if something's going to happen, it'd be like coming up here soon. They're going to be like, all right, y'all are fucking this world up too bad. <laughs> well, it's like, like let's let's slow down a little bit. Population control. Yeah, it's like you know, fifty years ago, the only evidence we had of aliens was what the Air Force had, right? Yeah. Now you have like independent people out there catching weird shit on camera and getting it analyzed by like the Defense Department and stuff, and they have no answers for what it is. Yeah. So what the fuck do you think it is, man? Dude, like you know, the government like, has come out and said. It. These flying saucers and these things are real. Yeah. They said, like, the Bob Lazar, Joe Rogan thing is just so interesting. I don't even listen to Joe Rogan, like, really. Uh, I, I I think I heard th- those two things on the same exact podcast, and it was because the podcast was about aliens, mm. right? Like, I don't know why, but topic of aliens has come up so much. Well, like, do you think, like... I mean, since we see what we can build, why would we not assume there's something else out there? I think it's kind of ignorant to assume we're like the smartest species. Yeah, I think we're the dumbest species for thinking <laughs> that. Like, yeah, like, dude. Well, it's not organi- to talk. It's not to talk shit about people, but people believe in God, but they won't believe in an alien. Yeah. And you see fucking octopus and all these animals we have. Oh, yeah. With us everywhere else. If you saw some of the bugs in a movie and they made it huge, you would assume that's like some kind of alien creature. But every day they're with us. It's just kind of crazy to me that and and like I grew up in church and like that's I think that's like what kind of helped like guided me to be that one sided brain Mm -hmm. and everything else. And I had to break free. But. Man, uh, like, to literally be little somebody else, go, God is real, and you go, off of what, faith? What's the difference between, like, having faith that there's something else out there in this universe? Like, Mm -hmm. for right now, it's all made up. You, we're all here right now. This is real. Mm -hmm. All that. Nobody knows. And there's no factual things. Yeah. Like saying this is real or fake. So 
to bash somebody's opinion for for whether it's God or whether it's aliens or whatever is just kind of silly to me. Yeah, I mean, you're entitled to have your own opinion. I don't as even, long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't care what anybody believes. Look, yeah, and the thing is, is like I don't even know what to believe. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm at that point now where it's like, yeah, because I never believed in aliens. Like, just didn't, and it wasn't because I was like believing in God or whatever else it may be. It was just like this sounds like a fucking movie, you know. T- like movie made up shit to me. So well, I, I just never paid attention to it. I think it's kind of different if you did grow up religious because religion teaches you that God built everything. Yeah. And there's no talk of extraterrestrials Dude. in the Bible. So even though there are angels, which would seem kind of like a alien type yeah. creature, you know, but I don't know. It's, I don't think we're designed to understand uh, everything that we're, like you said, we're given. No, it's, there's, there should be mysteries. Yeah. Like we talk about the pyramids, like real talk. They reverse engineered. Uh, uh, All right. I can't say they did this because I don't know if they did it or not, but area 51 and all that shit. That Bob Lazar guy, if I'm saying his name, right. Um, was talking about like they reverse engineered and figured out how these ships were moving that the ships that they have an area of 51 they figured out how they were moving with no propulsion mm-hmm. right it wasn't like a burn jet fuel flame goes out the end move forward right it was like they could move any way which way and it's just like magnetic and they figured this out, and they're, like, talking, like, that's how the pyramids were built, right? Mm. How do you move a giant fucking boulder or a rock, like, that big, right? And they created the saying that the aliens came down and... and I'm telling you. I know. And, and, and it was like, I used to, I would, like, look at you and be like, you're a fucking nut job. <laughs> and I'm like, now it's like... What do I believe? Yeah. And and like down to the cell phone, like who in the fuck? Twenty five years. Do you really think, as a fucking human species, we were intelligent enough to create an iPhone thirteen in twenty five years? So you think it came from an external source? Possibly? Ah, dude. I, th- at least the knowledge of how to do it. Like, what's this shit? Uh, what's and I don't know anything that y'all might be able to help shed some light on this for me. But like, what's the fucking cable where it's like shit is passed through with HDMI cable? No, it's a man. Shoot. It goes down like a hole or something. No, no, no. It's it's, optical. Yes. Like optical fiber. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how, how do we have that? Hmm. How do we have that? How does that work? Yeah. It's like sent with light. You know, it's weird. Yeah, it's like I know how to use this equipment, but I don't know how the equipment actually works, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And it's things like that. Like, all right. You talk about time travel and everything else. And then we're sending actual, like, I could send you something through this cable, like a message. Yeah. Through this 
cable that's using light to like transfer it to you. Or like even like Wi-Fi or phone yeah. calls. That's what I'm saying. I think our technology is way more impressive than the fucking pyramids. And I oh yeah, definitely. You stand by? <laughs> I, I agree with you. I'm not going back to the pyramid saying it's more intriguing. No, I don't def- but- I'm not knocking. I think it's definitely cool. Like there's a pyramid in um somewhere in Mexico, and if you clap, it sounds like a, a bird. A bird echoes back to you. So, like, if I just clap my hands, it, it would... You said Mexico? Find. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, it's Mexico. I want to I see that one. What is it called? It's oh. like a pyramid that if you clap, it sounds like a bird. Holy shit, dude. I feel like, yeah, if if we were to see aliens... We're going to see aliens Before in our we, lifetime. It, yeah, for 100%. Dude, if, if our... If our you know what? What's really going to bring it down? I feel like if we go into World War Three, if we go into World War Three, we're fucking seeing aliens. They're going to come in and like all y'all did. All I'm, y'all are dumb. I'm fucking hitting purple diamond. Yep, yep. I'm gonna bring a half gallon and roll some fatties for us. If fucking aliens start popping up, I, I'm going. No shit, man. And I'm just man. They're definitely. I believe they're here. So like, look at Leco, actually, it's very simple to explain. When you clap in front of a pyramid, I mean, of a, of a slope, the sound will go to, to the top. In this case, a pyramid. And if it's there a, a cavity or a temple, like in this case, the echo come, will come back to you. If you clap in front of an Egyptian pyramid, nothing happens because the sound goes away. But here, Sound comes back. Why sounds like a bird? Don't ask me that. <laughs> because we don't know. But this is really impressive. Experts from different countries, experts in acoustics, have come here to study, to to try to to know how this is possible. They leave the country just like they. And it works all four sides the same. Used to be. Now only two. Yeah, the north. That's fucking crazy, that. Dude, it really is. You know? And it doesn't happen anywhere else. It's just that one pyramid? As far as I know, that in Mexico. He was saying, like, like the ones in Egypt, it doesn't do the same. But, I mean, obviously, those people figured something out. I mean, but, like I said, people have always been impressive. Like, Like I said, we have this phone we're talking, or this microphone I'm talking into, this recorder you know our phones you know cars all the beautiful cars like built you know it's a lot of cool shit that people have done in modern times yeah it's all of it blows my mind (laughs) well it's like you know and they say well not you know from 1900 to 2000 that was the most mankind has evolved over the like for technology and stuff in those hundred years than the rest of everyone's lifetime like uh eternity i wonder i wonder what the future is going to be like, like with like evolving like that as fast. Are we going to see repercussions from any of this stuff? What about the 5G? Like people like Liver King. You, you seen Liver King? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. that guy. Oh, God. He's a that guy's getting roasted all over every social he's, media right now. He's just a little douchey. Like he just needs to go take a bath somewhere <laughs> and fucking get out of here, you know, like for a minute. But like he he brought it up and became it became a popular topic for a while. Like 
through him, 5G, though, it's like, are we going to fucking, like, are we getting testicular cancer from it? Or are we getting fucking brain tumors from it or what? We don't know. And it, it's, again, we're stupid, or we're not stupid. We're dumb enough to go, oh, yeah, let me go get that new iPhone 13. You know, I'm sick of my iPhone 7. You know, like, let me go get that iPhone 13. Let me go get that new one. And there's no thought process that all of this is so fucking new. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a gamble. Well, but then again, I mean, look at cars like. The people that like had cars when they first came out, you know, it's like they had to take the risk and go, is this going to hurt our fucking environment or not? And it took fucking years to find out that it did. What if? Well, I mean, there is also on the flip side, if they would have kept horse and buggy, then everything would be full of shit in the fucking street. (laughs) But what about also, what about, remember, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? Remember on cigarettes, the companies knew they were addictive and dangerous, but they still passed the lobby to get. To everywhere you know yeah. what if that's something like with the phones that that the people know it they're bad for us and slowly maybe every day they kill us one billionth of a day I'm or pretty something? sure every time you sent you sign those terms of agreement you're signing away your life with the phone hmm. oh one of us been yeah i'm see that's what i'm saying like what you just said that's really I'm, the uh, contract with the devil yeah <laughs> yeah you owe him 10 blowjobs i mean have you ever seen like when you update something and you have to click you read the terms of conditions or whatever mm-hmm. no one's gonna do it. i know it's like 70 pages of long shit like who who actually reads that besides a fine print lawyer or something like that i don't read shit yeah. no nobody does That's nobody does like, yeah no especially the basic shit too and that's probably what's gonna screw us all in the long run, it's going to be like that one terms and 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 agreements on that one app that you use for like two minutes that one day. That's what's going to get you, you know. Like, anything yeah. is possible, dude. So you don't read anything when you sign it. No. Well, well, like at the bank, yeah, but I'll come. Like, yeah, yeah. All, app, right, all right, I get you. I get you now. Apps like, and shit, no, but oh, yeah, apps bank and, stuff, like you know, like when we I legal was, shit, yeah, yeah, like stuff like that. You know, if I didn't read it, someone I know has read it. Yeah, I don't even read it. I just give it to my sister. Yeah, she, I, I, I'll pay her money all day, every day. She works at a bank. Been working at a law firm for the longest. It's like. I'm not smart enough for this shit. Well, Somebody the, else is going to screw me. Well, like, the thing is the wordage. They, oh, dude. They use wordage that me or you or Tony may not know. Tony probably would know it. But no, like one word, one word is all it, you know, dude. that's all it needs. Oh, well, you misinterpreted what this word meant. It actually means this in, you know, in the paragraph or whatever, or whatever they're trying to get you with. Man, I just wish we could go back to the 70s. I wasn't even around, but I wish my parents smoked cigarettes and, like, locked me out of the house, you know? Like, yeah. well, they pretty much did. <laughs> like, I, was I was like, like the last dark side, a, man. I was, like, I was like the last of a dying breed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, what did I fucking watch the other day? You said something that tripped me out. Uh, oh, make smoking on airplanes legal again. <laughs> That was the craziest shit. That and smoking at the mall, smoking oh, in restaurants. No, 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 none of that. No, no. I'm no, saying none of that fuck? matters. Listen, mall's cool. That's open air. 
a fucking airplane with other people who pay to ride this thing and fly through the fucking air, first off, and you're allowed to bring fucking lighters and shit that's going to smoke out the whole entire fucking cabin. And that was legal. Yeah. That was legal. Well, remember back in the day, smoking or non-smoking section. It's all in the same building. Dude, it's a I restaurant. Know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, not smoking. Or, you know, but you still smell it because it's still ingrained the, in the wood of the fucking table you're sitting at. Oh, the dude. Chair. And the ceiling, like, the ceiling's brown. The ceiling <laughs> is straight brown. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's supposed to be a white roof and it's, it's like fucking uh, this color. It's like here. the Pizza Huts of the 90s and 80s, man. Like, dude, you that, walk in there, I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is awesome. God, dude, why? Did, look, I know I'm a food dude and I won't, don't try to support any fucking chain or no shit, but bring back Pizza Hut buffets. Bro. Fuck. I'm going to tell you right now. When there was a bad ice storm, you you were you only you were only four, four. Yeah, you were only four or five. No, I remember it. You remember it? Yeah. So like we got out half days at Houston High School. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, at Germantown. Because Houston High got hit really bad by a tornado tornado like the next week or something. So we were going to um they were coming to Germantown to do half days. We would hit the uh pizza buffet every single day. Me and my five five friends or six friends. And we would fuck it. Dude, it was the best thing. Unlimited breadsticks. Like, I'm telling God. Dude, I, I skipped. Like, all right. The food thing has always been a thing for me. I did, like, I barely graduated high school. Like, I barely fucking graduated. Mostly because I was making so much money. I was I was racking in so much money in high school. I wish I could go back. Like, Is this when you're working for your family? Your I was working for my family, and I had finally started getting paychecks at that point because they couldn't pay me the first like year or two. Oh yeah, yeah like, okay. we were fucking poor, you know. Like, well, I mean, we weren't poor; we were sustainable. But like, was that lots of hard work? Lots of hard yeah, work, yeah. yeah. And and the meals weren't that fucking good. But then I started making money in high school, you know, and. um I was filling kegs. I'd been filling kegs since like 13 or, or no, 14, 15 ish. I would say 14, maybe 13. It just depends. It was freshman year. I can't remember what I went in as 13 or 14 to freshman year, but whenever that is, uh, that's yeah. when it happened. And, um, uh, I just started making money and dude, I would fucking skip high school. Like I would skip school and go out to eat like every single day for lunch. And like, then I get caught and they fucking get onto me and suspend me and all this shit. And I would do it the next day. It's like, I'm not eating this shit. It's terrible. Dude, why would I, there was one fucking day I ate school lunch, Crispito day. That's the only day I would go Thursday, Crispitos. I get two of them. What is it? Crispitos. Mm-mm, I never heard of one. So it's like um, taquito. Okay. But like big ones, and then they cover it in chili, and you put cheese and sour cream and all that. Horrible for you. Fucking, <laughs> and probably doesn't even taste that good today. But, yeah. you know, it was like the hot shit back then. But I would skip and just fucking go out to eat. And, dude, we had a we had a Pizza Hut in Bartlett that had the, the buffet. And man, I would go fuck that thing up. And then I would always get in trouble by the same teacher. But I would bring food, like food back and shit. 
they kind of like turn the blind eye, you know, and it's like, <laughs> I think they fucking gave up on me. To be honest with you, I felt like they tried to get me in trouble and all this shit to like teach me a lesson. And then they're like, oh, this guy like literally just got out of suspension and he's going back again. Like, I felt like they gave up on me and they were just like, he's going to do it no matter what. I might as well get, you know couple of slices of pizza out of it you know like type shit but i also felt like our graduating year which was 07 i'd say like 2010 is really when high school changed it's not like what we what we experienced and i know what i went through wasn't what like y'all experienced you know like y'all were way more relaxed like fuck go back to schooling when my dad was in school and he's 60 he fucking have a loaded fucking 12 gauge shotgun his in his back yeah. fucking window and nobody gave a shit yeah you know in a matter of what like 40 years or 50 years like all that has changed like none of that's legal anymore uh everything is so strict to the point where like kids can't be themselves or like actually make decisions for themselves you know like i feel like school has turned into this idea of like this like follow this rule follow this rule follow this rule and all you're gonna do is stand in line and walk behind the person in front of you you know like it's just silly you know kind of kind of changed up i'm glad that we were able to experience the schooling we did I probably wouldn't put my kid in school now. Would y'all? If y'all had a kid right now. Mm, I think for socializing, I think it'd be good. Yeah. Because I think some kids that are like homeschooled, sometimes they don't develop. They're the, social they're skills. The, they're the school shooters. Is <laughs> that, that a bad joke? No, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, I just think sometimes they just are socially awkward. Oh, yeah, for sure. When I, what I noticed in Vermont when I was living on the farm in Vermont and, like, Jody sent us kids and the other kids, they would have, like, we were living in mountains, like, right? Like, Joe fucking bought a shit ton of mountains and, like, four mountaintops, right? And we are just kind of were out there. There was no school. There was We were two hours away from, like, a school or whatever. The parents just took turns teaching the kids. They went to different farms and, like, worked. But at the same time, they had their, like, little lessons. And then during summertime, they got to pick and choose camps. Like, all the kids. like, hmm. And they'd be like, all right, pick two between math, uh, math, uh, uh, History, science, all these, and then you get to pick two fun ones, right? Mm-hmm. But these kids are going on for four weeks at a time from the age of like eight all the way through high school, like four weeks at a time and managing shit for themselves, taking their money out of their pockets, fucking buying their food, going out, not having mom and dad hold their hand. It's like it allowed them to grow up, you know, like way faster. Like when I say, the kids in Vermont, the 10-year-olds are, like, fucking way smarter than 16-year-olds here. Because they've learned those life skills. Yeah. They look, look, 
16 year old Johnny over here in, in fucking Memphis had his mom wipe his ass all the way till he was fucking 16 years old and still wipes his ass. That kid wiped his ass at summer camp because his mom wasn't there and he had to wipe his ass. You know, it's just like the idea of what you need to do to take care of yourself in this world is gone. And when everything, everybody wants that, that easy, give it to me now, or this is going to be easy type shit. And it's not. Those people that don't learn those lessons, like, I'm sure both of y'all have friends that are fucking losers. Like, I'm sorry. I have friends that are losers. I love them to death. I love them to death. But they're never going to fucking be able to do anything on their own. And they're never going to make shit. Are y'all looking at each other? Yeah, like, it's definitely not me. <laughs> Is he talking about you? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> While we're at it, let me get one of those twisted teas, please. Oh, hell yeah. Sorry. I bet. Do it. And I didn't mean that. I thought. No, I was joking, man. No, no. He's, he, 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 he tells me things I need to hear for my own Dude, benefit. You know well, what look, I'm, I'm that guy, too. I'm, I'm you. I'm right there with you. I feel that way because, again, feel like I just all I've done is everything I've ever wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I've made it happen myself. But the things I want to do is like parties, you know, yeah, like, like or throwing parties or doing things, and you know, making money and going and eating the good food, right? But I also feel like I did have. To learn how to work and support a family when we had no money and there was no money to pay me. But I feel like I also kind of like wiped it away because like I washed those thoughts away for a a small amount of time because fuck everything's so easy and it's here right now. And you can be lazy in this society. And like, like I said, it's that's why I feel like I'm slowly kind of like, you know, changing into this man. Like you say, you know, it comes with maturity or mm-hmm. maturing. Yeah. But I wish it was a little bit faster, you know, like, but I'll sit here and, and not accomplish anything, you know, all day long. But that's oh. not just who you are, though. You're going to do shit. Yeah. But I know that I can be that guy. And it's it's a struggle sometimes, you know? It's like doing the shit you don't want to do. Yeah. That's a, that's the main thing. It's like the doing the shit you don't want to do. Dealing with 30 fucking artists that are all eat, either eating acid, mushrooms, fucking smoking weed, fucking drinking way too much alcohol, like... You deal with 30 of the motherfuckers a month. <sighs> Nightmare, you know, yeah. dealing with creative people. That would be a chore. Yeah. But those are the things that are easy to fucking walk away from and not do, you know, like that's real easy to walk away from. I didn't even have to set up David. I set up David because I know those things need to happen. I did it for as long as I could. David's got a different personality. You know, he, he was a, he was on drugs. He was on the streets. 
And so everything he strives for is fucking like he fights for it. He knows how to deal with those type people. And it's his turn to run the show, you know, like for for that art bazaar, you know, it's like. That's why I did it for as long as I could. But stepping up on those days, like when it's so easy to say, all right, fuck y'all. I can do whatever I want. I can go make money. I can go out to eat. I don't have to help you. Yeah. Those are the days that were, you know, like what you're saying is like, so, so easy to say, fuck off. You know, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. But when you step up to the plate and do it, man, it's just, I don't know. It's better than any big payday, you know, like, you know, somebody's benefiting from it. And it's like, what were we talking about the other, like just a minute ago? It's at holding the door for somebody. Mm, It's that one act of kindness. There are people out there that are thriving right now because I gave them an opportunity. And I'm not saying that to be cocky. No. That is fact. That is legit fact. Like, I see people fucking making a ton of money off their art. And they've never been in an art show until they got in my art show. And nobody gave them a chance, but I gave them a chance. Now, they might not have got famous and rich off of me or my shows. Might not have. But the fact that they had an opportunity to go and make some money and actually experience it Mm -hmm. allowed them to continue that. And I'm looking at people now that are just, God, I'm, I say I'm poor, like, not poor, but. I'm looking at people that are fucking sitting real good off art right now. And like, like, dude, there's this kid named uh, Anthony Sims is his name. Um, A Sims art or something is his Instagram. Dude fucking sold like an NFT for like over a hundred thousand. Jesus. And he was telling me this shit back in 2016, 2017 or 2017, 2018. He was going, we need to look into NFTs. We need to look into NFTs. We need to look into it. And I fucking wrote him off. I gave him art show space. I did everything for him. I got him connected with people. I helped him do other things. That motherfucker went in the NFT game and fucking buying houses because he's selling his art through NFTs. Wow. And and you get a royalty probably too from the stuff when it gets sold again. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's rented or however, I mean, I don't know enough, but like if you created it and he bought it, I can rent it and use it and he would get royalties. Right. Mine hurts. I don't understand NFTs at all, honestly. No. So Tony, Tony sells an NFT to you, to me. Okay. You own it, but you can rent it out to be used. So I can rent it to you. Or sell it. And then Tony would get the royalties for a lot. And then when you sold it and the other person sold it. But you would get royalties and he would get royalties. Oh, wow. Because you're leasing it to me or whatever, however. Dude, it's so fucking weird. But like I said, this kid, fucking high school kid, first art show was my art show. Hung around food, drank culture for the longest. Was helped out with a lot of shit, too. You know, mopping floors and shit, just small minor shit. But, dude, 
He just needed, he was in high school. He, he just needed somebody to say, you're going to do this. You've, you got an opportunity and you're going to do great. Look at him now, dude. He's fucking 21 and like bought his first house. And I'm over here renting off U of M fucking having water leaks and shit. And like, <laughs> just, I'm like looking at him going, holy fuck. Buy me a house if you ever go fucking big, big, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, you remember that time I yeah, gave you the yeah. opportunity? Yeah. Was- now, I'm dead serious, though. Like, watching these folks that come through and have done major, a lot of them didn't have the fucking courage to do their first show. And it was like, it took somebody like me just being a fucking weirdo and goofy kid to go, hey, like, let me take the edge off. Well, it's just like if you look at Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak was the brains behind Apple, but Steve Jobs is the one that pushed it. Yeah. So sometimes people need that creative person, or the creative person may need somebody that drives him yeah. down the road. Like a manager or something. Dude, definitely. Like a, you know, like a business partner or something. See, uh, and I'm not that guy, but I am a hype guy. Like, I'm a hype guy. I'm not the manager. Mm-hmm. I need a manager. <laughs> I need. A, I definitely need a manager. I feel like I could do. I could move fucking mountains if like my life was structured. But it ain't ever gonna be. I'm gonna be fucking sitting next to a pussy, and <laughs> hanging out, drinking twisted teas. Oh god! But yeah, I, I think that that is a good thing. Like, I, I think the NFT space definitely is helping a lot of artists. I know there's a lot of bullshit out there, and people want to call it a scam and all this other stuff. I mean, you don't have to buy it. No, you know, but what about bored apes, man? Those (laughs) I think are cool because people have access to like elite shit, but they're priced a lot of people out. Dude, have you, you know, the stand up comedian, I think his name's Stravos or something like that. He looks like me. Just picture Uh, a fat version of me. I've seen that guy and fucking long hair. I've seen him on a couple of podcasts, but I haven't actually clicked on. I've seen his face show. God, dude, he is fucking hilarious mm. and he goes in on uh, nfts he's like <laughs> dude he goes in on nfts he's like this looks like a fucking goddamn shitty quarter tattoo that should come you know out of a quarter machine yeah like <laughs> and they're fucking selling for like millions of dollars uh, and yeah, hundreds insane. of thousands and it's like this is the shittiest fucking artwork and i, I kind of feel that same way like i get it I get it, and I get trying to take the art world to a whole different level, but, dude, fuck, at least make the art good. You know, like... Well, like, the original ones were CryptoPunks, and they look like pixelated bullshit. Yeah. And then now they've kind of evolved to, like, Bored Apes and, you know, World of Women yeah. and some other big ones out there. But it's just like anything. Like, people can knock it, but anything that you're putting your, your hat on is made by a man. So money, our current form of money was made up by somebody. Yeah. So it's just like, don't knock somebody for wanting to do something. If if they have the money to spend to do it, let them do what they want to do. Who oh, yeah. No, I, I have nothing against it. I just, like I said, I'm not going to buy the art. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy something that like I hang on my wall and I look at it and go, wow, this is beautiful. Or, or this is neat or something. I just, I can't do that. Just like... 
Because it's the cool thing. Like, that's what I feel like. It's a cool thing, and there's, it's not quality. There's definitely a flex that goes evolve up along with it. Because, like, you can have as your profile picture. A lot of celebrities have put on their Twitter. Um, but I think the thing with some NFTs, that's the thing that have to... I think the utility is what's going to make it really work, if it's going to work. But, Just having the picture, not so much. But if you have access to, like, a celebrity or, like, an event or, like, choppers. I think, like, with... You get into certain parties and stuff like that with the board apes. Well, that's the good thing what Gary V did with his. Yeah, like it's V-Con, like what is it called? It's V-Con? V-Con, and then you have like access to like dinners and yeah, lunches yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've listened to him say some shit like that. Like even those shoes you bought, he bought oh, this yeah. like the Flyfish Club is his uh, exclusive like all NFT restaurant. Basically, NFTs the way they're doing it is no different than a country club. Yeah. It just blows my mind, though. Like, I I get where you're where you're coming from. You buy a board eight, you screenshot it, and you make it your profile picture. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that do to you? You spend all this money, and yeah, you can pull out that that paperwork and show it transfers back, but nothing's stopping from anybody else having that. The only thing that's different is if I take a screenshot of it and I try to go to Fly Fish Club, they're not going to let me in because my contract doesn't add up to the screenshot. I get you. What so, you well, it, hey, what do you mean your contract? What do you mean? What do you mean? That's the only thing that's different, like with the utility, because on the blockchain, like I can pull up all uh, my NFTs I have right now, and it shows you like who saw it, who bought it before me. And I have a couple I actually minted myself, but. And then, like I said, if I go to, like, I went to VCon, I would have to show yeah. my thing that and the person would, that had the screenshot can't do this. Now, you would have to it open have it up on OpenSea or something? Is that, yeah. Oh, okay. It would have to my, be scanned. It keeps, yeah, it's in my wallet. And they scan. But, so, but at the same time, all right, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is that why they're doing all the fancy bullshit? Like, if I'm buying art, why do I need access to a restaurant or why do I need access to these specialty bars is the only reason why they're offering it because the value of the piece can be like just copied. The piece of art is your ticket to that restaurant. Without that art, you can't go to that restaurant or bar or whatever. But my question is, is are they doing that because there's no value to just the digital image. Oh, I see. What oh, you're yeah, saying. the digital image. I mean, for the most part, has like, no, no real value. It's like I said, the more now is the utility. Yeah, and me, me yeah. personally, that's when I look for NFT. I'm looking at something which has a better utility. I'm not. I mean, I have some that are just because like the picture. I like the picture. Yeah. But anything that's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think the thing that most people are doing is the utility. And there's another thing to that. I heard that this guy that he bought that Beeple, the Beeple was like $69 oh, yeah, yeah, million yeah, yeah, yeah. Dollars or whatever. The Beeple, he's going to put that in his metaverse version of an art gallery. Oh, yeah. So that, oh, yes. I saw that. Dude, that's, yeah, I heard Gary V talk about this. It's yeah. like, like you've seen the guy that's been living in, in the metaverse for 24 hours a day, like type shit. Yeah. All right. That's going to happen. Like, you know the cartoon movie with the fucking people? They're all fucking... Yeah. 
hooked in and they're all getting fat and everything's handed to them and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Wally. That's, yes, that's going to happen. That's legit going to happen to several, probably thousands of Americans, right? That's about to happen. And at the end of the, like, I get it. That's something cool. You can hang it in your art gallery. You, you're the real estate that people are buying in the metaverse. But like, at the end of the day, my, my, my thoughts go to, are you that f- like fucking depressed? Like you're not able to like get on this fucking walk, this fucking earth barefoot dirt under your feet. Go talk to you, have drinks with you, go have food with you, mm-hmm. go to an actual art gallery and see shit. Why are people running from this reality? And I feel like that's happening a lot now in the metaverse, and that's going to happen. People are so, I'm this, I'm that. They can create their perfect worlds in a fake fucking realm, but well, it's not real. Maybe it's an escape from their real world. Because, you know, not everyone has an easy or good life. Oh, right? yeah, definitely. I mean, I know you know that. But, like, so maybe this is their outlet to, like, when they get home from their whatever shitty job they have or, you know. Yeah. It scares and, me. And then, like, you know, they log in and then, boom, they're doing. I don't think it's anything different than what people have been doing forever. I mean, people always lose themselves in their hobbies Oh yeah, I mean like well, the most vi- people. The video game stuff. It's like I mean like you know people playing a shit. Ton dude, of video like games. you know when I was like in my early twenties, I would play Madden like all. Don't lie, night. You, you had an Atari. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, damn man, damn. <laughs> you know, so I remember oh, when we were growing up in South Africa, one one person we knew like three miles from us had an Atari. And we'd go to their house, and there'd be like seventy of us in there watching this little Atari Pac-Man, like dude, 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 okay. And the screen's like, yeah, because the TV's so fucking bullshitted already, right? And the, and the games like got dust <laughs> yeah. in it. And I know exactly. What like you when know. you plug it into the console, it goes like it's like like moving around like this. So like, and then so then. But yeah, we I did see an Atari when I was a kid. But like my early twenties is when I really started playing video games a lot. Yeah, and I would play Madden all day long. Yeah. Like all like when we were like all the time. Yeah, I had friends Work, just like you. Boom, that's all we did. Yeah, and I never was that person. I just wasn't that person. I always felt like people ask me how I get shit done because I didn't have time for video games. You know, like and nothing against them. Dude, yeah. you know why our country has fucking progressed so much? Kids on video games. Mm-hmm. You know the army has a the army has a division for esports. Really, the United States Army. I can no, imagine it's one of the it's one of the services. Yeah. They have a division for uh, EA Sports. E- they have a division for um, esports. Yeah, esports. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the all the football and all, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's so much money in it. There's so mm-hmm. much money in video games, and our country has. Like really grown because kids grow like during using technology. Like you're not gonna not use technology and grow. Like, yeah, you're gonna use technology and grow and have these crazy thoughts. And that one fucking weird kid is gonna go, "Oh my god, what about this?" And then boom, and then boom, and nothing against it. It just wasn't me. But 
it scares like the NFT shit and the the metaverse and all that shit. It scares me. Like we live in a society now when I get people want an escape, but people are too afraid to like face what they have to go through. That's true. And so instead of just running away and do, I mean, that's a good thing to have. Trust me. Don't give me, but self control with it, right? Mm, yeah. But people, it's going to be the new addiction. It's going to be the thing that they run off and run away from every single problem they have, and that's not going to progress our country. That's not going to progress our universe at all. And I say that in the sense that, like, say something about my gender and let me run away and be sad. And and nothing against genders or race or anything, but that's the that's the world we live in now. And instead of just sitting here and having a conversation with you about my gender and everything else, it's like I'm upset. I need to go escape, and I need to go do this away from reality. Yeah. And when you face the things and actually have conversation, it might change his mind. That like if I'm a trans person. And he's against trans people, and he don't believe that. And I just run away, and I can't even ha- have a conversation with him. Or he does the same thing. He runs away and can't have a conversation with me. How the fuck are we supposed to, like, have trans people on this planet and, like, have everybody happy? You know? There's no communication. There's no nothing growing. No, and you're right. And I, I only say that in the sense that, like, I don't want the metaverse to be, like... Just a fucking runaway. I don't. Well, I think there's going to be. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a safe haven because I know I saw something like somebody was got they got beat up in the metaverse. That they were from Memphis. There were there were Memphis people that did this to the person. And then somebody. Got, Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Memphis, Memphis rep. I mean, they were on the metaverse, and they. I I know exactly. You're being what you're serious about, about this? Yeah. Oh no, I thought you were joking. I, no, <laughs> I thought I mean, it was like a, some woman got raped in the metaverse. So it's like human nature is going to still be there. Like people are going to do fucked up shit regardless of what. Wait, how does all that go down? Like, how does somebody get beat up? I don't know. I didn't look into it. I just saw the thing. Like I'm, somebody, dude, is it like animation? Like some dude like getting beat up? I guess it kind of be like like Call of Duty type style yeah, shit. Like, I guess you I, would see it. Like I saw this person. and I was like. People were like, they're from Memphis, and they literally were from Memphis, beating a person up. All right, can, can we not laugh at that one, though? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck the metaverse. Dude, we I'm telling this you, shit. yesterday, when, I was, when we were driving downtown for a second, we get closer and closer to Goose, you know, the traffic starts backing up, right? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's like the it's it was like the Wild West out there yesterday. Yeah. For, we were only down there for like 20 minutes, making our way to Goose, right, and then leaving. Like... Cars were just driving on the sidewalks, and I mean, everyone was just no one was paying attention to any kind of traffic light or anything. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna start following these cars because if I start fall, paying attention to the traffic lights, I'm gonna get hit. Oh, yeah, like it was just man, it was wild, dude. That's just and this was at like this was like at nine o'clock at night dude, or 8 45. Blows my fucking mind, dude. Y'all have literally this been the best conversation ever, you know. Y'all literally just brought up that some Memphis. Internet junkies beat up some dude <laughs> in a fucking in a fake world. It's oh, like hotel is crazy, man. Like, dude, and this is a fucking. We could be whatever we want to fucking be. We could be 
let's start a gang. <laughs> let's start a Memphis gang and the Metaverse. I'm telling you, fucking run shit, man. Dude, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. just like, why can't we be mafia then? Why don't we go rob those art galleries? Can well, we you know, go that do was, that? that? That was a thing, like on like uh, Red Dead, Red Dead, Dead Redemption yeah, number yeah. two. Yeah, like there's you know there's lobbies and. Teams are. I never posses. played video games, but, okay, but that one. Check it out. Come like, on. There's like a, a posse of people, like a different, like some are good, some are bad, some are just neutral, right? They ride around in the open world doing whatever, helping people or robbing people or, you know, saving people. Dude, they. It's gone so bad. Like, and in the chat, it's just off the fucking, you know, I'm fixing to uh, rape you, bitch. I'm going to oh, yeah, kill yeah, you. Yeah. From a bunch of 11-year-olds. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's insane. Like, I played it online for, like, a hot minute. I was like, I got to get off here, man. What am I doing? Like, this... What, it, did it start bringing you down? Yeah, because I was like... Well, first off, some fucking kid on one game I was playing <laughs> said, Ra-ra-ru-ru, kill yourself. You fucking suck. <laughs> right? And I was like... I'm so sorry. I was like, I just got the fucking game, asshole. Dude... And then I, I stopped. You I get bullied by eleven years. And then I stopped playing the game. I, I stopped playing online. I was like, "Fuck these little kids, man! Fucking little kids!" You're gonna have to go to therapy because but, of some eleven-year-old. But, but when I beat their ass in Madden, last time I beat a kid in Madden was like two years ago. Dude, I please tell me you went in on him. I, I was like, "What's up, man? Thanks for talking all that shit. What happened? <laughs> I'm up by like seventy points, bitch." Yeah, me. You know his his mic is muted. I mean, so he can, he can hear what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, he has to do like one of these yeah. or something so he just can't hear it. Like, yeah, bitch. Touchdown, bitch. Could you see like a split screen of this 11 year old crying <laughs> and him going, fuck, fuck you. I win. I win. Oh, the best is like at the end of the game, if they stop talking, right? So, usually what happens when you play online, they'll start talking mad shit right off, right at kickoff, right? Yeah. And, you know, I just sit there. I don't ever really say anything at the very beginning because I don't know how good the person is or how bad they are. I don't want to start talking shit and then get smoked, right? Because he won't stop then because then I'll be the oh, yeah. person doing this and not trying not to pay attention. But the best is at the end of the game when you win or lose. And, and <laughs> so usually you go to the king and go, hey, man, good game. Like you send him a message like through PlayStation Network or whatever. Hey, good game or, you know. Sucks to be sucks that you lost like that or whatever, right? Man, the best is when you're like, "Fucking bitch!" I told you I was gonna beat that ass. <laughs> and you start talking shit, then they'll send you email back, and it goes back. Yeah. I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop. So you're gotta, a forty year old man yelling at little kids. No, 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 no. no. You just told us that. Yeah, I was, I was I thirty. Think, I, think I was you thirty just eight. Came out. <laughs> you just came out of the closet with this. Bro, one. bro, bro! They yell at you first. I'm telling you. We just talked all this man. thing about being positive, and then you're talking about <laughs> we, fighting kids. Online. We can go. We can go online right now and do it, and we can y'all can watch this. And I'm telling you, they'll talk shit. Hey, right, hold on one second. Conversation real fast. This is coming. Like he, he's he literally just came out. That he fucking screams at eleven year old kids, <laughs> and it's over video games. Yeah. And like he's supposed to be the bigger man, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. But no, it's okay. It's justified. <laughs> hey, it's, it's he called me a little bitch first. <laughs> you know what? You got to turn the other cheek. Man. No, but dude, it's funny. Like, but they'll talk. Like, it's great when they talk and all this shit because you can hear in their voice how young they are. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I didn't and then talk. you just said you. I'm, 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 I'm saying. I'm saying. Like, did I talk like this when I was this age? I don't think I did. But maybe I think I we did. all. I think we all did. 
to a certain extent, but I think now it's they see from so many different aspects. Well, fuck, fuck. That one word was like the devil Mm. growing up, and that wasn't just because I was in church or no shit like that. That was like literally every little kid was like, "You say that, oh, you might die or some shit." But nowadays, it's like, but we didn't have cell phones we didn't have tv shows with all of it in we didn't have call of duty we didn't have none of that and we didn't definitely didn't have think about the connection kids have nowadays just through xbox yeah it is fucking nuts dude like that is outrageous like they can contact anywhere in the world and learn stuff i just feel like it cussing and everything else like on Call of Duty and stuff like that, if you do like hate speech, like while you're talking, like going against somebody or like on a team or something, yeah. not even if you don't get reported, I forget who makes um, uh, Call of Duty. They have they have filters that are running. I mean, things that are running like um, nonstop, like 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. If they catch certain words or phrases and stuff or wordage, it'll flag it. To them, and then they'll they'll look into the chat. If you said like the n word to somebody, or like call somebody retarded, or something like that, yeah. or you know, like there's things that they're they've developed to combat this, so people can actually play online and just have fun. You know, but there's always one or two people on a team, or one person like on the, like sixteen man team, or, or eight eight and eight. I mean, versus each other, there's always going to be that one guy, and then but but. The team, the other team can kick the guy off. Like they're if too many people report it, like yeah. they can say, "Hey, let's kick this guy off." They can yeah. kick him off. That's so, they, in, so that's they interesting. Are, they are working on like so the hate much, speech is definitely they're definitely getting rid of that on online. So freedom of speech is is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, you know that's it's insane. That's. That shit that you're talking about, that technology, dude, what about the fucking cell phone? Like, let's relate that to the cell phone real quick. Like, you ever talk about fucking, he's over here talking about tampons, and then he's going to get a fucking ad for tampons. Mm. That is really freaky. Dude, that's scary as shit. And they're using that same exact technology to fucking filter and and, uh, edit you. Yeah, like with I, your video games. I can't remember what can't it was. Can't cuss out them 11-year-olds anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was yesterday, but we were talking about something. And the next thing I noticed when I opened my Facebook or Instagram, the first ad was what we were talking about. I can't remember what Dude, it was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, All holy day. shit. All day. All day. I got lingerie. I made the joke, so I pulled out my pulled out my grandmother's sewing machine. And I've been sewing. And I've just been like, that's been filling up my time just on the side, trying to learn how to hem and do all this. I know that's lame, but no, not at all. I told this girl, I was like, man, I'm going to make lingerie. Like, I'm just going to make a bunch of hot lingerie and just have supermodels around me all the time. And I was just joking. And like lingerie ads came up on my phone. I'm like, I'm a dude. I've said it one time. Guarantee you, when I leave here, I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot and send you a lingerie ad. Like, but it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's yeah. creepy. Big titty bitches. Big titty <laughs> bitches. Big titty bitches. Dude, 
I, ri- I wish y'all were video, man. I just, fuck. This, I keep looking down, and there's a butthole and a pussy looking at me. If you want, if you made it this far in the podcast, <laughs> what is this thing called? It's roll. Roll. Rolls. Rolls. I never, I never named her. Well, no, what is it first? It's a, like a, I know it's a her, it's but. It's a silicone vagina. Like, but I think it's, it's not a pocket pussy because pocket pussy is like, this big. I know. What what would this be titled? Uh, like a model? Like a... I don't know. This is kind of creepy. Replica? Like, first oh. off, you're talking about, like, yelling at 11-year-old kids and then this small thing. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you can't get no life-size? <laughs> I wouldn't even make him feel big. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Dude, that's a fucking brother right there. I know, right? And just looking out for you. Always. <laughs> That's that's the funniest thing you said. I just <laughs> y'all definitely need to go to video if y'all are going to have this shit out on the table. I'm telling you, I think y'all probably well, we got- get more comments about this than <laughs> our conversation. Well, it's like when people come. I don't know where they go in the house, but we don't ever put that stuff up. Right, and Tony's like, "Oh shit, I forgot the, po- the p- pussy was out." I know they saw it because I was talking to them, you know. Dude, and then like we had a, a we had a singer come on, um, and I didn't even think of anything about it, but she had her daughter here with her, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, I didn't even God. think. I was like, "Hey, sorry about that." I didn't even think about it, and she was like, "Oh, it's no big deal," and it literally sat right there for an hour and like twenty minutes while our daughter's over here, and she was right there. I was like. Dude, I I hung out with this girl. It was graduated in '07. I probably was in. I lived on LSU campus for like a year, year and a half. And oh, I didn't even wow. I didn't even fucking go to school. I was gonna say, fucking Van Wilder, Van Wilder, dude. I, I was pressure. I was riding. I grew up with the BMX shit. And I was just shooting photos of like these guys that were pro and shit, and we all lived together. But uh, holy fuck, man! Um, <laughs> dude, uh, it was I guess her name was Stacy. But dude, it was like she had this TV. It's like what are they called? Amours or what oh are, yeah, what's a wood box that yeah, you put? It's like something that has a fancy. Like it goes in the TV. The TV goes like in the cabinet. In, in, oh, yeah, yeah, but it has like a top. Yeah, fucking line. With dildos. And they were all like used. They were not like, like, they were not like looking. Like, she would just go over there, grab, and that's where she kept her dildos, was like right on top of the TV. So y'all are like alike, you know? She probably has OnlyFans now. Probably so. Are you going to do OnlyFans? <laughs> I already have one. <laughs> You're full of shit. <laughs> not as gay, man. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you got this thing right here. Fuck, might as well put it to I use. Was, I asked some. I was asking somebody would they ever do OnlyFans, and she was I think, like, "I she think was I like, would." Now she was like, "Hell no." I would like to lose a little weight, but I'd do OnlyFans. I think might need to grow my beard back. I think fat bearded bald men would do pretty fucking good on OnlyFans. Like that's what women want nowadays. They don't want fucking skinny rip dude with fucking anger issues. <laughs> I want a guy with a fucking medium sized dick that will listen to her. <laughs> and that at the end of the night, you can smoke a joint and fucking lay up and cuddle. 
I feel like that's the move for women nowadays. I could be wrong too. They usually say women usually go for guys that look like their dad. God, man, that's why I've been trying to dress like a grandpa this whole fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I got out of my fucking relationship. I'm gonna be honest. I got out of my relationship, and I've just been fucking going. And it's, I'm dressing like a granddad. Like literally, this is the most youthful I've dressed, and I got these '70s style porn shorts on. You know, like, <laughs> dude, I wore like I wore. I love overalls, dude, mm-hmm. and I don't wear shirts. I like, I'll fucking have them like, you know them. Um, well, I threw them away because they started smelling so bad. But like the Velcro shoes from Walmart. Oh yeah, and overalls. You know, maybe a white V neck. Look like a granddad. Maybe one of them tall mesh hats. Not like a normal one, but like one that sits up a little high. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing that out. Like, I look ugly as shit, dude. I'm getting laid. They're like, like they're like, hey, look at him. Let's go, dude. Talk I to feel him. like they. It's like, oh, he's mature. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Are they like, oh, that's the guy from Food Drunk, drunk Culture? Let's go yeah. talk to him. <laughs> Food Drunk Culture. I like that, dude. That's that's gonna. I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. Food Drunk Culture. Right here on your neck. Neck. I could do that. Make like me that. a little. Make me a. A, a fucking uh, a wild grandfather. Yeah. Now, uh, I I literally say I think I'd do OnlyFans. Would you? Mm-mm. A lot of pressure. What if your What if your face is not in it? Still a lot of pressure. Then you got like, content all the time and worry that you're keeping. It becomes a job, time, right? Because like we had a, we had a friend. Oh, it is a job that did it. Well, we've had two OnlyFans people on here, but one I personally know and woman like, or she, man, a woman. And then but, another one was a couple of a man and woman. Uh, let's get ballsy, dude. Who, who's we need a man to come on here and talk to you just straight up, like my concho, you know? Well, I'm Who? telling you right now, the <laughs> man from the OnlyFans couple, he told us a lot. Oh, he did. Yeah. So he, Which he, episode is that? I'm definitely. Uh, let's refer a, it back because I really want to. It's on um, the episode's name is. Uh, OnlyFans couple, uh, Kennedy Hardcore and Johnny. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I think it's episode 145 or something like that, or I'm 135. I'm gonna go look at it because uh, that's hilarious. I'm interested in it, man, dude. Think about it. Like, yeah, it is work, but like, there's women out there that are making so much fucking money off this shit. Like, what about the girl that sold her farts? Dude, she's murdering it. Dude, she sold her. She's selling something else now. now yeah. Well, no, it uh, was boob sweat. Boob sweat. That's what it is. And it's, yeah. a, it's just like, dude, like who? Didn't she have like a heart attack from? No. What, all right. So what? What it was? From oh, all like, the farting. I, 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 right? I, research, I researched this one. You know, I'm educated. The food she was eating, it backed her up, oh. and she had like very very bad gas. And she thought it was a heart attack and she oh, went to the hospital, okay. but it was like from eating way too many beans and other things that made her gassy. But like, come on, dude, what in the fuck is up with this world? Like, I'm a good dude and I put all my money to help support other people. Why can't I sell like bathwater and fucking become a multimillionaire? Like, I'm not that fucking ugly. Like. One day, like, come on, give me a, give me a fucking shot, universe, like, please. And then it's also like, like all the 
I'll spray my butthole for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at it all day long, but please give me some money. Like, it's like fuck. all the lingerie, dirty lingerie. You know, the, the chicks send or mail the guys for like thirty dollars for a pair of panties. I'm and, fucking selling these shorts. I'm gonna go outside and sweat. And I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I mean. Who, they're making so much money on this shit, man. It's crazy. Have y'all, have y'all heard this clip of this new girl talking about all the shit she does on OnlyFans? I don't please, think so. please open it up. Uh, let me find it. Well, I'm gonna be drunk. Is it the one you sent to Polly and I? I don't know. Hold on, this chick. She's a porn star, but she like is wild as fuck, man. Man, I'm gonna get a uh I'm gonna get a Instagram story right now. I'm not gonna post it to Food and Culture, I'll post it to mine. Guy wanted to buy my poop. And so I said, sure, you know, I'm not gonna turn down a bag. How right, much did you sell your two grand? When I went to do it, yeah, he's like Tupperware it and he was like a pro. He's like, you need to duct tape it off this I mean buy my poop. Like yeah. this bitch is wild as fuck, man. I could, another I, one that she talks about like how does she, she send that like dude? Is it like? What's the worst thing you've had? A- please <laughs> tell me she puts it in a fucking like one of them food, those well, she, ice cold so things. So the guy told her how to how to mail it to him. You take a shit in the Tupperware container, then you duct tape it, and then you put in a, another thing, and then you mail it to me. So no fucking ice box. All right, listen to this one right here. Think about that. Okay, opening okay that so. Up. Once my boyfriend was asleep, so I wanted to go fuck my ex real quick, so I drove down to the gas station, let him cream pie me, and then I came home to sneak into bed. My boyfriend woke up and then wanted to fuck me, and he started eating me out and told me how good my pussy tastes, and he's eating my ex's cum out of me, and I never told him. This is a horror story. This is a horror story. That's fucking ratchet, dude. I know somebody. Goddamn, that's one you fuck. I know a person that actually did that. That's fucked. That's fucked. guy that wasn't her boyfriend nutted in her, and then... If all the parties are, are okay with it, that's different. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking sneak some shit like that on me. And she went to the bathroom later on before her boyfriend got home or whatever, and he started eating her out. What the other guy, some of the... Com- I mean, sure, some of it's still in there, probably. Somewhere. Oh, hell yeah, there is. Like, I was like, oh, man. Dude, that is fucking ratchet. People do some foul shit, man. Dude, what in the absolute fuck? Y'all blew my mind with that one. Yeah, but well, she's like a porn star OnlyFans girl. But mm. She's on this podcast called like Pillow Talk or something like is, that. Is the super raunchy stuff still like trending super high? I think so. Is that why like it's so popular? I mean, obviously that's why it's popular. Dude, thing. do you ever fucking... Do you ever... Uh, do you ever um, see the uh, the ads that pop up on porn sites? Like you're about to fucking go to town, and it's like you can't oh, play this, this long. play this game because yeah. you're becoming desensitized to porn. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, I've seen I'm that. Like, yeah. Bitch, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, I've seen those. Those are, those are just fucking like, what the fuck? I always want to know who's the person that actually sits there and designs that shit. That's a scary fucking ad when an ad's telling you you're not going to be able to come because you're becoming desensitized to this. Like, what the fuck? Is that like they're warning you? That's like the fucking that's this right here. This product is not safe. 
is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Like, fuck, it's right here on this fucking day. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Let, let me still do it. You know, like, but I don't know. I think I'm going to fucking, I need to take the swing, dude. I need to find somebody and fucking just start an OnlyFans. I'm tired of, like, I want to be fucking rich, rich. So you'd be an OnlyFans star. Huh. On a popular uh, Instagram page. What if I fuck people in the back kitchens? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And this fuck is brought to you by X Bar's bathroom. No, dude, Ponatalk. <laughs> <laughs> Ponatalk for sure. I mean, That'll be the first one. Actually, Silly Goose. Silly Goose. Yeah. But that's been fucked in so many times. Like Adam Twenty Two is doing it. He has a podcast. I love, I, dude. And he has what does he do before? Talk. When y'all, yeah, they so they interview OnlyFans and porn stars, and then they fuck them. Him and his wife. Oh, nice. I know that's a fucking goal, dude. Banging. You know how long have you known that guy? Like uh, known of him? Back when he was bald. So like, yeah, yeah. So he got, yeah, he, yeah, he, he got, got like hair super hair. hair all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck does hair come from? Because he got fucking rich and he fucking can buy any pill that yeah. they give. He's probably not even buying them. He just giving them ad space. But I've followed Adam for a long time because of the BMX thing, mm. and he, that's how he got famous. Yeah, not the rap shit. He got famous for the come up BMX.net. It was like a. Just a BMX share your video type thing. And then he blew up with the rap shit. Yeah. But uh, the plug talk, that's fucking dope. I think that's like genius. Like, Yeah, there's another podcast that does that same thing. <laughs> I think they actually started before his, but his is awfully more popular because oh, of what? his YouTube presence and all other shit like that. Because his wife? Yeah. <laughs> his wife well, is I fucking mean, smoking? But I'm sure a lot of those girls would do the same thing with just him because he has a lot of clout. Oh, yeah. You know. And that's that's the fucking wildest thing, clout. Like, mm-hmm. that's what gets you in now. I don't know. I just need to make a lot of money so I can continue to buy food from restaurants. <laughs> tip tip these fucking employees fifty percent. You know. Yeah. Like, There's a guy we met. Well, I saw this video of this guy. It was on like one of those Wall Street bets type things on Instagram. It was Wall Street Gone Wild. And they post like a bunch of videos on her story. And they had a, a TikTok of this guy walking down this alley and he's walking with this girl. He's at Columbia and he's like, Tell my family I Oh it, yeah, dude, I've I yes. died what I love doing or something. And it's that thing when my dick was playing in the background or whatever. Yeah. So we had him on the podcast. Yeah, digital, he, bro, digital digital bro man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then he was like talking about how like there's an OnlyFans guy he's friends with down in like Columbia and other places where anytime he goes to a new city, he'll link up with the biggest influencers in that OnlyFans space and fuck them and make a shit ton of money. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, there's an ass for every seat, man. So there's definitely a, a way to make money if you want to put your dick out there. I mean, my dick isn't even nothing to fucking like really just it's not a fucking wall hanger or nothing. Yeah. But fuck, I, like you said, dude, there's a what you just say. There's you, an ass for every seat. And there's an ass for every seat. And yeah. look, fat, bald, bearded man. Dude, there's this guy I saw where like the, a, a lot of those girls that, that Adam 22 and his wife will fuck. Like there's this guy. It's, I think I sent you all. It's like called Two Drops. This guy's like morbidly obese, like Throat fucking these 
beautiful fucking porn stars and pissing them. Like, <laughs> what, what went wrong in their life? What well, went I mean, wrong in my life? Why am I not there? Doing that, yeah. yeah why like, am I not doing that? I always find it funny when people are like... Oh, my number no. is 901. <laughs> <laughs> but people are always, like, praising Adam. But it's like, these girls are getting paid. It's not like he's, like, some just random guy fucking these girls for without profit. Oh, yeah. Everything, every time... Or you're talking about that guy? Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm sure every he's tied to probably 10 influencers that... If that girl throat fuck that or or let that guy throat fuck him, like probably she's gonna get moved on. Like ten ten make ten contacts, probably make however many million or thousands and move on, but it's weird. Like with that the Adam shit, it's like you every rapper fucking tried to get on no jumper, right? Mm-hmm. To blow up. Now every porn star is trying to get onto Plug Talk. What in the fuck is he doing? Like, what is that algorithm? Like, how does he do it? I don't know. He's tapped in, though, man. It seems like every girl that he has, like, has, like, it's like a network, pretty much. Yeah. And they all work with all the same type of people, it seems. Because I follow him on Twitter, so, like, I'll see, like, he's like, oh, I got this girl coming on Plug Talk, or this one, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like. I think y'all screwed up, man. Y'all should be in- interviewing porn stars and fucking Eiffel Tower. And- <laughs> <laughs> y'all got me on here. Like, y'all What's fucked up? up. Y'all fucked up. Uh, All right, shit. if you're an up-and-coming OnlyFans girl, please tune in to yeah. Link Up. But I think there's a. There's a space definitely for that. You know, like, I mean, people, like I said, we're all here because people fucked. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, but why is it sex. so bad now? Because some fucking person probably wasn't comfortable with themselves back in the day. And so now this set of <laughs> rules have been pushed down to everybody. Yeah. You know, like, we're not born with clothes, but it's indecent to be without clothes in public. Yeah. And we all look alike, like. Yeah. It, it, don't, it don't even matter if you're fucking trans or anything. Like, yeah. fuck, you got tits and a dick. Well, you 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 can get with this one person and understand the boob part, and then you can get with this other person <laughs> and understand the dick part. Like, you're winning in my book. Yeah. Like, you're fucking, you're the best of both worlds, fucking living life to the largest. Yeah, we're, it's just society's weird, man. Uh, like I said, we're so new, though. You know, we as people are new. So it's going to take time if we're don't get wiped out to eventually get on the. Do you think course. we're gonna? Do you think we're gonna go? Like, is there any chance for us to go beyond what we are right now, like male, female, or including trans and everything else? Like, I'm not limiting anything, but so like, you're talking about like involve into like something completely different than our yeah, current that, form. That the world we go into World War Three. All this crazy shit happens. We have to adapt to what the world is nowadays. Do you think that could happen? Like we adapt into something else? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't want to say yes or no because I don't know. It'd be ignorant for me to answer like confidently, like no way. That, well, you're know. you're we're thinking like hundreds of years. Yeah, so, like it takes a while. Like a but. superhuman. 
not so much superhuman, but like, fuck, if we're not able to reproduce, we're going to have to evolve into something where we can reproduce or we're going to die. Um, I don't know. Kind of a weird, weird thought. But What do you think? As long as there's still titties on this planet, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what fucking... As long as they're titties. As long as they're fucking good plastic surgeons. How about that? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. He's playing footsie with or handsy. It is. It wasn't closed. It was open. Oh. Do you hear it now? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, no. Fucking Sorry. iPhone 7. <laughs> God. You remember back in the day when they were like, ding, 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 you knew you're about to get a phone call? Dude. That's like his little piece of shit phone. Man. You're talking about Nokia? <laughs> a brick? Dude, Best phone ever, dude. I bet that phone is still charged up somewhere. Dude, I guarantee you probably got snake playing. Yeah. Fucking mm. I would do a I would do that again. I would do a I would do a brick. And then I would keep the iPhone. But I would only like take the brick out certain times of the day, right? So it's like I don't have the fucking internet. I don't mm-hmm. have social media. I wouldn't have anything at the end of my fingertips. It would literally be snake and fucking text. T9 text. Oh, man, that was brutal. What the fuck? How'd that even get created? I don't know, man, but geez. I used to be so faceted eventually. like I know, and you wouldn't even look at it, dude. You'd be like down here in class going right down by your side. That's so wild. We don't want to take up too much of your more time. It's been very good. Um, but we always ask people, what advice do you have for people and what mark you want to leave on the world? Mm. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. Uh, what advice do you have for people and what mark do you want to leave on the world? My advice would be fuck everyone. Like, literally. You're going to be... You're going to be belittled. You're going to be told that you're not going to make it. You're going to be going, what in the fuck is this? And know that some girl's selling her turds in a fucking box to some weird guy for thousands and thousands of dollars. And she's probably eating a fucking way better steak than you. So Mm, don't listen to people. Like, just don't listen to people. Learn to tune them out. Um, Learn to cut people off. I think the one lesson I'm learning right now as a 33-year-old male on this planet is to say no. And it's okay. It's okay to say no. You ain't got to do everything. And you ain't got to cater to every single person. But that's that would be my advice. And then what's the second question? Uh, what's your mark you want to leave on the world? To be honest, I don't give – I don't have – like, I think legacy is a joke. Like, how many people really get fucking remembered on this planet? Everybody, want, every human has this fucking mindset. Like, they want to be remembered. How many people do? Like, look at Elvis Presley. Yeah, Elvis got remembered. But how many people talk about him? Like, really, throughout the day. And how many people, like, there's that handful yeah. of fucking weirdos, but, like, and that's Elvis Presley. 
if you're not cooler than him, you're, you're, getting remembered. you're not getting remembered. So if I was to leave anything or, or, or say, I would say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you're going to leave on this planet. Have fun with the time that you're here and live a, live a life that you want to live. If you do those things, you'll leave a mark and you'll, you'll leave something. You'll impact the people that are around you. You'll teach people how to open doors. You'll te- teach people how to be nice, how to be kind. You'll teach people how to listen. Mm-hmm. But as far as fucking remember Jonathan Cooper, I'm a fucking speck on this earth. And I'm never going to be remembered. See, I think the thing about our life is is leaving memories for us or people that are still here. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it may not be on the grand scale, but to somebody that you were close to or did something for, you're going to leave that mark. Yeah, that's. I, I feel like, yes, that's more of right up my alley than trying to be fucking... Elvis Presley, you know, like I think too many people, they say legacy. I got to leave a legacy and all this mess. I got to leave my business. Like who's going to fucking run your business. And if somebody takes over your business, you're going to get forgot because that person's going to be in the now. Mm -hmm. Um, but do those things like just have fun on this planet and treat people right. And those people around you, like, y'all are going to remember me. Yeah. We might not ever see each other again, but y'all will remember me. Um, Might not be for long, but I hope that, you know, I could have had a decent conversation with you enough to where it was like, oh, wow, that one fucking day we had that conversation with that weird kid. I'm going to fucking die, and y'all are going to say that, and then you might not ever think of me again, you know? And that's cool, but... You're going to enjoy that fucking day, you know, like just live each day to the fullest. Drink fucking seven twisted teas and be be honest (laughs) and drunk. There was something you said earlier that reminded me of what I shared with this group chat. But um, it says maturing will have you distancing yourselves from people you've known for years. And it's like what you were talking about, like saying no and not always having to um, to agree to shit just because somebody wants you to do something or they're not in the same kind of playing field that you are anymore. So I think a lot of times people think because they've been with somebody, they got to ride or die with that person. No, fuck no. Yeah. Like, not at all. The only thing constant in this universe is change. Yeah. People are changing, whether it's for the good or for the bad. Every single day they wake up, new breath, new person. You can't always have the same person in your life. Like That's not going to be an option. That person might change for the better and move you out of their life or change for the worse and try to drag you down in their life. And, I mean, I just feel like you just can't count on on every single person, like even family, like what's it? Dumbass shit on the memes. It's like fucking family's toxic or, or blood or, you know, you don't, get, you don't get to choose your family. 
but you get to choose your blood or your you know something like that yeah, and then it, friendship is what your becomes your family or yeah. something yeah something dumb like that but it, it's the truth like it's it's really the truth like dude how many parents out there are fucking deadbeats and the kids come out to be like fucking millionaires mm-hmm. or some shit you know yeah. sometimes you got to fucking remove people out of your life or you're going to sit in the fucking trailer park all all the time, you know, or wherever, you know. Or. Have you personally had to cut people off that you were close to because they just didn't go on the same wavelength that you're at now? Oh, yeah. And it's a it's a tough one. I, I just got out of a five-year relationship, and I made the joke she was chasing God and I was chasing ducks, but, like, we we're going down two different paths, and I love the girl with all my heart. Mm-hmm. We can't even talk right now. Like, there was no fighting, no nothing, right? There was, it wasn't a breakup. Like, it was just like, we're going down different paths. I can't even talk to her because, like, it brings up old memories, right? But, yeah. like, she knows that if she gets in trouble, she knows to call me. Mm. And she knows that, like, I'll always be there to take care of her no matter what. But, like, dude, it was, it wasn't healthy. And it wasn't like we were just fighting and all this shit. It was just like, just wasn't meant to be like I I would rather take this short time on this planet and go find that person. Even if it's for six months or maybe for the next 20 years, I want to have fun. I want to be happy. I want to, I want to love with all my heart. I want to fucking experience every fucking thing I can out there in the real world, you know? Sometimes you got to cut people off so you can achieve that. If not, you're going to be stuck in the same place. Just like what we were talking about, that that, that single-minded, uh, single-track mind or whatever, like, you were raised this way, but, oh, like, yeah. you don't have to fucking stay that way, mm-hmm. like, you know? but You have to be willing to do the work to change. Oh, yeah. And lip service only takes you so far, because if you're always like, oh, I'm going to change or blah, 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 and you don't change... Then people are going to be like, that's the boy who cried wolf. Why do I want to? I'm not going to. Yeah. Why am I going to believe you now? Well, that's like, dude, the wanting to change is fucking not fucking fighting with your ex of five years and letting her go live her life. Letting her go enjoy her time. Because guess what? Like, I'm fucking enjoying my time. Like, yeah. dude, like I'm going out, having fun, about to start throwing events again, posting food. Running into girls, it's like it's fun. Yeah, and she deserves that too. And we weren't having that, like we weren't having that together. Mm. So it's okay to cut people out, man. And like friends, they fucking they need to support you, and they need to fucking call you and be able to help you. Like if you get into a tight spot, they need to go. They need to be your hype man, and they need to be able to help you. They can't do that. They don't, you don't deserve like to deal with that because what I'm going to bring to the table is if you call me and go, I'm fucking wasted and I need to be picked up. You're a nuisance, but I'm going to come get you. Yeah. Or you got this thing and I know you're nervous, but you're going to fucking crush it. You know, like those are two simple things to look in a friendship. You know, that ain't happening. Can't be all one side. Move, move down the road, you know, because that's what I'm going to bring to the table. That's what I did to every single artist I've ever helped. 
I've done it to every single chef I've ever helped. I've done it to any business owner I've ever helped. <coughs> where it's like, all right, what do we need to do to help you out? What do we need to do to get you done? Oh, you got this? It's going to fucking crush, dude. Like, that's going to fucking crush. You're going to make a lot of money on that one. Business owners probably sitting there shaking, going like, I just fucking dumped $2,000 on this event, and I don't know if I'm going to make my money back, you know? And it's like, you're going to do it, you know? But, yeah, if you cut people out, um, the only thing I will say is take your time with it. If they're being negative in your life and they're negatively impacting you, then immediately cut them out. But if it's just a, you know, if you got some time to think on it, think on it, you know. But I do think it's it's valid to cut people out that aren't aren't helping you. You know, I agree with that. Anything else? Nah, man. Uh, So where can everybody find you? All right, right now, um, you can get on Instagram and find me at food drink culture drink is spelt with an A, like we're in the South. Uh, right now, we're posting a lot of food from around Memphis. We do have three women and one other male that is going around, and we're s- slowly starting to post from out of town. Um, one of the girls just went to Mexico. Then New Orleans and a bunch of other places. And we're slowly starting to share around the country um, and even outside the country a little bit. Uh, We do have events coming up. You can find everything uh, posted up there. We'll have dates and flyers posted here soon. And that's about it. When we drop TikTok, I'll let you know. And I look forward to the videos, man. Of, uh, I think that's the next move. I think that's going to really set you off, man. Yeah, it's people sure. want to see it, you know. Like get some kid, like some young kid, even that's good at editing or whatever. Yeah. Somebody on your team probably already knows how to do it. Because, like I said, I, when I look at those things, like unapologetically Memphis, where they show like different restaurants in town, like there's some new uh, Mexican restaurant in like Olive Branch. Yeah. Oh, it looks it so looks fucking, really fucking nice, and yeah. the way they they. Did the thing, it just makes it invite and makes me want to go check it out. So if you can do that and then do like maybe something on YouTube where you do like a, like a sit down with people that have the restaurant or. You know. See, I've always wanted to I've always wanted to do like video podcasts yeah. with those folks. That way people see them. They see how they act and everything else. And they go, I want to go give that guy my money because yeah. I relate to him, you know. I mean, like I said, it's basically an advertisement, so I don't see why anybody would want to do it. I mean, you're getting – I mean, if it's just one person shows up, that's still one more person that wasn't there before. I think the small the small steps would be to to let these folks start doing our Instagram story takeover. Mm-hmm. And then that way there's no – like, there's no me as a variable. There's no mm-hmm. me talking as a variable or anything like that. It's just, like, literally this human being a human. And they're being themselves, and they get to show you what they do and what they sell and everything else. I think we're slowly starting with that, and then we're going to lead into the, like something a little bit more produced. But so basically, it seems like what you're turned into is more of a media company. I, I 
Man, fuck, I guess. Because, like, well, if you're having, like, people post their content and stuff, like, you're just basically, like, the no jumper or unapologetically Memphis or Barstool Sports I feel or World like that's, Star or anything like that. I feel but like for that's food moving. and culture. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the the direction it's moving with bringing on people on the team and letting each individual create their own name. If you look at our post, you can see – each individual tags your name. Mm. And so I never wanted it to be, all right, Milton comes on, he spends his money. I didn't want it to be like post for food, drink, culture, and you don't get shit from it. Mm. Tag your fucking name. That way you get seen. And when people catch on, give it like two months. And Milton, if he posts once or twice a week, they see his name enough, he's going to walk into a fucking restaurant and they're going to fucking comp everything mm. for Milton. And he's not going to have to have me. Yeah. He's not going to have to have any of the women. He's not going to have to have anything. They're going to comp his meal because he's going to go there, post a story. Whoever's on social media is going to pull it up and go, that's that table. That's him. Oh, that's Milton. Here's your meals on the house. Post photos, you know, mm. like. I want each individual to like grow from this, not just food, drink, culture. And so I feel like what you're describing is kind of the route we're going, you know, different individuals creating different content and it's more of a media. Yeah. But yeah, you're building a community. I like it, man. Well, man, I appreciate you having me on here and thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. It's been a fucking, it's five thirty. When we start, it's been five hours now. Five hours and f- almost five minutes. No shit. I think this is the longest one we've done so far. Ever. Damn, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, you know, you're good. Hey, we did one with yeah. Juice and John. I think that was like four and a half hours. Oh yeah. Hours oh dude. Yeah, but did y'all talk about aliens? No, exactly. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> We we co- we went from porn stars to aliens to fucking yeah. it's all over the map, man. Everything, and that's what's great about this one hour podcast. You know, like it's not we just didn't talk about food. Oh no, yeah, it's not just food, drink, culture. It was like that's why I love y'all. Like I've listened to y'all's podcast enough now. You're allowing the person to reach out to other individuals. Now, if people like the person or not, that's up to them. But, mm-hmm. like, you're giving them a platform to actually be known as their individual self. Mm-hmm. You just don't get that nowadays. Like, we talked about social media so much, and it's like everything's fake. Like, this is real. Like, this is nitty-gritty. Like, you get who I am. And I think it's cool. I want to see y'all keep on doing it. I appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, man. What were you about to say? No, I was just going to say, y'all have a wonderful day. All right, we love you lots. Bye.